Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, December 12th already, 2023, this sports program starts now. Football! It's happening in a massive way. Last night, there was a doubleheader on ESPN and on ABC where we saw... A Pison lead a Pison locally based uh-huh. team to a massive win over a storied franchise like the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, we saw Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins lose to the who? The Tennessee who? The Tennessee Titans. The Ooh, AFC wow. South is no joke. But now the conversation about who's real and who's not has changed drastically. Will we be overreacting today? Certainly. Yep. Have to. That's our job. But also, we'll be talking about everything happening around the football world. Statements that are being made. Like Patrick Mahomes came out and said, yeah, I regret how I acted. Yeah. You know, everybody was calling me a little bitch pretty much with the way I acted with that referee. I thought I was just showing emotion, maybe sticking up for my teammate, letting the boys know that I am invested in this as much as possible. And yeah, I might have lost my cool a little bit, but I do regret it, even though I still think that it shouldn't have been called, which I respect and I appreciate. Mm -hmm. We will chat about that and everything else happening around the sports world. We got P.K. Subban joining us in 28 minutes. He's a 13-year NHL vet. He covers the NHL for ESPN. He's a stud. Oh, yeah. He comes in here and cuts promos. Uh Yeah. You know what I mean? He's doing it for hockey. And speaking of hockey, tonight, Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid are playing Mm -hmm. against each other. Wow. If you don't know hockey, you don't know what that means. Basically, the two... Young, electrifying hockey players are going to be on the ice at the same time in a city that no, none of us know where it is. Nope. nope. Okay, it's, this game's on at 10 <laughs> o'clock Eastern because Edmonton, we do know, is on the left part of Canada. That's a specific time. So it's 10 o'clock at night, Edmonton Oilers, Chicago Blackhawks. This guy, number one overall pick, has been deemed the next one. That guy over there has been dazzling on skates in the NHL for a while. Can they win the big one? No. That's what everybody asked about. David. We'll talk to P.K. Subban about that. And also, everything happening in hockey. Who's going to win all this year, P.K.? Boston. Uh, Aaron Rodgers joins us today. Obviously, massive win for the Jets. What do you see out of Zach Wilson? And also, what are his thoughts on the entire NFL? Mm -hmm. More specifically, where guys line up on plays that could potentially (laughs) go on to be one of the greatest plays of all time. And then the third hour on uh, YouTube and ESPN+. Plus. By the way, we're a very big ESPN Plus show. Really? We should almost start like saying that's our... Actually. Like, I think we're the biggest show that ESPN Plus has ever had. Okay. So we should maybe start... Who would have thought? As Kings of ESPN. Okay, <laughs> there it is. Okay, now we're not comparing uh, like you know, UFC and uh, events again. That doesn't no, count. Different. Very, very different. Dana could potentially right. say, I understand they could do that. But as the Daily Show King of ESPN Plus, <laughs> today we got a treat for ESPN Plus. And obviously for YouTube, our home, our family, our original mm-hmm. place that we always have it. Matt Rule will be joining us. Okay. Head coach in Nebraska. Yeah. Matt Rule obviously uh, was a coach for Temple. Did very well. Mm-hmm. Baylor did very well. What? So well that David Tepper said, hey, I need you in Carolina. Gave him a $70 million deal. Yeah. It was a huge ordeal. It did not work out. Is anybody going to work out in Carolina? I guess that is kind of the question. Now he's back in college at Nebraska building. His program is in the middle of some heavy recruiting and changing potentially the future of the Big Ten. But also what we have referenced him numerous times is because at a press conference as a man just got back into college football after having a lot of success in college football, he said – you know, a good quarterback costs you a million, million, mm-hmm. half, two million, just so we're all. And then he moves on, and then he sees one person's reaction. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's the wor- This is the press conference that Matt Rule had just a couple weeks ago, describing the state of college football, the transfer portal, and where it's at right now. 
make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, <laughs> let's make sure we all understand what's yeah, happening. You, you just <laughs> so, saw, yeah. Um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six, six or seven million dollar players playing for him. He made eye contact with somebody that was like, and he was like, "Yeah, uh-huh. just so we're all in the understanding." What else does he know? Hmm, probably a lot. We're gonna ask him bunch. And how excited is he to be back in college where he absolutely dominated after doing some hard time potentially to Carolina <laughs> Panthers? Sure. We will chat with him with that. We have a great show. I'm excited to be here. And we also have some special guests. It's not the talks table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Although the the strength of the pack. Or strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. Boom. And that's why you're wearing that shirt today? Yeah, the strength of the pack is the wolf. Actually, there's ten wolves on here that most of them are hidden kind of oh, nice. in the rocks, Same if gems. you will. So you kind of have to find it. How like, many triangles are in the photo in front of you? Bingo. It's one of those. Uh, so, yeah, it's a nice one. But, yeah, I figured, you know, might as well start off with some wolves. Got some other wolf shirts later on. But, I mean, last night. There are a lot of wolves out there playing football, huh? Yeah, one of them super Italian. Speaking of, one half of the hammer, Dad. Cowboys, Anthony DeGioia. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. How do you feel about what Tommy DeVito is doing for the state of Italians across the country? I don't think there has been one mafioso or racketeering arrest Mm-mm. since Tommy DeVito has started doing his thing for the New York football Giants. Tommy DeVito is doing for Italian-Americans. What Joe Montana did for Italian Americans, okay? okay? Joe Montana. We got Tommy new DeVito. Brock Purdy supposed to be the new <clears throat> yeah. Joe Montana. Mm, potentially no, with some no, no. stats, potentially. And now we got Tommy the new Italian American doing his thing for football and for Italians in America. Yeah, I mean, what Tommy DeVito is doing is awesome. I mean, he's got better, if not the same, numbers of Patrick Mahomes. So is he the next <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, too? I don't know. I Let's thought go. that should have been some gabagool or pursuit on that on that hoodie there, but that's fine. And his the, agent said, don't worry, I'll come in and look the most Italian any human has ever looked in the history of humans in the United States of America. The size of the Italian horn that his agent was wearing in the stands. He didn't have it on, on the field when he was on the phone. I don't know if that was a fake phone call or a real phone call or not. Fake, real. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, come that on. was a fugaze, for sure. <laughs> figured Mahomes size, is calling him right now. Like, yeah, hey, look at, hey, how can we do a little gabagool? The size of the Italian horn was obnoxious. But look at it. Diesel. It's a three-inch Italian horde. Elephant tusk. Kiss me. Kiss me, Mr. DeVito. And then the owner of DeVito Plumbing, by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito's dad, we believe, from our internet sleuthing, owns a plumbing company. Yep. And their marketing photo at the top of their social right. media pages is actually two of their plumbers dressed up like Mario and Luigi. Because yeah. if Smart. you do remember, yep. Mario and Luigi were both plumbers. Mm-hmm. That is how the entire thing, that's why they boop, 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 yep. exactly. go down in the pipe mm-hmm. and everything like that. This is an Italian story that I could have never seen coming. And shout out to DeVito playing great football. Great Great. football. You know, you think about guys like Taylor Heineke and Mike White and other backups that are able to galvanize and rally the troops. And for whatever reason, the guys just like them and seem to play for them. And understand that, hey, this guy might miss a throw seven, ten yards. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chance he makes a bad decision. I might get open as a wide receiver, and he might not hit me. But the expectation isn't that he should. The (laughs) expectation is like, hey, Tommy DeVito is going to lead us to a game today. And he did on the ground. Mm -hmm. He did through the sky. Obviously, his parents' gabagool energy coming uh-huh. from the stands was radiating through the entire team. Saquon Barkley is running wild out there. It was a beautiful thing to watch over there in New Jersey, where I believe 70 million Italians live. Yeah, that's right. Could yep. you imagine a better fit for Can't. a team than Tommy 
David, who almost scores right there, obviously oh. gets tackled by Wandale, who had a huge night for the New York football giants. But this guy sparked something. And you literally think, and there was conversations, how come the Giants are better with Tommy DeVito than they are Daniel Jones? This was, yeah, this, was weird. A, this was a dead football team with Dan Jones. How come everybody seems to be a little bit happier? How come the head coach, Dayball, is coming out of his show and he's happy in his press conference? He's like, do I need to tell Tommy DeVito to relax? No. I, I, every once in a while, I need to tell him, hey, we're going to spin us yeah, something. Hey, rip this. This is Dayball talking about his relationship with Tommy DeVito. You don't think this guy loves DeVito? You don't think he loves Paisano? Listen to Dayball talk afterwards. What was the conversation like uh, with Tommy, you know, on the last drive, trying to keep his composure and stuff? Uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. He keeps his composure. There's really nothing. Here's a couple plays we like. Go out there and rip that son of a bitch. <laughs> Pretty simple. I love that. I think we're potentially to blame for some of these answers that have been given. Mm-hmm. You know, in these answers, <laughs> yeah. people are a little bit more relaxed, and I appreciate that. I think we're learning more about the humans that actually put the football on the field and the ones that piece it together. But him just – you can see – he admires Tommy DeVito. Yes. We don't have to worry about his composure. No. Like, listen, we, this guy's okay. Have you seen him? Mm-hmm. He is A-OK. He walked in here in a pink fur. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think he is A-OK in that entire thing. And then letting him rip, it's like there's probably moments where Debo and the offense coordinator in the headphone headset are like, hey, Tommy DeVito. You're better than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that. Fire it. Remember that. And then it cuts off, and then they're still on the side like, you're really good, DeVito. Do your thing. Because all they got to do, build his confidence. And if he continues to do what he's doing, why not the Giants looking ahead with Paisano at quarterback? We obviously have a Giants diehard fan, a coastal elitist here who's not an Italian. Uh, Bruce Brown, I see you're wearing the Giants hat. Haven't seen that in a long time. You know, a lot of Michigan hat as of late. Got the Giants hat back on. Is this the DeVito effect happening out here? Yeah, it is full on. I I haven't seen the city tri-state area captured like this since Lynn Sanity back in the day. It is full on DeVito mania. He has injected swag and confidence into that offense, into that locker room. Um, you know, it's an absolute blast. Now we're one game out of the wild card. Who knows? Whoa. Who whoa, knows? Whoa, who knows? Whoa. Hey, Dable has uh, proven to have success. Yeah. Wink Martindale has proven to have success. Mm-hmm. That's why whenever they stunk, it was like, what is wrong mm-hmm. with this team? They're paying a quarterback $40 million, and it's not this one. No. It's no. not, uh, you know what I mean? Probably, it's not uh, this not one Tommy here. Cutledge. Hey, Tommy Cutledge. Uh-huh. Interesting name. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how we got to that. I think he loves chicken cutlets or mm-hmm. pork cutlets or yep, something. Yeah, sure. I guess Saquon gave him uh, the full Tommy Cutlets uh, nickname is what we're saying. They could have really went with that one a little bit further. Oh, Italian. Those cutlets right yeah. there. You know what I mean? A little bit further Italian on that. Because Tommy is a good setup. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And there's so many. Tommy Breadsticks. Yep. Yeah. What? Tommy Raviol. What? Tommy Bolognese. What? Oh, my God. Tommy Gabagool. Yeah. I mean, I mean there was just so many that it could have been. Tommy Cutlets, we love. Sure. Hey, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're a big fan. Everyone and, loves Cutlets. And the Paisan agent, way to go, pal. Mm-hmm. Doing it. Way to go. On his Twitter account, I guess he has a certificate of uh, from the Italian club up in Boston. <laughs> that's, that's a right. big deal, too. <laughs> yep. that's, yeah. Yeah. that's not any club. That's a huge deal. Sean Stolato up there. Blessed to be honored by the Boston Italian consulate. Thanks, Arnaldo Minuti, for the recognition. Yeah. Legend. Clean fit. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does seem to always dress well. Uh, this is... It's a phenomenal story in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I mean? It's just like so perfect. Happy for the Giants and... Uh, 
On the flip side, let's go to our super experts, obviously a uh, nine-year NFL vet, uh-huh. host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB, Darius J. Butler's here. Buddy Bot. you look super cool today. And also 12-year NFL vet, Super Bowl champion, Jackie Moon, uh, down there yep. at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, player coach. He wasn't the owner, but <laughs> maybe one day. Ladies and gentlemen, hosting the trenches, A.K. Shipley. Yeah. Hey, before we ask Ty Schmidt, I want to ask you this question, mm-hmm. because Ty is going to have a different reaction, I think, than maybe you would, because he is invested in the Green yep. Bay Packers. We've been riding this wave with Green Bay Packers, and the wave has been very good as of late. We're talking about pipe. We're, we're, we're barrels, I think is what they call those yes. waves. Mm-hmm. We're, we've been oh, riding yeah. good. We've been riding a good wave with mm-hmm. these Packers over the last like four or five weeks. Like, here we go. This team is hot. Jordan Love has found it. LaFleur has figured it out. Now, no Christian Watson last night. Knew that was going to be a conversation piece because he takes the top off it. Defense has to respect it. But the defense have been playing good. They got like nine number ones on that particular field. The Packers, oh, look out. Going. NFC North. Now they can still do that. They lose to the Giants, though, on prime time. Do we need to worry about this Green Bay Packers team? Jordan Love didn't have his best game, but just like a few one week ago today, Aaron Rodgers said, "Like, hey, we need to, you know, maybe just let a guy play instead of just every week saying, yup, he can replace Aaron Rodgers.' Nope, he can't replace Aaron Rodgers. Today, big conversation. Nope, he's not going to be able to do it because of what he did last night. Is that fair? Is that real? And what do you see from this Packers team? AQ Shipley. I texted Ty the other day and I said, hey, "Listen, Jordan Love, he's 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 going. He's going exactly where we all thought, but." When you see this, we we instantly overreact every week. As soon as a game happens, it's like, hey, listen, they stink. They're dead. No, that's yep. not the case. No, right? we don't do that. No, every week, everybody. We're very calm. Yeah. Very, very calm. Yep. But listen, he's playing with an offensive line that's makeshift, right? They're, they don't have their left tackle who they were counting on for years. I mean, he's one of the best in the game when he plays, right? They don't have a bunch of guys. Um that he's missing a receiver, and the defense has given up a ton of points. He did throw a terrible interception yesterday, which I think we all can agree on. Slipped right? out of yeah. his hand, right? Slipped out of his hand. That, that must have been it. And then they give the ball to A.J. Dillon. <laughs> oh, he's hammering it, and they stop giving him the ball. So there's a lot of things going on. Classic. Don't know what happened, but, yeah, we might we might want to worry a little bit. Okay. Whoa. I appreciate the fact that in the end you said everybody overreacts, <laughs> but now you are worrying as well. That ball just slipped out of his hand. I, I, yeah, I, don't, nice pick. I don't think Top he one. knew exactly what was going to happen. It was a good pick. Darius, whenever you watch this Packers team, and we'll move to the Titans-Dolphins for sure, yep. but whenever you watch this Packers team, they have, like, a read was electric. Yes. Was you know what I mean? Now, he's getting a ball going uh, east-west every yep. single time he gets it, it yep. seems like, mm-hmm. in the Matt LaFleur offense, and they're rolling, and – he great ball spin here at the end too. Just oh, I guess they cut it off. Damn. But his ball spin was very <laughs> chill, kind of like how Brandon Aubrey kicks, like very relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then a ball just goes. He just casually went like that, and the ball was spinning very tight. Cyclone. Yeah, that means he's worked on that, yep. which I appreciate. Anybody that's working on celebrations has great confidence, which I enjoy. The Packers team are they yeah. are they the ones in the MC North after what we've seen the Lions Ooh, do the yeah. last couple of weeks? No. Remember, Packers just beat the Lions. Yeah, right? literally I'll, just beat the Lions. Definitely wouldn't say that. The ones in the NFC North, maybe the next two, three years, they're just a young team. And AQ mentioned it, the makeshift offensive line, who's played decent this year, uh, banged up running back room. AJ Dillon was going last night, but just a lot of youth when you, when you look at the pass catcher and obviously the guy throwing the ball as well with Jordan Love. 25 years old, been in the league for a while, but this is really his first year. So you're going to have these hiccups. He was on a great three-week stretch um, in late November, December, when that's when teams kind of start becoming who they are. But I'm not worried about them long-term. This year, I don't think they, they make a run. Everybody's still in it right now. Everyone's still alive, even the Giants. 
Great feel-good story. Right you know, we had, we had to, we, the NFL, we love a storyline. We love what's going on with his family. We had the Pastronaut earlier this year. Whoa. We had probably oh. another story. There you go. He's not a gimmick. No, he's a gimmick. He's Tommy Cutlass. He's hard to win games in the NFL. He's Joe Montana. He is. He is. He is. That's great. 70 on the ground. You know, three wins in a row for him. So, like I said, great story right now. Saquon, he got going late in the game, had some big runs. You know, Turf Monster got him. He, you know, gave up the ball. Tried to give the Packers a chance. Honestly, two good football games last night, surprisingly. Agreed. Let's go back to the Packers. Ty, the now you this morning, vastly different than you last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> last week. Remember how high? Uh, riding high, oh, yeah. Back, last two weeks. Oh, my. After th- oh, I, Since Thanksgiving, it has been oh my, well, all smiles. We got the guy. All yeah, the way back. Yeah. Still do. We got the guy. You got people all over the place mm-hmm. saying, hey, we got the guy. Mm-hmm. People Big, are attacking yeah. me because they got the guy. Mm-hmm. Good to Coons got the guy. Mm-hmm. You agree? With uh, D-Butt, need to be a little patient, okay? Listen, we got two, three years to make this work. It isn't just about winning the Super Bowl this year. No. It's not just about trying to figure it out this year. We got two, three years. So for the Packers fans, let's just relax on this wave. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't need to be up and then down and then up and then down. No. This is a two, three-year project anyways. We all knew that whenever Jordan Love came in. This, right? Isn't that the... Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about Jordan Love. Okay. That's good news. That's Going great. into yesterday, I told Bruce, I was like, I think I told Connor too, yeah. I was like, Packers are going to get beat. <laughs> like, this is just, after beating the Chiefs and beating the Lions, like, this just seems like a young team, like, oh, hey, we can just... We can just show up and we're going to win. We're playing so well. It just felt like the kind of game, especially with the passing Paisano and everything he's got going. Mm-hmm. It just felt like so- something that could, like anything that could go wrong potentially would. But four times this year, the Packers offenses went down and scored in the fourth quarter. And Jordan Love, yeah, he didn't play great last night, but again, he puts them in position to win the game. Uh, Anders Carlson misses a field goal early, which they could have used. But stop me if you've heard this before. Uh, the Packers' defense can't stop the goddamn run at all. Again, they gave up over 200 yards rushing. Like Tommy DeVito, yeah, he's great. Okay, I watched him play at Illinois and Syracuse, so like I've seen him play a bunch. They made him look like Joe Montana mixed Bingo. with Michael Vick mixed with <laughs> Colin Kaepernick last night. Like just, I I just don't understand. I mean, I don't know how inconsistent. You can be week in, week out, and I get. I guess there was a little Colin Kaepernick there. Is oh, that, yeah. is that oh, what yeah. you were talking about? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah is that the Kaepernick used to just chew up the the Packers sure. every in the playoffs every year? Like, hey, got a good Packers team this year. What's going to happen? Colin, Colin Kaepernick's going to throw for three hundred twenty five yards, and he's going to rush for one hundred twenty five. That happened about six years in a row. It felt like, <laughs> but it just like they haven't been able to stop the run in like seven years. Like really, like since AJ was like twenty three years old. So at some point, like. I understand the defense has been much better as of late, but like in, I mean, you watch that final drive, like there was never, the Giants, it took them three plays to get into field goal range. Like it was just ridiculous. Like, and you got a, an undrafted third string quarterback playing. They didn't get a sack all night. Everyone's been saying, oh, Tommy DeVito has been sacked a hundred times in the last four yeah, weeks. Yep. Didn't get any pressure on him all night. In the grand scheme of things, no, I'm not worried. They're still uh, in that last wild card spot, but for having everything in front of them and being able to kind of 
potentially go go ahead and win the division with everything that kind of shook out this weekend, and for them to just shit the bed like this, and for Randy Bullock exactly yeah. to come through and bury one. So it's disheartening. Oh, because four when, six out there. You look hey, good. Hey, he looks fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looks yoked oh, yeah. in that. Yeah, he, he, Stank. he, he uh, They're putting him a linebacker. Yeah, D butt. What are you talking about? Forty six. I mean, he made the kick. That's all that matters. He's as jacked as a linebacker. Why the Giants right? had to give him 40 He's in year like 10 or 11. I, like, I love those jerseys. I was about to say, Giants should always be in those jerseys. Laces straight back. The Scottish hammer twists it. That's a great hold. You know, Randy missed one earlier. Pushed that thing right this mm-hmm. time. We knew Randy Bullock year 12, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year this is for him. Wearing 46 in year 12 is... Weapon. <laughs> you need to command a little bit more respect <laughs> yeah. in the equipment room, potentially, but... Uh, maybe he want it looks cool. Hey, I think it looks uh, Yes. More kickers need to wear forties. So I, I wear forty in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah I awesome. wore forty in college because uh like I was a freshman kicker at West Virginia. Sure. They just here's forty. Mm-hmm. And then they were gonna they asked me if I wanted to change after my freshman year. And I said, nah, keep the let's Hell yeah. you know, my GPA, my favorite drink. Bingo. You know, like, yeah. Let's go ahead and do this whole thing. But professional guys wearing 46, unless he's going to play linebacker, which we might, don't know. He might Randy be. Randy Bullock might step in. They might have a, a swarm dime package. Yep. Yeah. And they might put Randy the on the edge. The New Jersey rules kind of kind of mess you guys up. Yeah, because you, you guys, guys are just plucking great, them. Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. had great pickets. You and the quarterbacks get all the single digits, all the low numbers. Now you got you know Thibodeau out there with five and other guys with these low numbers. But, yeah, that 4-6. I do something. About it doesn't that. matter. He hit a game. That's winner. all. That Congrats to him and uh, Packers fans. Got a tough one coming up, right? I mean, only uh, how's the how's the rest of the season? No, so that was the thing. Is like the remaining schedule is very easy. And but this was that this was one of those games where it's like, hey, take care of business against the Giants, and then maybe like a team like the Bucks, who again are pretty inconsistent, but are right there. They have a bunch to play for still. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not panicking yet, but you look at that NFC playoff picture. It's like. Every team is still in it. Every team has something to play for. So there's really not any layups left on the schedule. Like, yeah, it's favorable. But, boy, they needed that one last night. And they didn't deserve to win, but to be in the position they were in and then to poop the bed, it just stinks. Okay, let's go to the AFC side now. Uh There's a new conversation at the top in there. You know, the Eagles lose to the Dallas Cowboys, and now all of a sudden the Eagles aren't even in the conversation to be at the top of the NFC. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just get them out there. Now, AFC side. Dolphins lose to the Titans, and everybody's like, this Dolphins team's fake. I said. Everything they, they lose to the sorry-ass Titans on primetime in Miami, Man. in the beautiful weather down there. That's all of a sudden the reaction is like, all right, Dolphins are dead now. Who else yep. in the AFC is potentially going to be able to get there? Gumpy, I don't love that this is happening to your program and your team, but there's been a lot of things said this morning all of a sudden about why your team could potentially not make it to the Super Bowl. And I think the big one is the injuries to the offensive line. That is a massive ordeal, especially when you operate on timing and two is mostly inside the pocket. I don't think that has really been a spotlighted convo until something like this happens. So where are you feeling? How are you feeling? And have you given up all hope because all the things that have been said this morning about your program on the Miami Dolphins making it to the Super Bowl? I have not given up all hope, but I am down bad. Okay. The mm. way that we lost He's is the biggest out. issue. He's for bummed out. I am Super super so bummed, bummed out. out. <laughs> um, Jerome Baker and Javon Holland both out. Those are the mics on the defense. I don't know how they let them march down the field. It might felt like me. 30 seconds. Like, it's just the way they lost is the biggest issue for me. They had that game, but they didn't play well the whole game. The Titans handed them 14 points to even be up at the end of the game. Now, just to be clear. And I talked about this on um, first take, which it was an honor to be on there. Shannon Sharp 
number one mm-hmm. most entertaining human, mm-hmm. I think, by nice. Complex. Yep. yep. Okay. And then Stephen A., number two most entertaining human. Wow. And then I got a chance to be in there and chit-chat with them. But they asked about, you know, this Miami Dolphins team. And you heard a lot of, you know, internet chatters like, Tua can't operate without Tyreek Hill. It's like, uh... Yeah, the whole offense is vastly different when you have an actual cheetah on the field versus Agent Zero running the same yeah. things that Tyreek Hill would normally do. They put Berrios in there to do the, the motions and the late shifts and the distraction and the eye candy. And no offense to Berrios yeah, at all. I don't think the linebackers and safeties and everybody is watching Berrios as intently as they'd be watching Tyreek Hill. So whenever you lose him... now. Uh, seems mm. like he got played. Yeah, did I, he? I'm not 100 percent sure. No, he wasn't going to, and then he texted his wife. That, that was the, the ending. The ending of the game. They put him out there to return the kick, and then he didn't play on first and second down. So, like, what happened? I, I, and if he even went back in, like third quarter, he goes back in. And exactly. It's like, well, the whole first half, we saw him with a towel. On. He had like a toe tap catch where he burned everybody. And then yeah. he sprinted back yeah. to the huddle. It was like, and he was bouncing around. It's like, yeah, that's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is one of the most durable guys in the history of the NFL. There's a lot of things that happened to him where he remains healthy, and mm-hmm. it's like, damn, a guy that explosive, that powerful, is supposed to have a muscle injury somewhere. Like, yeah. at some point, he's supposed to have some strain in a groin because he's running 24 miles an hour and he's stopping, or a shin, or a hammy, or something, and he's always up. He's always good. So last night, watching him stand up after that ankle injury underneath the body, hip drop tackle. Of course. Just, rear mean, combo. It, yeah. Hip drop, horse collar. Horse collar, hip drop. Oh, okay. Horse yeah. collar already illegal. Yeah. yeah. You know, hip drop. Dropping your body weight as you're trying to tackle a human in the NFL. No, that pla- is, no place for that. That's going to be, that needs, that is, you sound dumb. Just, you know. That just needs to be – you sound dumb whenever you say that. You're talking to – just go try to tackle a human. Yeah. Just one time. Just see what happens in there. But that looked bad. It was like, ooh. It looked terrible, yeah. That looked bad. And then he jogs off the field, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, doesn't go into the blue tent, and then he's just standing there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, trainer's holding his helmet. Okay. So he's just hanging. He's decided what's going – and then McDaniels comes out, and he's been, like, very forthright of saying, like, we want our guys to be 100% healthy before they go back in. But then he goes back in in the third mm-hmm. quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, he's returning a kick. It's like, what Because ha- their offense goes through Tyreek. Yes. Even if he's not getting the ball, the offense goes through yeah. him. His motions are changing every single play that is happening, even if it's a run game, which Mostert was doing his thing, mm-hmm. and the boys were out, and Waddle did great stuff. It's like, yeah, two is going to look a little different when that guy's not on the field, when he is the – Point of that mm-hmm. entire offense. I didn't that make much sense to me. Now, obviously, I think yeah. they win that game. He plays all four quarters. It's a different ball game. Instead, they lose to the Titans. Now everybody's worried. D, but I know the Dolphins are a team that you've been a fan of the longest. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on the game? And uh, that Tyreek Hill situation was wild. Yeah. I, I didn't understand it, anything that was going very, on. Very, very wild. You know, he had the heavy spat on it. Then he took the spat off. Then he said he came back in the game, you know, on his own. You know, nobody sitting in the back end. It was just a super weird situation. Just, but to echo Gump, like, one of the worst losses I've ever seen. Titans had a good game plan defensively. Just basically, you're going to keep the umbrella over, make them go um, the long, hard way. Obviously, Tyreek getting hurt helped that, but they executed their game plan. Had 14 points basically given to us. Had a pick six yeah. on the drive Ooh. right after, you know, Tua had the fumble. Bad snap. He tries to get it up, stand in the pocket, get stripped. It was just bad all around. Bad clock management, I feel like, then. Games on the line, we give up a sack. Harold Landry had a great game, you know, three sacks, two in the fourth quarter, um, but just bad, bad ball. Defensively, you know, great players. 
Obviously a great defensive coordinator. Gump mentioned the guys that were missing, but Will Levis just drove down the field. The first two-minute drive, just walked it down. No You're time out. You're America. Yeah, it yeah. down. So He's a, he had an unbelievable game. Absolute maniac. Love watching maniac. the young kid play. But uh, terrible, terrible loss for the Dolphins. Yeah, Will Levis attempted to tackle a D-tackle yep. on a pick <laughs> six with his shoulder on the goal line. Very cool. Guy's definitely scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and throw my body and face right into this guy. Love it. Yeah. And then uh, he got in the open field, and he saw Jalen Ramsey. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to run right through this guy. Yep. Him and Derrick Henry on the same team is a problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a problem. Yep. We've seen Will Levis jocked up. His interview post game was fantastic. Yes. He started you not entertaining America. I can't wait to watch Hard Knocks. He is everything that we thought he was going to be. And congrats to Vrabes, who at one point last night looked at his punt returner, mm-hmm. and he said, I don't give a f- – what, <laughs> yeah. what are you muffing punts for? What are we – I saw it bounce. I tried to stop. I don't, I don't what are you, that's the most Ohio look I've ever seen. Yeah. The, the hands up. The so disrespected that you even said what you just said. You might as well just kept your mouth shut. Bing. You might yeah. as well have not said anything yeah. right there. I don't want to hear. I'm asking you a question. Don't need to hear an answer. <laughs> At all. Okay. This is not a, you could have easily say, sorry, coach. And then yeah. we're done with this whole thing. I like the Vrabes is still coaching as intently as mm-hmm. he is. I like the Vrabes is still as focused as he is. And I like the Vrabes' team showed up for him. Hey. D-Hop had a big game. Huge. Obviously, defense was doing their thing. And they get a huge win in Miami that they were not 14-point yeah. dogs. Yeah. That is not normal. First and week 14 of the NFL year. season to figure it out, yeah. So, unfortunately, saw that one coming. But Vrabes, too, um, not a guy that I would ex- you know, expect to be the, the big analytics guy. Yeah. At the end of the game, 14. score, you know, went for two. And then, uh, obviously, on the second touchdown, just kicked the uh, extra point to take that one-point lead. So, um I love, I love, love to see that. I like Grapes, a little, little evolution there. Yeah, he's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are evolutions not normal over here. No, we talk to a barbarian every day. Yeah, that's right. different. You see his Cro Magnum head. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. Still right. The same thing. Vrabe's pretty similar from what we've been told as a human. You know, old school, mm-hmm. traditional. Sure. But yeah, down fourteen, you go for two. The first yep. time you score, yep. because if you don't get it, you can go for two again the next time. And odds say that you're at least better than 50% to get two yards in the NFL, so it'll end up being time. But if you hit that first one, only need an yep. extra point from Nick Falk, who never misses. Never. Today. And then, boom, you win the game all yep. of a sudden. And they did just that. They executed perfectly. First time, first time, what, what was it? it uh, teams were 0 in 767 when trailing by 14 with three minutes or less to go. Wow. That's a lot. First time since 1976. That was a good year. Hey, that was a good win. It was. That was a good win. Unbelievable. We'll get back to these games, obviously, uh, for the rest of the program. And we also have the road to the number one seed for both the NFC and the AFC. Miami's still very much much in the conversation, even though everybody's throwing them this side because Derrick Henry, D-Hop, Will Levis, and the boys go and get a big win on Monday Night Football in Miami. The NFC side is getting a little crowded at the top. We'll check out who has the easiest road at some point. Have Aaron Rodgers in about 35 minutes. That should be fun. You know, because the Jets are living the highest life that they have lived Mm -hmm. since he has been there outside of September 11th with him jogging on to the field. You know, that was a big moment. That should be fun. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a thing that has happened on this program. Mm -hmm. Not enough this season, Mm -hmm. but certainly has been taking place for the last six years. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to shine a light on a sport that you have not watched enough of. And the reason why I know that is because you go to a lot of these towns that don't have hockey teams, and you say, what are your thoughts on hockey? They say, I've never seen it. You need to see it. Mm-hmm. You need to watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Hockey is 
Awesome! Listen, I, you've probably heard of the sport. It's on ice. They're traveling like 30 miles an hour. They're mm-hmm. doing death-defying stunts. People are actually in danger every single second they're on there. There's dangles. There's fights. What? There's toughness. What? There's intelligence. What? It's a perfect sport. It's a perfect mixture of everything that competition loves. And if you're not watching it, you need to. This is what has happened since the last time we've done Hockey is Awesome. How about a goalie being a petty dog like Tristan Jari. He grabs Brandon Hagel's stick here. Look at it. Go back to him. I'm sorry. I was standing right away. Grabs this guy's stick. Oh, you're about to fight, huh? Let me go ahead and bang it. That's 300 bucks. That is $300 just because he's petty. Give me that. Now, goalie's obviously known for a lot of things. Stopping pucks. Right. Causing problems. Right. Not scoring. That is not no. something Never. that happens ever. Tristan Jari, same game. Not only does he break Hagel's stick in the first period, how about in the third period? He goes goal line to goal line for a goalie goal that is only hap- sick, mm, wow. filthy, Whoa. nasty. How many perfect games has there been in the history of the MLB? Like 17. Yeah, 15, 14, 17, whatever it is. I think there's only been like 14 goalies that have ever scored or 15 goalies that have ever scored in the history of the NHL. Tristan Jari has a petty night and a glorious night all in the same night down there in Tampa Bay with a long goal from one goal line to the other. Tristan Jari, keep it going, pal. Keep going, Jari. Need you you to save some more pucks, baby, for the pens. But I love that on nights you still got a little pettiness and you still got the talent to do your thing. Now, let's talk about what hockey has that other sports don't have. They have a little situation where if you want to disrespect one of our guys, we'll fight you. If you want to touch our goalie, don't even think about it. Immediate brawl happens every time. This is a game of the Kachucks. Yeah, Matt and Brady. Brady. Kachuk. This is... uh, they play on opposite sides. Their dad played. Their uncle played. Whole team brawling here. Okay, everybody, you touch our goalie. We're down 4 nothing. It's the third period. The boys are tight. Grandma Kachuk's <laughs> watching her grandsons. Good every day. There's the Kachuk right here, by the way. You see him? That's uh, Brady, I believe. Yep. Brady Kachuk. He's just mixing it up. Look at his face. Got a little blood on it. Then they'll cut to his brother here. Matt Bat's already in there. <laughs> yes. That's the He's already in the face. He's yeah. in the sin bin, probably for something. Everybody's brawling. Game's over. You know, I mean, they could come and get it, but Beating that pretty ass. much game's over. 30 shots to 19, seven left. Let's just go ahead and scrap. Mm-hmm. Let's just go it. ahead and uh-huh. scrap. scrap, boys. Not a lot of sports have this anymore, and we need this. <laughs> it's a good scrap. We need okay. more of this. We need our team. Coming to fight your team. Why? Or Babu were losing and all said, don't touch our goalie. No. Don't you even think about doing that. So uh, what's the aftermath of this, you ask? Well, let's go to the ref, shall we? Ottawa penalty number seven has two minutes for goaltender interference, two minutes for roughing. Florida number 12 has two minutes for roughing. And then every player on the ice has a 10-minute misconduct. Florida will have a two-minute power. So we're going to have to check every (laughs) 10 guys. 12, everybody, mm-hmm. everybody that was on the ice, 10 minute, you're out. The rest of the game. See, okay, it's 4 nothing. We got seven left. You know what you did. Okay, it's definitely both Kachucks. And get that grandma the hell out mm-hmm. of the arena as well. Let's, um, let's go 
In between the benches. Okay. Ooh. Let's go in between the benches because this is something that hockey has that is also awesome. Now, I know football has sideline reporters, mm-hmm. and I assume baseball people have people down in the dugout and things mm-hmm. like that. In hockey, though, they have an actual person pretty much leaning over the boards with their head all on the ice in between the benches. Here's every chirp that takes place mm-hmm. between the two. Sometimes gets a body in them. And then also, every once in a while, puck to the forehead oh, no. while covering high. Here's Rob Ray. Rob Ray, former goon, okay, former former goon for this entire thing. They actually added, okay, a thing on the on the sweater that kept the jersey down. Yeah, it's him getting hit right in the face. Brutal. Boom, puck, forehead. Oh, looking down. Bonk right in the forehead. He gets busted up, obviously. Rob Ray, this guy, former goon, they had to add something to the sweater that would keep it attached to the shorts. Because whenever he would fight, he would just take his shit off. Love it. He would Peace. just take his shit off, and all of a sudden, you got nothing to grab. Mm-hmm. And oh, 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 aren't we a little? Aren't we? Rob Ray's a G. Rob Ray's a dog. Rob Ray got hit in the face with a puck. Here's his reaction to what took place in between the boards. And call, and we're going to just check in on you, Rob. Yeah, you, know, you can check in. I'm all, all good down here, Dan. Oh, just trying oh. to clean my glasses up a little bit so I can put them on and see through them. Are you going to be yes. yeah, it, it will be, but that's, that's fine. But I can't use my page anymore that I have my notes on because it's uh, kind of uh, littered it's in blood. So, yeah, <laughs> we're just kind of keep that It's a mess. Good to go. Normal guy would have been carried out of here. Yeah, you're right, right, Rob. Normal guy. Any other sports would have got carried out of here. Probably going to need stitches. Let's go. Let's stay on the benches, though, shall we? Because we see the toughness and the grit, the fighting and everything, and we go, oh, look at these barbarians. Somebody could. Oh, yeah. How about hockey doing good, making the world a better place? Let's stay on the bench. Let's go to Philadelphia with the hockey is fighting cancer. Hockey fighting. Hockey. Hockey fights cancer. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. They're fighting. Well, it yeah. is Hockey Fights Cancer Month oh, there it is. across the NHL. And the honoree tonight on the Flyers bench, yes. that is nine-year-old Owen Machika. He's on a power play. brain tumor at only six months old. By age three, he had had over 20 surgeries and a year and a half of chemo. He's even been diagnosed with a syndrome where it makes it more likely as he gets older that he will develop additional cancers. He's the captain of his youth hockey club. He's on the bench for the first period tonight with the Flyers as the honorary team captain. And we'll show you even more of the experience that the Flyers have put on for Owen Machika a little bit later on. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, unreal. Awesome. First of all, Owen Machika, you're a beast. Yep. And the coach that got the chair for him so he could sit up and see a little bit is like the meanest human in hockey. That's towards. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he has a softer side, especially yeah. whenever you hear the story of Owen Machika and he's a badass. But hockey, the NHL, wanted to make sure this kid had a good experience, live his dream, and also inspire the boys. He gave a speech pregame on oh. that. They had those oh, yeah. flyers ready to skate through a damn wall. When was the last time? No offense. When was the last time the Flyers won a cup? Uh, forever. Oh, okay. okay, maybe Owen Machika needs to get on the ice for the Flyers. Because they haven't been good since. What were that? What was that goon squad they used to, the team they used to? Broad, oh, Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, sweet. Good. Yeah, you guys get bullied now, Philly. Welcome to the Penguin State, Pennsylvania, Ooh. Philadelphia Flyers. Sorry about it. And uh, last but not least, there's this young stallion mm-hmm. who was drafted to the Chicago Blackhawks. And he's supposed to be the next one. This guy's going to put the NHL right here. Mm-hmm. 
Right here on his back. Yeah, that's right. Back of his sweater. Right above his. If his first name was Zion, that would be the similar type of hype that they had sure. in hockey that they would have had in uh, uh, basketball. Now, Zion has made some decisions off the court that has certainly led him down a different path. This Connor Bedard kid, as soon as he gets dropped into the NHL, stud. Stallion. Yep. Look at this assist from last night. Now they're down 4 1 late in the third. So people are, Woo! Shake! Sauce! Boom! Oh my God. Net! This dude is the guy. You watch him. He is the Not him. I mean, great goal. This guy. Look at his pass. Up over his stick. That's on purpose. That's saucy. Right to this. Right on the, pa- uh, oh, the tape. Right on the tape. Boom! He's special. Uh-huh. Hockey's special. And ladies and gentlemen, hockey. Is awesome. Yeah. You need to get into it. Honestly, you need to get into it if you're not. I was very lucky to grow up in a hockey time of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with the Penguins being the greatest NHL franchise uh-huh. in the history. But if you're not watching, you need to. And everything that we showcase, I think, is reasons why you should appreciate it. And it has stuff that sports, other sports don't have. Speaking of, the man who's about to join us, 13-year NHL vet. Other sports do not have anybody that is electrifying as this man. No. P.K. Subban. Yeah. How are you, P.K.? Hey, P.K., how you doing, pal? How's the hockey season going? You look fantastic. Thank you, bro. Uh, hockey season's going well. I can't wait to get started. I'm looking forward to the second half. You know, more meaningful hockey, but we got a big game tonight. The hockey's been great for the first half. No complaints. Where are you? Yeah, Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid played tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern over there in Edmonton. Two stars. I think, yeah, something's going on with the camera. It keeps, hey, that, that camera's trying to check you out of there. What's that building behind you there? What's that building behind you there? Is that Toronto? Uh, that's not fake. That's really the Freedom Tower. That's right behind me here. This is where I live in Tribeca. So this is where I shoot all my videos every day. So I had to give you guys the best view. Damn. Good, yeah. hey, good for you. Hey, hey PK's Pat, living you good. Know yeah. Hold on, Pat. PK's on, living Pat. good. Got the, got the yeah, fur coat. I'm coming on your show. I'm coming on your show. I got to team myself up. I got to show the views. I got to put the car to get on. Like, yeah. Come on. All the gimmicks. I get it. Hey, listen. Yeah. I appreciate it. I respect it. We thank you for coming on. Let's talk about tonight's game. Connor Bedard, Connor McDavid, 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you don't know hockey, these two guys are certainly guys that you want to watch because how they play. How are their teams doing? These two teams going to be in it in the end or? Or, or what do we expect? What teams are we watching tonight? Well, you know, I'm going to get to McDavid. Let's start start with Bedard. Bedard, first of all, has been absolutely uh, amazing this season. You showed that assist. You want to talk about getting your pants pulled down. Backhand sauce, <laughs> like 30-foot sauce pass over two sticks right on the tape for a tap-in to Murphy, who's not a big goal scorer. There's not an offensive defenseman. Like, look at him, find him through the seam. Like, no, no players at 18 in the league should be doing that and that's the skill of the nhl right now but i said that he'd be somewhere between 20 to 30 goals 60 to 80 points which is a pretty big gap but he's right on pace for that 23 points in 27 games 11 goals 12 assists he's having a great season and now you see him making plays like this like nobody makes plays like this guy's at 19 and 20 years old his vision his hockey iq is off the charts i'm looking forward to tonight because it seems that when he's playing against the league's best he wants to elevate he wants to be considered in that category in that group so i would expect nothing less listen his team's 31st in the league but this guy still must see tv watch <laughs> every every night so that's why they got him you know, he's eighth in the central yeah. vision they stink that's why they got him. Yeah. That's why they got him. So I, I can't wait to watch this game. And with McDavid, listen, I'm disappointed with Edmonton. Horrible start to the season. You get oh. blown out. 
you know, in the opening game, eight nothing. This game sucks. Uh, you know, I'm not they happy stink. with Edmonton. I think no, they do stink, and it's <laughs> you know they're 23rd in the league. They're 23rd in the league, but. If it wasn't for Connor McDavid, they'd be an afterthought. Like, he's carried this team on his back. He was 59th in scoring. He's now 8th in scoring. He's 11 points back from Nikita Kucherov. And i got to be honest, if he ends up leading the league in scoring, which I think he's going to do, this might be one of the most insane seasons I've ever seen. I mean, he was completely out of the mix. He's clawed his way back into it. And I actually think they could get into a wild card spot. They're five points back from Nashville now for a wild card spot. If they make it to the playoffs, we're talking about one of the best seasons ever by an NHL player. If Connor McDavid's able to pull that off, and Edmonton's hot right now too, so we're talking about one of the greatest seasons of all time for a guy. Yep. And, hey, he is a fun guy to watch mm-hmm. play yes. hockey. Connor Bedard and McDavid both very fun to watch. What they're able to do seemingly different than everybody else. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, PK, something you did earlier in the year with Bucci was the NHL Frozen Frenzy, and we all absolutely loved it. What were the reviews on that? What was the feedback you kind of got? And do you think that is something that we're going to get more of as the games get more and more important the closer we get to April? Well, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. I was so happy that the NHL now has tried to do different things to elevate the game and create a better experience for the fans. You know, I still, I don't care what anybody does on TV. I still think that you need to go get inside the building and watch the game live. I mean, it's the best game to watch live. You know, I, I've had some people argue that tennis is more exciting to watch. I don't think so. No, yeah. no, don't, talk hey, don't talk to those people. Hey, don't talk to those people. Don't talk exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, guys, what are you talking about? I've never I been love to this game. Listen, I love going to the U.S. Open, but there's nothing compared to watching hockey live. So I love the Frozen Frenzy. It's just going to be tough to do with the scheduling. It's tough. I wish they could do that every weekend. But they, you know, they can't do that, obviously. So I hope the NHL is able to, to, to figure out a way to bring that uh, element more to every season. So I love it. I think it's going to be great if they can continue to do it. they got to make it work with the schedule. I've never been to a tennis match in my life. Nope. I've watched at home, though. It is electrifying. You know, Joker's playing. Yeah, I guess. you got to dress up, though, right? you got to do the whole thing, yeah, whole song yeah. and dance. College shirt. Ears, yeah, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then to a tin? Yeah, you can't be wearing a sweater. Yeah. yeah. This is what you're doing, right? This yeah. Is, and then some of this. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that what you're... Yeah. Golf clap, kind of. Like people are saying that's better than hockey game. I, I, allegedly, that's what they're telling Dude, PK. PK, listen, those people are like I don't like. Say, I don't like circles. people that I don't okay. know. They, those people are dumb. Like mm-hmm. I, they probably have very powerful well, jobs too with how America works. But like those people are dumb, right there, PK. Well, Pat, Pat, this was over a conversation with some sports people. It was uh, kind of a dumb summit. It was kind of a beer summit. I was having some tequila, so I don't what? know what they were drinking. But mm-hmm. obviously, they were they weren't drinking something that. Uh, you know, has their brain functioning too well because I don't think it's even in the same category. Yeah. Hockey's the number one sport to watch live, uh, period. I, I, You know, I would – I think I'd agree. You get a playoff hockey game, you get to go to one. Oh, my Ooh. God. The okay. atmosphere is absurd. It's a gladiator-type feeling in there because you're sitting on top of the ice mm-hmm. with the way it is built. And then just the speed and how everything matters, certainly. Football, I mean, if you get a good football game. My God. Like yeah. a good, I mean, that is – That's pinnacle. Phenomenal. Yeah. You want those UFC fights, box? You know, oh, yeah. true. You get like hard. a good – you get like a good like one. That Jacksonville one, the first one they had Pat, back where there were four Pat, knockouts. Yeah. Come on. Hold on, Pat, though. I'm just trying to see In where hockey, tennis. You can literally be up against the glass. You can be five rows back from the action. 
and you're right there. Right With football, you're a little bit further removed from the field, so you're not as close to the action. Basketball, yes, but to me, basketball doesn't bring it Mm. full circle. I like the physicality of hockey. Masters, playoff, playoff. You know, I I think it's hockey for sure. The physicality. Yeah, I agree. Tennis, though, I haven't found a spot in the top. I'm still. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, below uh, golf for like sure. Like pickleball we'll is to tough to watch. Oh, pickleball, yeah. But I think that would even be. Formula One. I think McEnroe put NHL no. one. Formula too. One is below tennis. So that is, <laughs> it's below that is certainly. Yeah, below reading agreed. a book. It is certainly below yeah. tennis. <laughs> I'd like to say boxing, but I don't, I don't think what I'm seeing on TV is mm-hmm. boxing anymore. Like, you know, I, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I see more dancing around in the ring than I see guys actually brawling it out. Every once in a while, I see a fight. I love boxing. I love Mike Tyson. I was at the, the Rangers game the other night. I got to see Iron Mike. Biggest fan of Mike Tyson. But I loved watching that era. And I was like a little kid watching that era. But I loved yeah. watching boxing during that time. Now I see guys dancing around in the ring. Can't, ha- like, can't have it. going to be a rematch. Can't have it. Come on. Oh, can't mad. have it. We need, we need Jake Paul to continue to save boxing. Right. Right, Francis Ngannou <laughs> is going to save boxing, mm-hmm. I think, actually, with how heavy his hands are. The UFC, though. You get a good UFC card. Oh, yeah. That's up there. Yep. That's level. up there. Anyways, let's move. And let's continue to talk about hockey, the great sport, which is awesome. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, PK, anytime we talk about football, like going into a, a season, it's usually like, Hey, you know, yeah, there's all these teams, but there's basically probably eight to ten teams who actually realistically have a shot to win a Super Bowl. I think same goes for basketball and most of But when it comes to the NHL, it seems like there is more parity kind of year in and year out. So outside of like the, you know, six to eight teams that kind of everyone's talking about and that are at the top of the standings, like, is there a possibility that this year Come playoff time, like we'll be there will be a team that no one's really talking about right now that has a legitimate shot to win the Stanley Cup. Well, you're talking football, and first of all, I don't know if there's a team outside of my Cowboys. I think the Cowboys. Uh, we're talking. Be the team that's uh, uh, right, we get Come it. on, hold on. I gotta slide that in there. Yeah, we, hey, we're all on. Hey, we all love the Cowboys. Love them. Yeah. Not all, not everybody, but we here. It's a good football. Team. We love. They got a Pittsburgher. They got a Yinzer coaching that team. We love them. We love him, Donner. You know, okay, so if I'm going with a team with the outside chance, on the West you got you got Vegas, you got Colorado, you got Dallas. Um, you know, people that are considering Edmonton in that mix, I mean, that's a long shot. In the East for me, you got Vegas, obviously, to repeat. Right, yeah. I think Dallas, I think Dallas in the West is a team you got to watch awesome. out for. Ooh, I think Colorado awesome. as well. Those two teams, the reason why, and everyone's going to say, oh, I don't know about Dallas, their defense, but they got Jake Ottinger, and with that goaltender, he's a top-five goaltender in the league. He can steal a series. And as long as they, they've added some offensive pieces, Matthew Shane has slid into that lineup, has done really, really well. Tyler Seggins is back. Seems like he's healthy. Jamie Benn's back and healthy. They're a team you got to watch out. They're fast, they're big, and they got some experience. And Joe Pavelski's one of the best playoff players in the league. So they have the experience and the depth and they have the goaltending. You got to be careful of them. Colorado, as long as Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr are healthy, those guys are up for their contenders no matter what. Those two are all world. So you got to watch out for them. In the East, when I look at the East, the Rangers obviously are playing the best hockey that I've seen them play in a really long time. 10 years it's been. I really believe the Rangers are going to have a shot to make it to the cup final this year. As a league, we need the Rangers in the mix. They bring so much to hockey. We want to see them there. That's okay. Right? So 
I'm seeing the Rangers. The Leafs, for me, until they get some defense, I don't yeah. care how many games they Amen. win. Amen. They haven't won a ton of games in, in regulation. Everything's you know, in overtime and three-on-three. Yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. They have that skill. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it in the playoffs with the defense that they have. They just lost Joseph Wall, <laughs> who's come in and kind of been a spark for them. I don't know if their defense is going to be, be able to hold up coming out of the East. So for me, I think the team that you got to be careful of in the West is going to be Dallas. In the East, it's going to be Florida again. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. know, I know everybody says this. Yeah. You went to a dogfight. I still think Florida, Matthew Kachuk, I liked what they did Kachuk. last year. They, they, they're never going to be a team at the that top of the bro. standings, but they give everybody a hard Bobbing time. You got to look All out right. for that. Okay. Oh, we Boston. like the Panthers. We appreciate the Panthers. They are very, very kind. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to win it all. I, I mean, Bruins. I don't, I don't even know where it's at. Bruins, Bruins only good in a regular season. They're actually in first. Though. Yeah, in a regular season. So? <laughs> I still don't think they're defense. I like their Boom. defense. Just like Toronto. Don't have defense. You got the same problem as Toronto. That's what we've been saying this whole time. Mm-hmm. They got they got some holes on their defense as far as I'm concerned. Ruinous I don't life. know if Jeez. they're gonna if they're gonna if they're gonna pay some attention to that and make adjustments, but Killing I me. still think they got some holes on their back end. I don't completely trust them. Me neither, PK. The only team I trust, Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right. Las Vegas Golden Knights. Hell yeah, bro. Texas hockey. Yeah, right. Is Madonna lace up Darius has a question for you. he's big time Florida Panthers. Yeah, fan. peak uh, long time Florida Panthers fan. Kind of new to hockey as a whole, though. So I got a question for you. I know like in baseball, you had Otani and Mike Trout on the same team, and they absolutely stunk. You talk about both Connors, both of their teams absolutely stink right now. So like <laughs> how many guys do you need to like actually compete? You know, in the NBA basketball, you graph LeBron, Shaq, you're gonna at least compete. How many guys on a hockey team do you need to at least compete for a championship, A, or just be competitive and make a playoff run, in your opinion? Oh, you, you have no depth in the National Hockey League. If you don't have balance to your lineup, I'd almost say you have zero chance of winning because it's such a long road to get there. So you can have all the great – I mean, Toronto, if this was about skill and talent, Toronto would be in the Stanley Cup final every year. Like, they got they got top – they got a ton of depth up front on four. They no just they, they're they're they're, you know. they're weak on the back end. They have too many holes in the back end, and they haven't really been able to to uh, to identify the goaltending issue there. So you need to have depth. You need to have a balance of experience, but more importantly, you need some luck too. It's such a long road. You need to have a healthy team. You need to be able to get into the playoffs. You need to have guys hit their stride at the right time. It's the hardest trophy to win in all professional sports. I hate to say it. But the road's so long, it's so tough, it's so grueling. You look at Vegas, you look at Colorado, you look at those teams when they've won. Look at their lineups. Look at their lineup from top to bottom. Stack. Look Eat. at their four lines. Look at their 6D. Look at their goaltending. They're stacked, right? So when I look at the Rangers and their team, they got Jonathan Quick in that, mm-hmm. who's won Quickie. three Stanley Cups. Dog, they got Shesterkin, who's the best goaltender probably in the world. They got Truba. They got K. Andre Miller. They got Adam Fox. They got Gustafson, who, while Fox was out, was leading their team on the back end. Of course. Like, up front, I don't even have to talk about their forwards up front. Panarin's going to probably be up for MVP. They got Lafreniere. They got a tremendous amount of depth. So, you need depth in your lineup to get there. If you don't have it, you ain't winning. PK, you said a lot of really good things there. However. However. Pittsburgh, I don't think has <laughs> enough depth to win. Sorry. I hate to say it. I don't think they have the depth to win. Okay, you're, saying, you're saying a lot of terrible things here. Okay, and I'll, I'll refrain from the Lordo Stanley mm-hmm. Lombardi conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will. Sure, I will say, but I think we should celebrate. 
There was two black dudes talking hockey on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that was huge. Yeah, that was a big deal. First ever. Hey, part of history. That's history, wow. man. Before he's probably been on a weeksy before. Oh, you're right. You're right. Call weeksy now. Call weeksy now. Oh, 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 oh that would be a triple man. box. Weeksy ain't better looking than me. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, weeksy's Canadian, too, right? He ain't better looking than me. Uh, right. Hey, PK, we appreciate the hell out of you, man. Thank you for representing hockey so well. And we can't wait to see the fallout from tonight. Connor versus Connor in a magnificent battle of electricity in Edmonton, Canada. Where the hell is Edmonton? That's left. <laughs> yeah, we're going out west. It's not too far west from where I am in Ontario, but it's west. We're going west. Which one? Is Edmonton a thing? Is it a province? Alberta. Al- ah. Alberta. It's in Alberta, but at this time of the year, usually we call it Edmonton because of yeah. how cold Love it is. That. Oh! oh near to Calgary. Near Manitoba. Oh, oh where's Saskatoon? Is Saskatoon in the area? There we go. British uh, Columbia. Right up the road. Alberta. Saskatoon's not too Damn far. It's a couple over yeah. to the right. Yeah, you can see Saskatoon there. That's Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, Manitoba's I believe Saskatoon's in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. All right. We appreciate the hell out of You know what, though? Hey, Pat, thank you for having me on, dude. Love watching your show, and keep doing what you're doing, man. I love watching your show. You're crushing it. One of the best on TV, if not the best. So no, that's not true. Ladies and, and gentlemen, stop it. On. Stop it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> NHL analyst for ESPN, PK Subban. Yeah, Super high fashion with that fur with the thing. Oh, yeah. Great. I don't know if it was snowing in there or if he was just so jacked up that yeah. it was, yeah, spit, yeah. A little spittle. I'll get yeah. like that every once in a while when I start like going and with the game day lights, the yeah. way you shoot, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. just yeah. spitting right mm-hmm. on. I'm like, can't slow down. I'm sorry. I'm in the middle. I don't know why it's happening right now, but I need to let it eat. PK is a lightning rod for hockey. Yes. yes. They are very lucky mm-hmm. that he does the hockey. For mm-hmm. sure. How about you, D-Buck? Get a little Florida Panther shout out. Yeah. Huh? We got a little something over there from our captain, too. Yeah, the Panthers. Really? The Panthers sent a gift nice. over here. We appreciate the Florida Panthers. They uh, they appreciate us chatting about them. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Which is very cool. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks. Predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group. And leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey. You never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. It's happening last night. There was a double header that took place on ESPN and ABC. That was electrifying from the first quarter all the way to the very end of the evening at about midnight or so. Now, there was a Manning cast that happened as well. Uh, Nate Bargetzi, clean comic, and his father did a magic trick. It crushed. It went over very well. Yep. It was a fantastic addition to the football world. We need more of that. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Cowboys, Anthony DeJulio is here. 12-year NFL vet, A.Q. Shipley is here. Is that a a seal on your uh, 
Oh, on your arm? Uh, it is. Okay, was it was the foundation, I assume, or Seven Seals? It supports, uh, there's a company called Oh, uh, you know. Ert, Ert, right? Sorry, a what? lot of the proceeds go to the C4 Foundation, Charlie Keating, former Navy SEAL of the past. Okay. Okay, yeah, you need to elaborate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- kind of tell the if story. If you're going to wear a foundation's right, hoodie on the show, there's a chance it might get brought up. You know what <laughs> wow. I mean? If I look over there and I see a seal. Big fan on of it, Navy SEALs. It's got a seal on it. Here we go. Okay, so we're not saving actual SEALs. Correct. I didn't know if we were telling them, like, don't swim in this area because a whale's coming. Yeah. And boom, going to boom you out of the sky. Can't we nope. do both? It's, like, it's Navy SEALs. Navy SEALs. Oh, Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Troops. You serve. Hey, some bad mother. Bad. Tough All weekend them. for him. All of them. What's, uh, well, he lose the Army, especially on a goal line stand. Yeah, right yikes. Yeah. Uh, next time you see those Navy SEALs that you hang out with, mm-hmm. tell them we said thank you. Yep. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Next and also, time, beat Army. Yeah, especially whenever I'm, you know. Yeah, sticking your neck out. Yeah, that's not well, easy. You pick Pittsburgh. That's why you pick. And, and I agree with that pick. At a military game, absolutely. I pick Pittsburgh, and uh, <laughs> we end up losing. You know, that's yeah. USA. That was USA kind of coming back at me. Saying, yeah. It's not just about one here. <laughs> this is about all. Is right. Yeah, that is what is all. And I apologize uh, for getting that wrong, but it was great to see them. And shout out to you, rocking the seal hoodie. I believe you're going to uh, you're going to basic training camp. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. This guy's going to war camp. Uh, Fugues. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have fun. He, this, this guy's been training for this in that basement. Yep. Please make sure you get pictures because there will be lots. Are you getting a gun? They're giving oh. you a gun? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No Live way. Multiple oh, yeah. guns. Live rounds. From what Multiple. I saw, he is wearing full head to toe military gear. Hey, yep. you! I want to go with Black you. Black jacket. Yeah. No full night vision goggles. Jelly suit on out there. I mean everything. Face paint. Night vision. You're going to live in the woods right now, stalk somebody out there, and maybe snipe them? You're going to be... A, Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know what you, all is going to happen, but it's going to be awesome. You should see how much lotion he brought in his bag to, you know, jerk his gherkin when he gets bored in the woods, One computer, too. one bottle of lotion. That's all we need. Oh, okay. It's a training okay. camp mentality okay. for yeah, exactly right. AQ yeah. as he heads out into the woods <laughs> for his fake war. Good luck out there. Thanks. Tell the Navy SEALs and them we appreciate them. Oh, Will yeah. do. I, this feels like a setup, doesn't it? You're going out there with a bunch of guys who pass through buds. Yep. Okay. Wow. These guys, and they swim in the ocean. They're, they're going to teach me. They're going to teach me for a whole day. Yeah, okay. Yep. They're going to kill you. I'm never signing up for then that. Then you think I'm done? Well, I'm just saying what you're about to go through because you're a football player, right? Remember? So you're a professional football player. Yeah. This is like uh, I would maybe have a drink or two with uh, professional wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Okay. In their mind, this isn't two friends. Oh, having no. a, this is professional wrestlers drinking. And then this is professional uh, football player yeah. drinking, you know? So There's it's not, no introduction. Like, it, they're just... No, but it's not like a cat. They are watching how yeah, much you want. They are watching. We are watching. There is... Uh, yes, well, yes, this is fun, but also, like, and in this particular case, it's like... Uh, professional football player, big tough guys, right? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. okay. That, like, there's that. I mean, they're good people, obviously. Sure. They serve their country. They're the yeah, toughest yeah. of all time. But I, I don't know if you I... Know who are you the only with? non-Navy SEAL going out there? No, no, no. There's a whole bunch. Okay. Yeah, don't, 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 right. don't worry, he's doing it with a bunch of MMA guys. Bunch and, of MMA guys. And Jack Osborne. Professional <laughs> fighter and Jack Osborne? Yeah, yep. Ozzy son. Uh, okay, boy. you're good. You're good. <laughs> yep. That's I'll, be, I'll be above I, that? I watched him grow. That's what I said. Okay. I watched him. If anybody was to be in trouble out there, I think it's potentially Jack Osborne. <laughs> I said at least you're not going to be in last. Have you seen him lately? He is jacked. I right. saw him in, a, in an RV with his dad the last time I saw him. They were driving around, I think, like mm-hmm. antiquing or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I respect and appreciate him. I don't know if Jack Osborne. How'd he get in? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. He's a dog. There's a gri- He is a dog. 
He's a dub. I watched the way he grew up, though. It feels like there's a chance there's going to come a moment push comes to shove out there. Jack Osborne will show up. Yeah. How often do they do this? I think it's just once a year. Okay. Ryan Bader got me into it. Oh, uh, okay. The guy that can wrestle anybody <laughs> and yep. has the cardio to go for 20 straight minutes. Yep. This is what you've been training for. That's it. Let's go, AQ. Here we go. Hey, you better represent professional yeah. football oh, yeah. players. Yeah. Here, here you better go. represent for us. And former fat people. That's right. Also That's a right. big deal. Yeah, before Thanks. after photos. You're the yeah. after photo. That's You're it. representing for everybody out there. Good okay. luck. Nine-year NFL vet Darius J. Butler is here. Maybe keep on. You said you want to go with him. Hell yeah. Next year. What are we Go. doing? We're fake killing things? We're putting puppets up? We're shooting them in the head? What? Uh, yeah, I think targets. I think we're, we're we're walking. We got this. We're transitioning. Hey, okay, like you should thing. show them Sean McDermott's a motivational speech. Yeah, bingo. It, before you guys go out on a mission, just see how it. Yeah. See how it goes over? See how it starts the entire thing. Joining us now is a man who's in a, uh, that's awesome though, by the way. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. We're kind of telling you you're dumb. Mm-hmm. For doing this, definitely sounds neat. You've been wrestling and fighting in a yeah. billionaire's basement mm-hmm. all by yourself for a year now. At this point, for this moment, you've been letting Jay Glazer punch you in the face. Exactly for this exact moment. You're prepared. You're ready. We appreciate you joining us now as a man who would also love. Sounds like he's probably signing up for this mm-hmm. as we speak. Uh-huh. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Thank you. He's going into the woods. You hear this? I mean, so. Are you going to be carrying a boat with Jack Osborne? Because I think your height difference, maybe your difference in strength, you might get a little frustrated with Jack. No, nah, I don't think, I don't think we're doing boats. I think we're just shooting. Hey, remember Jack's awesome. Some long PT, maybe? Be careful. So, they're like, like, do you have a full rundown, minute by minute, of what you're doing out there? I, I, I'm literally going into this blind, but I've seen some oh, pictures. I've my. seen some videos. AQ. Hell yeah. Where? Yeah. Where are you going? It's, in, it's in North Carolina. It. Did they show you it's what happens? The That's the best way to go into it. You what are you there, talking about? You go Zero expectations. Stuff and you're like, oh, I got to worry about this. We got to five mile this. We got to go. Nah, just go in there. Hey, whatever's up next, just go and do it. All right. I hope they drop for awesome water. That's, you a great, love, that's a great mentality right there. You love swimming, though. You love water. Yeah. I've actually never like been. a swimmer. No, you do love water. You go <laughs> out into the ocean. Oh, yeah, I go. It's annoying. You're <laughs> like, you go to a beach or whatever, and I'm a look at the ocean guy, hang guy. AQ's in that water. Yep. We're talking all day. Out. Nice. He yeah. is in that water. Not scared. So, good luck over there. Join us now as a guy who I would assume will crush the fake war thing he's going to. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's also quarterback for the New York Jets. Don't look now. Hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, four-time NFL MVP, Ayahuasca Dabbler, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Books. I like that. Yeah. Hey, AQ, have you seen uh, Deliverance? <laughs> I have. Where are we going with this? Here it comes. Be careful out there. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He's with, like, some of the toughest people of all time. You know, those people, th- these guys, I assume, these guys see that bell, you know, and they're, like, not sleeping. They just got dropped into the deep ocean, swim all the way mm-hmm. back. Then when you get back, lay at that terrible spot yeah. between the wave and the thing. With the logs. And, and just sit there. And then we're going to actually get a hose to it, add to it. And, just, and they could quit at any time. They don't. That's who you're going into the woods with. You know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. Last place gets shot in the head. <laughs> so be careful. John like Wasamo in the past. There's Thank a chance. That's right. you, what, would you rather do that or go on the darkness retreat? Where Aaron that. Was? I'm going to that. Okay. Let's go. All right, then. This, that one's physical. Mm-hmm. The the darkness retreat is you're all here, right? Yeah. yeah. I should not be there with myself ever. You know what I mean, Aaron? Yeah, but you never know who you're going to encounter in the woods, man. True. It's a good you point. never know who's going to be out there. True. 
Hey, when you were in that darkness retreat, there was no freakouts? No. Not no one. Not one. There was some there was some boredom, some 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 boredom set in for sure. But no freakouts. What did you do to pass time? Contemplation, modalities. Mm-hmm. Ah. Different modalities of contemplation? Yes. Wow. Yes. I think I used that properly. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten much smarter. See, the issue would be if I went in there, boy, we'd start overthinking something. And then we'd be like, I got to get out of here. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got to fix that. You know, I got to go figure that whole thing out. They don't let you out, right? Or is there a bell like it is Bud's? A bell? <laughs> no, the door is open. <laughs> you can walk out whenever you want. Okay. All right. You can just walk out. You can be there By the way, minutes. what do you... What are you wearing today? Are you are you turning over a new leaf? Is Sam dressed you? What's going on? So, interesting point about that. Potentially, she uh, <laughs> she might have bought this, but also thirty degrees and all tank tops are currently in a situation they're not wearable. Okay, uh, ah. a lot of uh, you know whenever you buy seven dollar tank tops, there's a chance that they do kind of fall apart, get stained with uh, deodorant. Sure. That's yeah. the big one. And then once that gets in there, it's a problem. So we're in a process, a transition process of new tank tops, if that makes sense, Eric. So you're saying you got scabies. I mean, man, I guess I should get tested. What, what is, uh, <laughs> what, what is uh, maybe? I mean, there's a chance. But my wife, you know, she bought this whole, I mean, I don't know when the pants came in, but, yeah, I feel real high fashion today. I was on first take, too. Got to dress like an adult on there because everybody's super suited. But the tanks will be back. Mm-hmm. No yeah. problem with mm-hmm. that. You got to turn to show the side of the yeah. jeans. I think that's getting lost Racing here. Boom. Awesome. High fashion. Tuxedo jeans. Wow. Tuxedo jeans. <laughs> Tuxedo <laughs> jeans. And look at this shit. Look at this shit. I got a zipper down here. Ooh. If you want to wear high tops, go ahead and open that thing up. If you want to wear low tops, tighten it down. You know what I mean? I mean, this is fashion. I should have went to Art Basel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Art Basel down there in Miami. Let's talk about you. I'm sick of this. Okay? This is stupid. Good luck in war. Thanks. Fake war. Sorry. <laughs> Zach Wilson. Buddy. Holy mm-hmm. hell, what happened? How'd this go? How, he's a sweet boy, a good boy. We mm-hmm. know that. Yep. Why do you think he had so much success in that second half? In those conditions, uh-huh. with where he was putting the ball, how decisive he was, how confident he looked. Like, Why do you think that happened uh, this past weekend, Aaron? Do you have a, a direct point that you can kind of show us to and be like, yeah, here's why? Or what do you think while you're watching this unfold in front of you? I just think that sometimes guys get into rhythm and, and – uh, you just kind of get in that zone, and, and the play caller gives you a lot of opportunities. We passed the ball 10 straight times. I think that was directly related to him getting into a rhythm and us moving the ball. And the ball. Uh, It's pretty crazy, though. I mean, we hadn't scored 30 in the last four games, I don't think, on offense, maybe five, and we came out and scored 30 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just little things, though, that there was sim- simple plays like uh, – this simple play, X shell across, which been the offense since uh, Bill Walsh. Um, and then, you know, as as we have to do, this is just, uh, you know, Aggie, four verticals right here. But uh, as as we know, every single week, sometimes quarterback has to make some of those real special plays. And I felt like he made a couple uh, big-time plays there. He had, uh, you, know, the, you know, one that maybe shows up, third and 12. You know, he spun out to the left and hit Garrett for a first down the next play. He hit Cobby for a touchdown to uh, put us on the board. Uh, but even some smaller plays that are kind of throwaway plays, uh, running a keeper, he extends the play, he makes the guy miss, and throws kind of a late uh, sideline ball to 
uh, Ruckert that he kind of like double caught. And in the grand scheme of things, it's probably a throwaway play. Nobody remembers that play, but it took us from a you know third and extra long to a third and really manageable. We converted and ended up getting points on the drive. Um, we had a big drive there after uh, it went 14-7 to go 14-6. Uh, uh, they missed extra point. But to go down there and score and put it back up two scores was uh, was really good. I thought he was in a good rhythm. I thought Hack called a good game. I thought guys made some plays, contested catches for Ruck. thought we did uh, uh, what we needed to, getting the ball to our you know two-stud playmakers. Garrett had nine for uh, 108. Brees had a number of touches. He had eight catches uh, for over 80 yards in the touchdown. So, um, in the in the elements, uh, under the circumstances, uh, very happy for Zach. He played excellent, and uh, good to be sitting there with the win. It's been uh, been a long uh, long November. It certainly has, and that was good Houston defense. That's oh, yeah. a good Houston team. People just see H O U. I think that maybe haven't been following the season, and they're like, yeah, I did it against Houston. It's like, hey, this Houston defense mm-hmm. has been great, and the Houston offense. That's a huge win for the Jets as a whole, and more specifically, I guess Zach Wilson's confidence. Go ahead, AJ. Sweet haircut today. Yeah, so where are you uh, Where are you at physically right now? How do you feel compared to maybe even last week? And what do you uh, make of all these so-called reports of you being cleared, what, right around Christmas for the game that's coming up around that time? What, what do you, uh, are you leaking things to people? What's going on? Commanders, 24th. Yeah, I'm not sure where that report's coming from. Um, there's been a lot of uh, interesting uh, reporting uh, over the last few weeks of our team. Um, was it the Counting Crows guy? Ooh. Was it the Counting Crows guy who was telling people Adam. stuff? No, I don't think it was Adam. <laughs> Adam. Yeah, his lips are sealed. Yeah. Always. Awesome. Yeah, he's awesome guy. He's you know, always? Oh, that's a good one there, Connor. Nice. Yeah, or was that Ty? Um, <laughs> is Ty even in? Did he make it in after yesterday? Is he oh, 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 oh. Hey, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Are you? A lot of ball left. A lot of ball left. Bingo. Um, no, I'm not sure uh, about some of these reports, but uh, you know, there's there's loose lips uh, that are, you know, everywhere. I'm not going to let that sink uh, sink my ship, though. Um, uh, I'm you know, getting better, improving. Still, some things I got to do in order to uh, to be able to be cleared. Um, but I've done some limited practice the last couple of weeks and done some seven on seven stuff at the end of practice. What? With who? Twos, threes, practice squad? Who are you running with? Well, it's a lot of a lot of threes in the P squad, guys. Oh my God! Uh, Imagine the defense. Called, yeah, rest of the year they're going against Aaron Rodgers in the practice squad. There's going to be somebody that oh, comes no, to this practice it's, squad. It, it's called flight squad. It's uh, oh. flight school. It's the uh, flight school. It's the uh, kind of P squad guys getting some extra work in at the end. And I just asked, hey, can I you know take some of those reps there? So imagine they said no. Uh, oh <laughs> no, no, they said they, I've, I've uh, finagled my way into taking taking the flight school a few days, but uh, yeah. Uh, and enjoyed that, uh, but I'm you know working working in there and obviously doing all my rehab and uh, diet and vitamins and all those different things modalities AAA all the you know things mm-hmm. that are you know important. I uh, still jocked and he's actually a little bit upset that he didn't mention that he might have been jocked at the party. Um, he's wearing he really a sweater. To, he's wearing a sweater. He wanted now. me to pass that along. He wanted me to pass that along. He said there was a lot of opportunities for you. And Con, I told him, and he felt a little bit offended. Just let him know. Just let him know. We don't want to wrestle ever. No, no, thanks. no, 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 Never no, want to no. wrestle him ever. But also, he, in a sign of humility, I believe, chose to wear the thickest sweater of all time. 
And then also a beanie on his head that was covering his whole thing. It's like, you had to be 7,000 degrees. Had to. He probably used it as a night sweat. Oh. oh. Got a so we didn't even get to see how jocked he was because he was wearing a fur coat pretty much as a sweater on top of himself. So we apologize, but we assume a professional like AAA, and I've seen some of his. Oh, yeah. Some of his IGs. Oh, he yeah. still. Explosive. How yeah. are you? Are you still jocked? Because remember going into the season, it was the most jocked you had been, and you had been working with AAA. Still being able to do all that throughout the entire season, even though the Achilles has been worked on? Well, a lot of that's uh, getting jocked. You got to be able to do some some serious cardio. So I haven't been able to do as much cardio as I maybe uh, want to. But you know, I feel like I'm like a a week of really good dieting away from where I want to be. Oh, um, averagely jocked. But yeah, averagely jocked is probably fast. <laughs> you know, as the season goes uh, in a normal year, it's hard to you know hard to be as jocked as you are when you kind of first. Uh, start training camp, but I feel like I've, you know, held it pretty good this year. Um, you know, not bad for late 30s, you know, early 40s. So, well, 40 for sure now. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Aaron. Happy Let's birthday. Go. Happy birthday, Aaron. It's yeah. really, really cool. You are still jocked. Wait till you retire, man. And not saying that's anytime soon, but when you retire, AJ knows, just look at him. You can just take these things that mm-hmm. just like, it just helps. You're just jocked, just immediately <laughs> jocked, pretty much. It's, it's crazy, dude. I can't wait to I see. I figured that AQ wouldn't want to be drug tested at this point. Um, no. No chance. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> None of us. Uh, a man who's not on anything, though, just ridiculously handsome. Ty has a question for you. Yeah, Aaron, the other guy in your city. I don't know if you've been following this too much, but uh, Tommy Cutlass, Tommy DeVito, has kind of taken over the NFL. And I know you've basically said, like, hey, let's wait until these guys have played a little bit before we crown them. But they're already doing that. They're saying he's the savior of the Giants and that you know he's the king in New York right now. But when it comes to guys like that who are undrafted, he was a, you know the, the third-string quarterback. Like, How are certain guys able to come in and just have success immediately when they have you – know, he's, he's got the same guys that Daniel Jones had. Like, Is that all just confidence and uh, like Dable kind of working with him and putting him in spots to be successful? Like, Why is a guy like him so successful coming in, whereas like other guys who we know their names and get opportunities come in and they, and they, just, they don't perform the same way? I mean, that's an interesting question. There's a lot, a lot that goes into it. You know, it's not just one player, or one time. There's, you know, there's matchup stuff. There's how the defense is playing. I, I wouldn't know the stats offhand, but I feel like uh, the defense, uh, Wink and, the, and, and his guys have been playing a little bit better, um, you know, last uh, stretch of the season. But the recipe is not too complicated. Uh, it's be opportunistic. It's make good decisions, take care of the football. And, uh, you know, I think when you got a little bit of moxie to go along with that, and some, and some charisma, which he obviously does, and presence, yeah, that helps. Uh, but if yeah. you watch the game, if you watch the game last night. Uh, he had what uh, very efficient. He only had a few incompletions, right? He had no yep. turnovers, None. had no sacks. I mean, they'd come in with giving up. I would guess close to or the most sacks mm-hmm. in the league, and to have no sacks, no turnovers. Um, didn't seem like, and I didn't watch the whole game, uh, didn't seem like there were a ton of, uh, hey, there we are, a ton of, uh, hey, like, real, you know, uh, turnover-worthy plays. So that's the that's the key to success, taking care of the football, being opportunistic, making some plays, and then, uh, you know, 
bringing that uh, that extra little something. Yeah, a little sauce. Seems like the team really loves it. I mean, how could you not? I guess. Yeah, a little bit of schmay, you know? Yeah, there's a little schmay. Anyway, shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hope he's having a fantastic Tuesday. It's been fun to watch this, though. Like him, Heineke, Mike White in recent history mm-hmm. have had this run. And then the conversation immediately goes to, like, you now hold the phone. Is this guy better than the $40 million a year quarterback? And why does the team play better for him? Now, Obviously, Tommy DeVito might be. We don't know. We have, no, we have no idea about this guy. What he's going to be five years from now, maybe he will be the next Joe Montana. Yeah. And maybe so he does. Five games? Like, how about five games? Yeah. No, games I understand. Left. But let's just talk about the teams, <laughs> like, though. When teams what did rally, we talk about last week? Are we, are we <laughs> I'm not saying what that. I'm just, I'm just saying we got to keep the door open for the possibilities that maybe five years from now, Tommy DeVito is, uh, is a guy. He's we have guy. no idea. But why does it feel like teams – kind of rally around some of these backup quarterbacks in your eyes, just like your thoughts. Because obviously the charisma and the swag, but like they have a belief, right? And the expectations aren't really – like Tommy might miss a pass and they're not going to get pissed, I don't think. It's like, eh, you know, isn't that kind of a thing, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's, that's possible. <laughs> Listen, I think a lot of this shit is overblown. It's If, if you win, you know, then, then uh, there's a little momentum. You know, the narrative changes so quickly in a week. Um, look at uh, our team, you know, same thing. And what the Giants have won a few in a row now. Oh, sweet boy. So that's the narrative that's going on there. Um, but every week there's overreactions, there's crowning, there's, you know, trashing. And then it all gets reset, you know, once they're playing either Thursday, Sunday, or Monday. Saturday coming up, too. Saturday game's coming up. Yeah, Everything good. gets reset. And uh, there'll be something else to talk about. Officials, guys line up offsides, cutlets, whatever the hell it might be. There's going to be a new new mm-hmm. conversation uh, that happens and a new narrative. And that's the league we play in. I think it's beautiful because it draws a lot of attention uh, to our sport. It's also got to be maddening at times for people that really <laughs> live and die with uh, the roller coaster of uh, – of headlines yeah and somehow you've been able to survive it mentally because obviously the wave of your headlines personally and professionally have certainly been all over the place throughout the entire career uh let's talk about what you just alluded to there you know you know last week you talked about jordan love Mm -hmm. right and you said can we let this guy you know can we let him have his career before we do anything last night he has a game in which he didn't look perfect but the defense was obviously a full team jordan love He's riding this wave. What are you talking to him? Do you message him? Do you think? Do you watch from afar and say like, "Hey, handling it like how he's handling it is good." Like, what is your whole like at this stage with how you're viewing Jordan Love's first year as a starter for the Packers after your departure? Buddy, didn't we talk about this last week? I think he's doing fantastic. I think he's playing really, really well. Um, it comes down to the same stuff. It's, and, and I've been in the room with Tom before, and I know what he's all about. It's about decision-making. It's about footwork. Um, it's about uh, accuracy. And he's graded very, very difficultly. And you might play a perfect game and think that, uh, you know, you get a positive grade. And I had many, many 100 quarterback rating games with negative grades from Tom because Tom believed in me and the potential. And I know he feels the same way about Jordan. So he's getting the best coaching in his room possible. Um, he holds himself to a high standard. Um, but I think he is uh, – everything's in place for him to be uh, a starter at a high level for a long, long time. 
Uh, he, you know, he, he can uh, throw, make all the throws. He can move in the pocket. Obviously, there's some things it looks like he's doing at the line of scrimmage. So the understanding of the offense and his understanding of defense as well uh, is great. Um, you know, I just think for his sake, and I've said this again, I said last week, like the overreaction stuff, I'm sure that he's uh, staying out of it and the ups and downs because nothing really good comes from that to be, you know, feeling yourself after a win or, or downing yourself after a loss. There's absolutely nothing. You just got to ride the ride the wave, kind of staying above it and out of it and uh, being even keeled and kind of showing up and being the same guy every single week. Um, I think he's got a real good uh, demeanor about him and uh, he had a great drive last night. I mean, think about this is how ridiculous our game is in our oh, yeah. media cycle. They take the ball down the field. He throws a, mm-hmm. a crazy pass on a Omaha on the outside. Kid makes a great catch in the end zone. Um, and, you know, you're kicking the ball back off. You're up by what? You're up by a couple po- one, one point. One with how many minutes? Ball on the 20. And this is a, they're bringing zero pressure. He throws a ridiculous. Only one place you can, you can throw this thing. Uh, a great catch by the, by uh, was a Heath. Yeah, um, but but better throw, um, incredible throw. Uh, if you look at it from the other angle, there's only one spot for this ball, right? Mm. You know, twenty five is all over it. Kid makes a great hands catch for sure, but amazing play. And what's the narrative if uh, the defense stops? You know, an uh, undrafted kid from going uh, fifty yards down the field. Tommy, it's Tommy. like, hey, you know, the Packers are seven and six now. They're mm. the you know what. Five, six seed or whatever, and uh, all is right in the world. They could win out. They could, you know, with Detroit struggling, they could get to, what, the three seed, you know, all these different storylines that would start to pop up. But instead now, like in the AFC, I think there's six teams at seven and six. NFC, there's, is it five or six teams at mm-hmm. six and seven? Bro, it's mm-hmm. all of the teams. Yeah. Are in it. Somehow all of the teams are still in every single One, playoff two, conversation. Three, four, five. Well, so there's five teams at six and seven. Um, so yeah, it's it's fascinating. Uh, I think where's the six? The Bucks. Tampa Bay. Oh yeah, the Bucks. Yeah, NFC the Bucks. South. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so six teams at six and seven. It was crazy. Three of them are tied for division lead on the one side. <laughs> um, you know, it's wild. A lot could happen. You saw what Dallas and the Niners did to Philly the last two weeks. That's you know interesting. Philly's still a phenomenal team. You know, those three seem to maybe be uh, the cream of. Uh, of the NFC, but who knows, you know, I think that it's, it's kind of wide open. Obviously the Niners have been looking pretty, pretty wagon. solid the last couple of weeks, wagon. but the AFC is, is wide open. Buffalo came up with a big win against Kansas city. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, Miami got beat by, you know, Tennessee, which is crazy. Um, Jacksonville's lost two in a row, right? Uh, you got a lot of interesting games coming up a couple seven, six teams playing each other. Uh, a couple of the seven, six teams going uh, into some tough environments. Um, a lot could happen. You never know. There's four amazing weeks left. Uh, oh, yeah. Baltimore sitting there coming off a crazy win uh, against the Rams on a last second punt return. So the NFL is really exciting. It's, it's a lot can happen week to week. Um, but it's the storylines and you can't just get too caught up because they change no, we so do. much. Yeah. That's our life every week. Our life is the storylines. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is. There's a lot of them in here. You know? uh-huh. And every once in a while, my brain will have a glitch, and it'll go like last year. Yeah. Like a last yep. year's story mm-hmm. will hop in, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. That was – They mixed. Wait a minute. I think it was like yeah, it was a 
year, a year and a half ago. Oh wait, geez, there's so many. Every there's so many stories because this what guy were, Hall of Fame Super Bowl, this guy terrible, and then just five weeks later, yeah. boom, complete yeah, opposite. Yeah. It is bananas. The story arches of everybody. Sorry about that, Aaron. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I feel like uh, you might want Connor to jump in or something. So. Well, Connor has a great one, actually. This is where we're heading next. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Aaron, I actually have an update for you, too. Uh, in the conspiracy theory world, people are really going crazy about the new Netflix movie that the Obamas produced. So if you want to dive into that, might as well give it a shot. Uh, pretty bad movie, but, you know, people are... Did you watch? Yeah, I did. I saw it. Okay. Watch the whole thing. All right. What's it called? Okay. I think it's called, like, Don't Look Back or something like that. Leave the, the world behind. Leave the, the world. world. Leave the world behind. Oh, don't look Leave, the world, leave the world behind. Bingo. Kind of mixed yep. the two. Got it. But yeah, maybe you know, give give that a watch. But uh, there was enough. Sound like you were being. You sound like you were yeah, being right. a little negative about that. Movie. Well, I, I think the the movie as a whole is just a big pile of shit. But the conspiracy theories around it are magnificent. Oh, okay, you're saying the the, the fodder. Yeah, the thing <laughs> they weren't trying to do with the movie is the best part of the movie. Got it. Because. C words, you're gonna see words. Come on, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love being a C word, yeah. especially on Tuesdays. But uh, Aaron, there's an update uh, to your body. Actually, you got a new tattoo. You added some art to the, I believe, left bicep. What was that about? Uh, what is it? And uh, why did you get it right now? Hmm. Are you gonna show a picture of it so I can talk through it? Sure. I was hoping you would just take your. Stuff. I mean, we, we planned stuff, you know, so we sure. knew that this was going to come up. Uh huh, for sure. So we have it right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. the boys are actually making sure that it is the See perfect that. resolution. Okay, in, the, in the meantime, in the meantime, I, I have seen that movie uh, that just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was uh, thought provoking for sure. Okay. Uh, it's you know, is is it? Uh, I know a lot of people talking about predictive programming. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it, yeah. there's some interesting, interesting little uh, Easter eggs sure. nuggets in there. Um, it's unique. But, uh, it's unique how it's much unique. you know. You know what I mean? Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's very, the conspiracy very part? Unique, of very unique. Well, where do you start? Yeah, bingo. <laughs> oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen one. it. Very unique. It's got all of them. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, what's it called? It's, don't look. Don't back look back. Up. Don't look back up. What's it called? I don't think it's I called that. Know, leave the world, the world something. Yeah, leave the world behind. There it is. Oh, leave the world behind. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, that, just so, now that I'm starting to think about they it. They explain how to basically, uh, they overthrow the United States of America is essentially oh, what no. happens in it. Oh, no. I love our country. That's what never going to happen. All right. Anyways, is the tattoo about maybe not doing that? Maybe standing? Hey, we'll we'll we stand for right. the United States of America. Don't tread on me. Yeah, super artsy, this photo, by the way. The, the art- it's the same, you know, it's the same artist who did my forearm, Balaj, my Hungarian brother. Um, this time I didn't have to go to Hungary to get the tattoo, thankfully. I just had to go to Brooklyn, um, uh, which I think they call uh, Little Hungary. Um Anyway, that might be a yep. newer newer name for it, but uh, but yeah, there's uh, you know some symbolism there. There's a uh, you know dragon, uh, love dragons. There's uh, of course uh, the eight. Uh, oh, number eight. It's sideways. Eight is infinity, obviously. Ooh. Oh, um, and then the uh, the wow. two and the twelve is an ode to uh, to my godson. Uh, so yeah, just a combination of a lot That's of different things. But uh, yeah, shout out to Balaj for. Uh, Is he biting his own tail? Tails are chasing the dragon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that symbolize? Yeah, why is he sucking his own tail? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? No, no, no. But it's just to complete the, uh, 
the eight or the infinity mm. symbol. Oh, because you couldn't leave that open because then it's not infinity. Big, right. Yeah. 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 Got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Has to be gnawing yeah. on it. Does it connect to the forearm tat? Uh, not really, not yet. Great question, MVP, okay. as you. How about that hurt? That hurt pretty good. It's pretty detailed. There's a lot of up detail. near the yeah up near the pit, uh, the top of the armpit. Uh, that oh. part really hurt. Everything else was was not too bad. Hey, it looks sweet. Yeah, yeah. great, great addition. Looks sweet. Yeah. How long that take? About five hours. Oh, I don't know how you guys do it. My wife's got a beautiful sleeve. And I don't know how many hours it is, but it's got to be a lot. Yeah. I, you, Are you, uh, you still have the barbed wire up here? Or? Me? <laughs> yeah. I got, rid, I got rid of the barbed wire, but our mm-hmm. guy, uh, our guy, AQ Ships, AQ Ships, down there in Little Hungry, you can get that right there. Yeah, let's go. So he moved to Little Hungry, or is he traveling in to see fam or just taking a visit? He's just, uh, he's traveling. He has a, a visa to spend time in the country and, uh, so you, you know he's a busy man. You gotta you gotta find a way to sync up with him. But um, always love uh, spending time with him and uh, a lot of respect for his uh, his work. Obviously, the only person that I would ever let tattoo me. So oh, that's very nice. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a huge honor for the Hungarian man. They speak English, obviously Hungarian people. No, we just uh, we have our own kind of sign language. Nice. So oh, I know what this yeah. means, right? Yeah. The uh, long yep. snapper for San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that taper. Yeah. T- taught me this one right here, I think. And then obviously. What, is that? what does that mean? I think this one's the F word. Not a lot of saying. I wonder if like uh, 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 Dick White right now is like censoring my hand. He might oh, could yeah. be. Blurring th- him out. I think. Pixelating him, yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. And then this one, shit happens, obviously. Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's good. I worked with a. A deaf man named Greg uh, at Rudy Subs and Pizza yeah. Two Eighty Six. How can I help you? In thanks, Greg. Yeah, DK is DK is really kind of bringing uh, ASL into yeah. the mainstream. I love it too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it as well. It makes life good, especially on this particular program when we're not allowed to say one particular word. Mm-hmm. You just as soon as you find out that yeah. that is, you know what I mean? Well, it's just it like here we go. Just start tossing that in there. Then I don't know how many deaf people listen to our show. Okay. I don't know how many. I have had to have a sign language interpreter at a stand-up show, though, because one person in the crowd, at least one person, was uh, couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. So I had to. It's like a rule of the thing that you have to have an interpreter on the stage. Can't do, can't have that because obviously, yeah. My first forty-five minutes was just saying things, playing to them, just to see yeah. what the yeah. see what the interpretation mm-hmm. was. Forty-five minutes of it. This sweet old lady, eighty-five years old, normally in there for singers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the whole thing, <laughs> and then I'm just like, all right, what's like uh, you, you know? And then she like flips. I'm like, oh, I knew that one. And then we like build a relationship after. It was great. But anyways, you know, every once in a while, mm-hmm. and every once you got to get a dragon on this thing right here. Bingo. Let the world know that we're playing football forever. Sweet. Right? That's what that means. Infinity. That's how long we're playing for. No, that's not what it means. Are you playing this year? Bring that AFC thing back up. Bring the AFC playoff picture back up. Look at the bubble. Ooh. Mm. Right? Okay. So, There's mathematically. Some- I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad we made the bubble there because there was some stats that didn't put us on there, uh, some graphics. So, could be back on the bubble. But if you look at it, what we got? 7, 10, 15 of the 16 teams are on the uh, – on the picture there. That's Come on. Kornacki had him on the bus. Okay, so that means not mathematically eliminated, right? Nope. Nope. Only the Patriots and the Panthers, right? Go to hell. Out of there. Just a reminder for everyone. The New England Patriots. Yep. Out of there. Completely eliminated. Yeah, yeah, the only already? AFC team. Already? Wow. Oh, shut up. I tell, you, I tell you, Bill was awesome on uh, on game day, though, wasn't he? 
Dude, so cool. How, cool. How's your relationship with him? Cool I know you guys were with him at Corso. Yes. With him at Corso, that was awesome. That was cool. Agreed. What's yeah. your relationship like I'm, with Bill? I mean, I, I just friendly when we see each other. I've seen him, uh, you know, when we played him over the years and then a couple times in uh, Pebble, he's played in that event. So a lot of respect, a lot of respect. Um, but mostly just uh, kind of short conversations here and there. Yeah, he. that was the first time I ever got to, mm-hmm. you know, because normally – Anytime I'd see him warm ups, Vinatieri is coming up to Vinatieri. You know they have a great relationship, yeah, obviously. And then I'm on the way out. Hey, all right, see ya. Let me see ya. <laughs> that was so. Get a chance to like just witness his or as soon as he shows up, New England fans. All right, yeah. we start clapping. And then his he's Rolodex, and you talk about him and Coach Corso. Off air, they were sharing stories like before we even get on there about remembering this and that. It was fantastic. His brain, bro, mm-hmm. huge. It's got one of those big ones. Feels like he's going to coach forever. Now let's continue to move on. Hey, uh, Tone has a question for you about the conversation of the NFL this year. Yeah, hey Aaron, happy Tuesday. Um, now with Herbert having surgery, he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Fifty-five quarterbacks have started this year in the NFL. Now, the rules are supposed to be protecting quarterbacks more these days, but this year and last year, the most quarterbacks have started in the history of the NFL. Is there any, like, do you, can you think of any reason for that? Because, or is it like front offices just being more, I don't know, cautious with guys? Is there anything that you come up with why there's been so many quarterback injuries the last couple seasons? Nothing in particular, I don't think. I think there's just uh, some seasons where maybe it happens more than others. Uh, Seems to be that there's more Achilles injuries than this year. Hopefully that balances out in the future and there's less of those but i don't know i mean there's been some kind of weird injuries too right not just me and 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 kirk but uh you know herbert broke mm-hmm. fingers now on both hands i believe right and mm-hmm. then joe burrow's injuries seem very strange you know how often does uh what he had you know happen happen um and then some guys have gotten hurt and come back uh you know as lawrence came back after what looked like a pretty bad injury uh and played this last week so I don't know. I mean, there's already a uh, you know shortage of uh, you know really great ones in the league. So um, you know the league wants uh, their star players playing. Uh, if there was one thing in particular that was causing these, I'm sure they'd uh, look into it. They might not do anything, but they'd look into it. Um, they've dropped. But uh, yeah, they'd sniff around a little bit. But it's too bad. Uh, you know, I enjoy. Uh, Mr. Herbert a lot. I think he's a really talented guy. And just hearing uh, about his personality and character from Corey Lindsley, who uh, is a friend of the show, whether or not he's been on there before, but friend of the show. Um, you know, big, uh, uh, a lot of respect for him and his game and, and look forward to him getting back healthy soon. I like hearing the Corey Lindsley, friend of the program. Yeah. I like love that. that. Yeah, oh. he's dog. He's dog right there. You know what I mean? He's been, he's been batting over snapping ball a long time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really good at it. like to hear that he likes uh, Justin Herbert behind the scenes because there's obviously some centers that don't love their quarterback. We saw that on a field <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, this past weekend. Uh, there was an <laughs> offensive lineman who had to hold a center back from fighting a quarterback on a football field this past weekend. That's rare, too. Unique. You're talking about. Did you video that? I didn't, I didn't see that. What was that? Eric oh, Boyer, yeah. right? Uh, yep. not gonna have to, we're not going to put you in a spot to have to comment on this obviously because anything you say will get taken however Derek Carr almost got beat up by his center this past weekend oh wow on the field yeah on the field bad yeah it was intense but that was did he he fart on his hand or something what happened probably that is interesting I didn't even think about maybe he pissed his pants no I think what he did was uh, Derek Carr said you know he got upset he got sacked there and he and I believe McCoy said throw the ball I believe he said uh, 
AQ, you might be able to speak for him better than me. I, I don't know what he said, but I have said throw the ball before. <laughs> I have said, come on, get rid of the ball. And Jeff Saturday and Peyton have obviously had their situation on the sideline, well-documented, a lot of love for each other. We're not saying McCoy hates Derek Carr there. But, yeah, that was certainly something that took place this weekend. That would have been a unique way to get hurt. Yeah, that would have been rough. Like, uh, I can't think of any centers over the years that I feel like I would have had a good chance in a fight against. Uh, you know, maybe going back to high school, might have evened things out a little bit, but even still, um, there's a tight relationship between quarterback and center. So I'm sure they got that worked out and everything's fine. Anything between you and Corey over the years with how long you guys were together? I assume there had to be moments. Corey is the ultimate troll, man. He's the ultimate troll in human form. Like, whatever he could do to mess with me, he did. A lot of ridiculous things over the years. You know, if I got mad at him or said something, uh, or, like, we're going to walk through and it'd be just one of those doldrum days, and he'd just, you know, slap his ass really hard, and then he'd just fire the fucking, sorry, fire the ball. 13 days. Yeah. It was 13 days. Damn oh, it. We had 13 shows. Such a good run. 13 is the yeah. best we've ever had. By far. <laughs> he would just fire the ball back at you in the walkthrough like 100 miles an hour and try and drill you in the nuts or do some crazy things. Like he'd be after a walkthrough and one day he'd show up and wouldn't have any underwear on. And I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> Put some friggin' drawers on. What are you doing, man? Come on. It's just like stuff like that all the time. He'd mess with your locker. He'd mess with your quarterback room. He'd. Uh, you know, he would love to get on the computers uh, of one of the strength coaches and like put some interesting pictures on the background yep. of his computer. Big wet button. Uh, still, still to this day, we got a nice little uh, little little text thread of me and Corey and uh, and Thad, where you know we send each other some interesting. Uh, mostly, mostly we send Thad pictures um, because he gets you know, a little offended about it. But love Corey. Corey's uh, one of the one of the all time one of the all time. Uh, Great trolls and uh, and teammates. Quarterbacks in a relationship is a real one. It has to be great. Also, a relationship with uh, you know the guidelines that were agreed to between me and ESPN mm-hmm. when we're on there. What words we'll use and right. what words we won't use. Yeah. Try. There was one particular word, only one, that was ended up being. All right, won't do it. And I actually pitched it. You know, because, hey, let's do good business. We don't need to, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything else need, need to keep shit. Need to keep shit. Yes. I'd like to apologize then to <laughs> absolutely nobody. Oh, <laughs> yes. I the double like there's check. A, there's a disclaimer. You know, I know this because I've watched the show for the last few months pretty religiously. But there's a disclaimer spoken by, I think, a famous coach. Yep. It talks about. There's going to be swear words because that's how people talk in the real world. Yeah. So I know we're on a tape delay. That's it. There we go. Right there. Don't sue us, please. <laughs> well, that's. <laughs> that's for one. That's because. Of, shout out. You know, shout out. Four. Guy, we're all. Hey, listen. He didn't even know. I don't know. Yeah, he had no idea. I don't even think he knew, but we have to change the marquee. 13 is the biggest number that we've ever been able to put in. You, Gone. Well, you're telling me that JJ hasn't uh, hasn't popped off a little Was bit? Was that a Fagaze number? His grandma. His grandma. The last two have told him not to. You know, Grandma Watt. Is that a Fagay's number, though? What? Didn't Jalen Ramsey swear last week? Thank you. In New York? Oh, he, definitely oh, he did. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Got gotcha. you. talking about only in the Thunderdome, or is that a bullshit uh, number you got up Yeah, there? it sounds uh, like we got misleading so stats. Yeah. Oh, no. 
Oh my oh, God! No. We Zero. can't. That can't, can't be can't, who we no, are. Can't have that. That cannot be who. That's we, bad. <laughs> we're gonna go to that department and let them know. Can't have that. Can't state. do it. Men oh, lie, man. women lie, but numbers don't. Well, that one did. Marquee yeah. can't. I got a question up for the crew. Um, what's been uh, the greater comeback from injury? Would you say uh, me and my Achilles, mm-hmm. or AJ and his uh, sexual injury? Uh, I oh. situation. Ty, I'll let you take the lead there. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, I, I want to say you're Achilles because we've never seen it done before. But, I mean, AJ's eye was just mangled. You know, couldn't even sad. open it. Had a bunch of goo on there. Who knows what kind of patch goo. Patch at one point. Yeah, yeah, eye patch. And then now all of a sudden, just, what, a, a couple weeks later, it's like nothing ever happened. You know, I was told that two-thirds of his cornea got taken out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? You know, I thought one he was going to lose his one eyeball. Third. I was so maybe told more. by a reliable source at the party that he wasn't able to see the uh, the little insert on the belt that goes around the red ball gag <laughs> for like at least oh. at least yep. ten or twelve days. Yep. Really? Somebody else had to strap it up for him. He's normally the first one to be able to pull it off. <laughs> Actual. Wow. I mean, I would I would never judge anybody that does that, but that is not my thing. It's not. Of course. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, Aaron. Aaron's very aware and knows all of these things and all these, you know, sexual intricacies that he's been experimenting with over the years. So he likes to try to put his information out here to try to make it mainstream. It's what he's doing. Oh, this is him trying to portray program people. I've been, he's trying to program. I've been in AJ's bedroom, not when him and Laura Whoa. are um, role playing, but there's. Listen, there's. I've seen swings. I've seen uh, <laughs> S and M stuff. I've yes. seen a, a multiple uh, kids ball love guys, that. kids love seeing that stuff. Yeah, you got your own room, like you're Mister Gray. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That's Aaron? not a swing, See, Axel. It's, it's weird, Aaron, because a bunch of Amazon uh, packages showed up the day after the eye injury, and it was a bu- it was like a, uh, to- a a chest for pirate. A bunch of pirate stuff was was in it. A bunch of pirate costumes. So I think they took advantage of the situation. Yeah, that wasn't a peg leg, Tony. That was a double header. But also, exactly. uh, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, AJ on Friday when he was here, and this is true, this is real. You actually opened the box on Thursday. Just a big box of sex gum sex things you can smoke first thing i've never seen aj ever want something first thing he did when he saw that box like can i have this can okay. i actually have this i oh, left with it did you send that so to zito us? gave it to me zito gave it to me and said hey they sent this for you so absolutely zito, I'll take it. Zito. 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 Was, there, zito. zito had two words out of his mouth and you're already yep okay cool thanks <laughs> give me the sex yeah, immediately yeah i did absolutely i'm they, not denying that they sent some sex smokes too mm-hmm. i'm excited to see how that works you know you just smoke at it i, yeah. I need they to something. no <laughs> i don't know I don't know. Yeah. I guess we should ask Aaron. Aaron, do you have you ever heard about this this boinking sauce that people are smoking all over the place? Uh, no, I haven't. Does it have uh, plants from the Amazon in it? Okay, so maybe tell us more. So down there in the Amazon, there's plants that you eat that everybody's just yeah. doing each other. Is that what's going on? You got the boner boner uh, plant you found? Orgy plant. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I can't really talk about that. Okay. Oh. oh, you're being censored. Wow. I thought. I thought. I was told. Well, I was told. Mm. Wow, you're set. Whoa, you, are you okay? Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, everything's great. I just, there's, you know, some things that are esoteric in nature that need to they kind of stay where they're at. Mm-hmm. So what? Esoteric. Well, we I think we've done that on the. Yeah. 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 People yeah, are going to yeah, go snatch sure. up all your sure. boner plants? Yeah, we won't saw down your boner 
leaves. Huh. We promise. We won't, right? Yeah, deep, the boner no. forest. No, of Deforestation no. is a real problem. AQ Shipley's thinking about it's taking the seals down there with some clippers. Yeah. Where, where's the <laughs> All right, boys, boys where we're we going? this yeah. thing. I heard we'll be uh, rocked up for the next week or so before we get out of here <laughs> on uh, ESPN. <laughs> it's the best sports show of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what somebody, some people say. Mm-hmm. Those people also don't have the best taste in things. No. So we should remember that. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Hey, Kadarius Tony was offsides. And uh, <laughs> when you see Patrick Mahomes react the way he reacts, how do you think his teammates take that? And he's come out yesterday, went on a local radio show, and said he regrets the way he reacted afterwards. We talked about how that's the first time we've ever seen him, like, showcase his emotion in our eyes. That's the first. Teammates are going to love it. What did you think while you're watching that all kind of unfold, and how do you think the NFL reacts to it? Uh, I hope nothing happens. I hope they do nothing. They're saying they're going to get fined for criticizing the refs. That's what they're saying. Oh, uh, oh, for some of the media stuff? I thought you meant more of the sideline stuff. Uh, listen, uh, I didn't know what to think until I saw uh, a good segment by Dano where he was talking about he broke down every play and he showed multiple plays where it looked like uh, Tony was offsides uh, on other plays. Did you see that breakdown? Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty fascinating. Listen, I talk to our guys all the time about this, and it's a simple little thing. When you come out and you're the on the ball receiver, look out at the at the line judge and point at him, or put your fist out, or whatever you got to do, and he will in turn or she pat their leg or give you a thumbs up. Right, patting your leg or giving you a thumbs up means you're good. You're in the right spot. It's just a normal thing. I think some guys get into the habit of like, I'm just going to put myself what I think is line of scrimmage and hold my fist out, right? And then the other receiver who's going to put himself in an off the position, you know, uh, stance and put his arm back, which signifies to the referee, hey, I'm the, uh, you know, off the ball receiver because a lot of times they're cheating their splits a little bit, uh, they're cheating the line of scrimmage. And for the most part, the, the refs let them get away with it. And I think they should. I think that's one of those things that shouldn't be um, policed that well. However, I think um, when we allow offensive players or defensive players to line up in the neutral zone uh, and and don't uh, call that, because I'm, I'm more of like a leaning towards a, a stricter interpretation uh, of the rules. I think in mm. basketball, which I'm a big fan of, I think we can all agree that the uh, the lax interpretation of let's just pick one rule uh, traveling um, makes it interesting uh, what they actually decide to, to call or not. It's really hard to even make a traveling call now because it happens in every single play. I think that maybe they would basketball would say, well, the same thing happens in, you know, with football and holding or whatnot. But I think there's certain rules um, that, that seem pretty black and white, lining up on sides as one of those, uh, checking with the referee. Now, if the referee, which I've seen a side view, gives him a thumbs up or a pats his leg, uh, thank you, yeah. Um, but from this vantage point, it really looks like if you watch the ref, he slightly moves to his left here yeah. to see that, to be able to see the ball yeah, because he can't see it. Now, I was wondering, is there something that Humphreys does with the football to move the football back? Like, does he have – because if you watch, there's one view you can see Humphreys – actually has the ball kind of tilted up instead of like forward. And that seems to uh, change the line of scrimmage back slightly. Um, does that affect things? But 
Mr. Tony here should probably just peek, and he does, but he doesn't necessarily get a response. Maybe a verification here, um, but again, it's a it's a tiny foul. It is it's a very tiny thing. If there was multiple issues, the thing I love about Gene, right? I'm, and I'm jumping just uh, but Gene's territory is Gene would always kind of warn you. You know, he'd say, "Hey, move your right tackle up," or "Hey, move your left tackle up," or uh, you know, watch uh, you know watch your hands on the snap counter. Or hey, watch the play clock. You you know you're getting real right up next to zero or whatever. Um, it kind of give you one warning. But after that, it was like no no hey we warned you like for uh, uh, you know Bakhtiari you know he's like hey Bach get your hands inside we're gonna call holding right. Uh, rarely happened. I must admit that rarely of course really but if he if he had another you know foul that, that was hands inside the frame it'd be a penalty. Now I would assume if there are multiple occurrences of this that somebody had maybe said something to him or should have. If you're not going to call it, um, but I think we all just want to see consistency with with uh, with all these calls. And um, but that to me, it wipes out a really uh, you know awesome play. Um, but the interpretation of the rule was uh, was obviously correct. And it, when it, as far as Pat, like I, um, you know, if you talk about the reps, the refs, you get fined, I guess. Um, but anything else, listen, uh, you know, we all have. Uh, do things that we'd uh, you know like to have back from time to time. There's passionate moments. There's things that, yeah, I mean he he uh, you know wasn't very happy. Um, yeah, offensive offsides. Yeah, yeah, he said that a couple yeah. of times, and then he even said it to Josh Allen afterwards, as <laughs> if Josh Allen gave a single. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck, he did not. You know, and Josh Allen. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, they're I don't tight know though. About they're it. friends. I don't know about getting held back like that. I mean, it definitely took a few people. Like, what was he going to do if he wasn't held back to the, to the <laughs> rack? What if he just knocked him out? Killed him. What if he just won over there? Awesome. Is it, <laughs> offensive offsides, huh? To lose the game? Okay, well, now, dead. <laughs> Bang. How about it? That's the last time you do that? That would be awesome. Patrick Mahomes we, not, knocking out a left. These, yeah, but we, we need these men and women. Agreed. I'm joking, obviously. We don't punch refs, obviously. Like yeah, I love the human element of our game. That can be maddening at times, for sure. Um, but those relationships are important to the game. The referees really care about the game, and I think they all want to do the right thing and make the right calls. They're not intentionally trying to make calls. I think that referee uh, made the right call. So whether or not it should have been called three or four times in, in the game, I mean, you look at some of the look at the Kansas City false starts. They kind of changed the way that things were being refereed uh, early in the season. There was, uh, you know, like 42 false starts in the same game by the same player, and they finally called one of them. Um, Week one. Is that the Uh, actual number? Did you do the actual research on that? What if that was the actual? It's close. Believable. The whole whole point is we want consistency. We want consistency uh, with the referees. They have a tough job to do. We're all interpreting these things and criticizing these things in slow motion for the most part. I think whether it's Gene or Terry McCauley or John Perry or anybody on TV, they always try and remind the viewer that, like, hey, this is bang-bang, real-time plays that they're trying to, to referee. Uh, so a little bit of grace and a little bit of understanding, I think, can go a long way because they're trying to do their best. Um, players, we just want consistency. So I think that was the right call. Um, I understand the frustration. I'd be pissed, too, you know. Uh, you're going to call offensive offsides on a you know play like that that uh, wins a game. And look at Kansas City. You know, that's how crazy the league is. Like, they've had a couple – that play goes for a touchdown. They stop them. They win that game. Uh, they had a chance in another game with a deep ball to Marquez. They had another chance, you know, in in a in a uh, game earlier in the season. Really, three games. I feel like they probably think it could have gone the other way. They're eight and five, sitting at 
you know, uh, 11 and two would be a whole different ball game because I believe that Pat's, has he played any playoff games on the road? No. He hasn't, right? Yeah. So that'd be a new experience. Not that he couldn't do it. He's a phenomenal player, but, um, you know, they're going to have a hard time getting that one seat. I think at this point, you know what Travis Kelsey did on that play? What'd he do? Two things at once. Yeah. Amen. He was tight end and he was quarterback. Mm-hmm. It was one of the greatest plays we will never be able to celebrate because of the lineup offsides. And people forget Kadarius Tony was the one who scored the touchdown on that play. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's going into his Rolodex as well. Mm-hmm. That's going into his highlight reel for the rest of his life as well. You think Kadarius Tony's happy about all? No, no. no way. Pissed. No way. Back to, back to Corey Lindsay. Corey Lindsay held on one of the greatest plays in my career as well, where I made like three guys missing the pocket and threw this ball as I was getting drilled in the back of my legs to Devontae Adams against Chicago in the back cool. of the end zone. Yep. So I remember that. No one ever gives a shit about that play because Corey decided to hold on. This guy. Hey, Corey, figure it out. A prick. Don't hold. Yeah, we were talking. If you go back to the play, though, Corey, it's, it's one of those interesting holds where a guy just overpowers another guy. Like, Corey literally just grabbed this dude and just. Corey's just, like, I didn't hold. I won. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about a great yeah. play for you. I would have had this. This fucking plays on my highlight reel, too. I just picked the guy up and dominate him. Football is wild because yeah. listen to the way we're talking in Italy. I don't know how you're talking, but like how we're talking. Obviously, we're part of the problem. We get it. You remind us every single mm-hmm. week. Bills get that win there, you know, very easily could not have. I mean, yeah. just right here, right, right there. Mm-hmm. Bills don't win. Okay. Just li- literally, Bills don't win right there. Instead, saw the. What's that? Just like AJ and Laura always talk about, you know, with their own their own games. Like the NFL is a game of inches. It certainly is. Yep. A couple of them. Yeah. Just a couple inches. Just two, six. Just one or two at different times can make a can make a big difference. So uh Darius Tony was like, I told him that's six inches. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. even you know what I mean? They yeah. didn't even didn't even look back. But we're talking about the Bills. Being like back, you heard the. Did you see the locker room afterwards where they were talking to Sean McDermott and the players like, "We got your back." Like that was like a real cool. emotional moment almost. It's like, wait a second, are the Bills ready to go? But if they lose that game after what happened last week, it's like Bills are dead. What a catastrophe! Yeah, yeah. They let Travis Kelsey throw a pass in the middle of a play to beat them, and let alone what happened last week. It's like you're right. I guess that we do maybe overreact a little bit to some small stuff. But he, team vibes, like especially for the Bills. Could you imagine that flight back to Baghdad if they lost <laughs> to Kansas City? be a nightmare. They play in Buffalo. Buff- excuse me. Buffalo. Touche, Connor. Some of your Touché. best. Some of your best work Thanks, there. Sir. The last couple of days, he's really been – he's been seeing the ball. Been sitting on that one. Yeah, he's been seeing the laces pretty good as it's coming. What do we got today on the shirt? What do we got? It's ten wolves, but there's only there's only four wolves that you can see. Then you got to find the other six. Like where's Waldo? Nice. In other news, AQ, do you got any plays coming up that you need some you know a little advice on about? Wow. What was that <laughs> no, but oh. can we all can we all agree that if that's you the hot route we're throwing? Me, by the way, if that's the hot route we're throwing. We got bigger problems. This was from five weeks ago. Yeah, a lot what? of people probably don't know what you're referring to. Kenny Pickett, whenever he was the quarterback for the Steelers and Matt Canada was still the offensive coordinator, there was a play in which he threw a quick at to the running back. Three wide receivers were lined up in a bunch formation. They all ran go routes mm-hmm. pretty much. So, yeah, post-corner under. Probably, but. Whatever the case. 
You get it. They're gone. Not blocking. Bad play. Running back tackle for a seven-yard loss. Mm -hmm. One of the most dysfunctional-looking offensive plays that the NFL has seen in a while. And AQ said, somebody go block. What are you doing? And Aaron just said, hey, hey, big dumb dipshit. Hey. And uh, isn't that what you said? Kind of, it's kind of basically not at all. I don't. I would never disrespect a lineman like that. And I love uh, in the trenches. I think uh, you do a great job. Oh, yeah. with you. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. It's going to war. It's good, but, it's good to be back on Tuesday with you today too. It was really. You know, I enjoyed. Yeah, I know you. I know you're kind of you're sensitive. You're ignoring me and, and, <laughs> and our Tuesday for a little bit. But it's Ooh. good to have you back. Bygones be bygones. Keep up the good work, man. Love. Uh, your segment, love DB segment. Um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, helping people be smarter, and that's go. all I want is to help yeah. you. If you're trying to talk quarterback play, just <laughs> maybe give me a side text just to make sure that you know we're on the same page. I need I need to get on that sidebar, Aaron. Here's the here's the thing. The reason why this happened is because a quarterback. The reason why <laughs> in the trenches even exists is because a quarterback, a man we spoke highly of earlier. That's right. So he'll hear this. He'll get mad that we're saying this. Yep. But he'll, you know, Aaron just yeah. saying his praises yeah, a little bit. Cancels it out. Dan Orlovsky. No, 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 no. no just, you know, the broken clock is right twice a day. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Jeez. Is, that is that what you said? I know, and, I, and I know the story. And I know the story. Okay. okay. Right? Yep. And I, and, uh, I love it. Um, but I think we all should hold on to our uh, our truths, you know, as, as uh, yeah. hold on to them. But but we're not gripping them as tightly as possible because uh, obviously, as we've seen, science can change in an instant, and and uh, you never know uh, uh, what the uh, the, the narrative is going to be moving forward. But I, I love uh, in the trenches. I think uh, it's definitely something we all can learn from. Uh, and then obviously, DB. Uh, highlights uh you know i think it's the guys who don't get as much uh, attention because our league is you know often so it's specific on on who gets the attention it's quarterbacks it's you know a few skilled players here and there pass rushers uh you know but uh highlighting the uh the big boys and then the guys uh doing maybe the most difficult position in our sport which is uh covering especially nickel defender covering two-way uh, really a three-way go at all times uh, so it's awesome, love it. Well, we, um, and and then AJ, just what a what a warrior AJ is to be able to show up here day after day, um, after some of the you know things that's that happened. go on. Yeah, you know, um, peacock feathers, whips, yeah, mm-hmm. 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 the whole thing, the uh, <laughs> nipple taser sensor things yep. he's got. It's uh, just, he's got yep. Nipple tasers, good lord. These are all things that you currently probably have in your basement <laughs> or some other room in your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's move away from you guys doing um, whips and chains, handcuffs and everything. Let's let's talk about in the house right behind you there. There's some books. Are we bringing – is it time? Ooh, assassination. See if I, what do we got here? Uh, he's got some good ones on the docket. I got some great ones in the back here, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been no, holding uh, on. no Ann Rand, but I got some great ones. Oh, that's starting uh, quite a convo. Mm-hmm. Shoot. See if I can pick one. Uh, no, no, no. Let's not just randomly science. pick a book club. No way. No way. Not this book club. Uh-uh. I've got two great ones. One I'm almost finished with, um, and one I'm definitely finished with. It's sadly a very controversial book. But, <laughs> Never um, again. Harry Potter. What's it called? 
<laughs> well, that'll be book club. I'm going to tell you once. I'm going to tell you once. Sorry, sorry, start okay, all right. What is it it's called? C word, or is it in that vein, or what? What? Which vein is it? Who's the author? Yeah, just so we know. So, just so I know what Jones? I'm signing up for. My mentions. Just so I know what my mentions are signing up for. What did you say? <laughs> Gary Info Is Infowars Alex Jones? What is it? He's back on X. Yeah, new yeah. video game out now. Go yeah, get it right. quick. Yep. Back on X. AlexJonesGame.com. <laughs> I learned about Alex Jones and everything he's about mm-hmm. four days before he got banned from the internet. Ah. Now he's back. He is. Mm-hmm. Feels like that's been 10 years. Two-hour app. Jesus. Didn't he get sold? Are we, uh, are oh, we making some stuff today? billion or something yeah. like that? I'm broke. Okay. All right. I can't pay anybody. So. Sorry. <laughs> that's all happened since I learned of this guy. Yeah. And I go, oh, this is an awesome internet. This is an awesome internet character. And I guess... There's a lot of people that were taking everything he was saying very serious. Mm-hmm. Including himself. Which I think he got lost. He, he worked himself into a shoot. He Brother. Did. I think he, he worked himself into a shoot in that entire thing. And then he just got kicked off the internet completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just see ya. Not allowed to, not allowed to exist. I had no idea he was kicked off because I thought Will Sasso was Alex Jones for like six years. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. He's back. Alex Jones is back. Still has his fastball, it sounds like. Yeah, yes, he does. Oh, I'm sure people are pumped about uh-huh. that. I'll tell you what, his wife has her fastball, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> we appreciate you, buddy. We appreciate the hell out of you, pal. Thank you for spending time with what us. Do you guys, what do you guys got coming up? Are you guys all done now? No, we got Coach Rule, Matt Rule of Nebraska in about 10 minutes or so. You know, he came out in a press conference and said, Hey, good quarterbacks, a million, million, two million bucks. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at right now. Like, just let everybody know because he was big in college. Goes to the NFL, comes back to college. Whole new world from the time he was in Carolina. So we're just gonna pick his brain on that. You know, see how everything's going in Nebraska. Yeah, you know, I thought about something real uh, Here's a book. We got Ooh. one. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I want to just on. highlight a book that <laughs> put your dong in her. Oh, that was a good just book. Just like, is there a better book than, than this one, though? That's the best one. Yep. Not many. Not many better. Hey, that, that was Book Club book last year, I think. It was. Two years ago. It was, ago. yeah. yeah. I, just saw it, I saw it on the shelf back there. It's one of my – it's a very good, uh, you know, advertising the, or the orange. Not quite the color that uh, AJ has in his mouth a lot, but uh, <laughs> definitely close, I believe. He doesn't like Clementines? What's going on? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> I love that. Aaron? Huga, dude. Huga. What does it mean? Cherish the little things, you know. Cherish yeah. the little things. Amen. Jake Ryan, right? Aren't those his uh, hats? No, he's from Norway. Yeah, shout out to Jake. And uh, we'll, we'll get you, see if we can get some sent out there. I don't, know, I don't know if there's one big enough for AQ's head, but I think we'll <laughs> something out. He's going to war. He's going to war tonight. We don't know how it's going oh, yeah. back. Anyway. He might not Campbell come back. He's going, you're going to war tonight? You're doing the war games tonight? Yep. Yeah, war games. That's, that's actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, We're yeah. going tonight. It starts tomorrow. Tonight's uh, oh. what, a reception. That's what you yeah. think. William Regal's there. And yeah, he's that's what you out. think. Is Big Short freedom. fucking bag over your head? <laughs> Danny and Tommy going to be what shipping out tonight? Get, what if you do get bagged over your head, yeah. tossed in van, dropped in the middle of fucking woods and naked. said, if you make it back, you can maybe have a weekend with the Seals. <laughs> Figure it out. That's possible. <laughs> All right, happen. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. You and Jack Osborne walking through the fucking <laughs> woods. Yeah. Just shooting the shit. Tell me about your dad. <laughs> that was comments, the first thing sure. Dick said. He goes, well, as soon as I told him he was going, he was like, you won't be last. You'll be fine. 
Jeez, Jack Osborne. You had the same reaction. Yeah, you're damn right. Now he's turned his life around. That guy's Jack now. Yeah, yeah. boom. I, oh, you might be last. Better hope you don't see that guy in the woods. Jack he's a survivalist. He's a survivalist. You're fucked, dude. Navy SEALs, actual survivalist. And then now Jack Osborne appears to be living on a mountain. This, yeah. You're fucked, dude. I've been training for this. I'm ready. So is he. Put on a so seal it, hoodie is not like the same thing. Yeah, this is Jack's <laughs> Super Bowl. Like I put Lolita's whale costume on. I wasn't yeah. a whale You're, all of a sudden. You didn't become one? No, like that's not how it works. All right, Aaron. Have a great Tuesday. Easy, bro. bro. Easy with the Lolita part. There's another another name associated with that. Um, anyway. Oh, no. He's talking about the oh, oh, no, Express. Yeah, yeah, go the ahead. Express, yeah. Come on. Come on. Fill him in, Aaron. Fill him in. I'm sorry, uh, to talk is it, you probably took a few rides on that now? plane. Is it time now? Can release we release? Can we finally You've got to be on those flight logs. <laughs> what what He's talking about the news. I'm not sure. If I think the guy had an island. I came in uh, about two weeks ago pretty jacked up because it felt as though there'd be some more information some being leak. released. Yeah. What about the submarine? Who was all, Bingo. you know what I mean? They're talking about through the sky. What about underneath the water? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Sounds like there was some be, real would it be fucking I, weirdos. Would it be ironic if, uh, remember when I said it like a while back, uh, you know, they were thinking about releasing the logs, which they were, and then Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel took a little shot at me. Would it be ironic if he was on the on the flight logs? It would be ironic. ironic. I don't know how this whole thing goes, but uh, the fact <laughs> that all these humans are involved in it, and allegedly, and they will all have to respond to Aaron on this particular show saying that, can't wait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just can't wait for that. And then. I name, no, I didn't name any. I just. It, would it be ironic if the person who, you know, was taking a shot at me was actually on those? That would be. But that not, would be ironic. Not saying he was on there. Mm-hmm. No. You know, but it would be would be ironic. And Fauci's at his house right now, just like, yeah, yeah, let's just stay on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, please. Let's stay on that, you know. Just thinking no, of him. It, I mean, how about that audio that was released? He said, Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. Anyway, <laughs> all right. We appreciate the hell out of you, man. You're the best. Uh, We're off ESPN, so it doesn't fucking matter anymore. That's agreed. Agreed. But also, yeah. like. Uh, Shout out to YouTube, though, the real fans. That's right. Hey, Amen. Uh, yeah. Hey, ESPN Plus now. Yeah, well. Love ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus yeah. yeah, it's not. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, ESPN hey, has never that's said fake. that's fake behind you as well, though. That's fake. No, AJ's AJ's circle. AJ's fake. That's fake. Circle. Wow. This. Oh, it's nice. Hey, have you seen? There's a great video that made me laugh thinking about that. There's a guy doing an interview with somebody, and his background, which looks kind of like that, there's a missile that comes in. Have you guys seen this video? Oh yeah. Missile that comes in in the background. It comes in and it just blows up. The the scene behind the guy doing the interview live and the people who are getting interviewed freak out. Yeah, well, I'd really say yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> hey, is this? What are we? How close are we to this? Look out! Yeah. How close are we to the camera here? I think there's some real stuff going on. That's like the thing in New York, the window there. Clearly, mm-hmm. that is live feed of view. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like Channel Seven News. You know, action shot above the city right now, live looking. Chopper yeah. Five, real window, of course. Yeah. But if it wasn't, it would be a live exactly mm-hmm. live feed of that whole thing. Speaking of choppers. Oh, Enjoy it, guys. Thank you. All right, thank you. I'll get to the chopper, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Ron. Yeah. So something came out about helicopters, I assume. Oh, uh, yeah. There's Let's po- get to a break. There's plenty of stuff coming out right now. Jeez uh, Louise. These last two weeks have been wild. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah. And I'm not kidding. That o- the Obama th- 
movie is actually getting a lot of like, you see what they're doing? They're spelling it out for you right in front of you. I assume. It's that, awesome. Yeah. I just heard that's a real shocker. Movie. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Oh, come, come on. The similar Shoot don't look up? No. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Space bid. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the first one made in a while. I haven't really shot in a long time. I felt good. All right, we'll do a giveaway at the end. All right, let's take five minutes. Matt Rule will be on the other side. I assume the conversation will be vastly different than the one we just sure. had with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Probably. Maybe. I learned a lot there. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> AJ, what's going on in your house? Uh, I don't, you know, he kind of gets on this one track mind and he, he kind of drives it into the dirt. So that's what we're dealing with right now. <laughs> <laughs> just sit, we got to just, just let him get all the material out, whatever he's trying to come up with, and then he'll move on to something. You seem to love it. You seem to really enjoy that's it. That's wow. what we're dealing with right I mean, now. I, I know what's happening. I see it. Come on. Okay. You can see the bra- the wheels turning and trying to come up with something. Oh, a ball gag. Oh, whatever he can think of. That was good. And that comes out. Get hit too. Ball, ball mm-hmm. gag was good. Come on. And then he was like, "Oh, I got more." Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all recycled Bobby Carpenter material. Believe me, he's taking a lot of this material from Bob. Oh, oh. So, right, well, that's, a, that's actually a compliment. I, I steal from Bob as well. His material. Is that right? Uh, well, hmm. the general. I'll have some good ones. General's getting plagiarized all yeah. day. Every general day. writing yeah. lines for yeah. AJ. Yeah. Mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The general is a scriptwriter. Yeah, yeah. For some of the, he's was some of the most influential people. Well, that's good. That's really good. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here, and guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now, making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. <laughs> The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. Football! Happened last night. That man has played a lot of football, and I don't know what else, to be honest. Yeah, after. Your friendship is an interesting one with Aaron Rodgers. Ladies and gentlemen, that's AJ Hawk. He's been in your bedroom before, he said. Yeah, mm-hmm. not with you guys. In there. Hey, great new haircut, though. It looks sweet. Uh, the Toxic Table is here at Boss Carter and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys, Tone Diggs is here. 12 year NFL vet and Super Bowl champion. A man who's going to war tonight, AQ right. Shipley. Nine year NFL vet, Darius J. Butler, also here. AJ, haven't had a chance to chat with you as we wait for Coach Rule's tech. We're trying to figure out audio, trying to connect with Coach Rule. It's the perfect time to ask you about what your thoughts were on the games last night because we haven't got a chance to get your take on this whole thing. Packers lose to Tommy Cutlets, mm-hmm. Paisano, who has inspired not only a team, but an entire region and maybe even a country. Yep. Maybe even a country in this entire thing. What are your thoughts on the Packers getting that loss last night? And what does this mean about Tommy Cutlets and the New York Giants in your eyes? I mean, obviously, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito's taking over maybe the world. You're right with mm-hmm. his whole family, the pregame tailgate, everything they're doing. And he's honestly, he's playing well. He moves with it, moving the ball like. 
watching him maneuver throughout the pocket and com- complete some of those balls down the field, like that was it was fun to watch his family and agent obviously <laughs> yeah. get, get after it in the crowd. But this was one that Green Bay needed to win. This sucks for Green Bay. Sucks for Jordan Love and the defense unable to to get stops when they needed to. But man, like Green Bay really needed this one. Tommy's got wheels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tommy's got wiggle. What? Tommy's got moxie. What? Yeah. Doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Tommy's got it all. He's got the. He's he's literally. Everything you'd want in a starting quarterback. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, how's his size? Well, when he was talking to Aaron Rodgers, they were looking eye to eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It worked for it yeah. worked for Aaron. He hasn't got his opportunity yet until now, so we have no idea how long this run's gonna go for. True. We know that maybe his stats, although Tone Diggs opened the show with saying they're comparable to Patrick Mahomes', so <laughs> yeah. you tell me. Mm-hmm. It's like what if in five years from now, and Aaron kind of got upset about it, what if five years from now we're talking about Tommy Bolin Ace? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tommy Cutlitz being an actual guy. That's fantastic news. Because let me tell you about the Italian culture. It is an entertaining one. Mm-hmm. And we are already starting to witness it. You know what I mean? They're having they're having Sunday gravy literally in the parking lot out yeah, there. Yeah, it looks so good. So good. The whole the whole family is there. The entire everybody is there and they're just embracing it right today. Hey, where's the camera? I want to tell I am the most Italian person you've ever seen. And then somebody pushes them out of the way. They come in with a top hat, three piece suits, two pinky rings. They go, I am the most Italian. I am. Pump for this story. AJ, are you thinking the same thing about Tommy DeVito? Is this flash in the pan? Or do we got a real opportunity here to celebrate something awesome with the New York Giants? I think we might have it. I think we might have a real opportunity here, honestly. And you know what I love about what his whole family and everything they're doing? They're having a great time. Isn't that what you want? If your (laughs) son is out there, he's quarterback in the New York football Giants. Like, they have to be pitching themselves at times, thinking this is awesome. Not only is he out there playing, he's winning games for this Giants team. Like, yeah. All of it's amazing. I hear his his agent too is an absolute hustler. People respect that guy. Oh, yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's got yeah, more I, FaceTime than ever now. I know he's happy too. Who's that? The his agent? agent? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly pumped. But to be clear, a lot of agents get on camera. Oh yeah. Not all of them just command the attention of the camera oh, no. with the way they show up in their mocks. Mm-hmm. He's not fake either. This guy's real deal. Oh yeah, yeah. this is a real he deal. It's an honor. And there's a story going around, I guess, that he. Uh, what was the story up there in uh, in Massachusetts? Yeah, so allegedly he was a uh, used to be a wide receivers coach for a high school oh, team, yeah. St. John's Prep, small school, Catholic school up north in Mass. Then he also was training people in his basement, and he has a lot of the players from like the local area who aren't you know the starting quarterbacks, but those like third string guys who play, you know, on multiple teams. He's got essentially like a monopoly on those guys. Those, those are his boys. <laughs> used to that. be a wide receiver too. Yeah, he used to play wide yeah. receiver. Yep. He did look like he had a little athleticism. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. got some wiggle. Oh yeah. It's a real moxie. I, I'm happy about the story. I'm pumped about it. Congrats to the Giants. Sorry to the Packers. Yeah, it happens. Dolphins lose to the Titans. You picked the Titans plus 14. I think everybody was. I had to fade you due to the standings of the weekend. You go ahead and win this week against the spread. We'll talk about Vrabes and that Titans team and the Dolphins going forward at a later time. Because right now we have an incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're getting a chance to chat with a guy who is an incredibly successful coach at Temple. What? At Baylor. Why? So successful at Baylor. Hey, yep. listen, college game day was down there. Oh, yeah. The eyes of the world were on Baylor. And the reason why we know how successful he was because an NFL owner flew their asses to Waco, Texas.
Okay. Yep. And said, uh, what's all here? Well, Dr. Pepper, I think, was founded here. Mm -hmm. There's some other stuff that happened. Magnolia Farms. Yes. Magnolia Farms with Chip and that Joanna Gaines. Right. The other thing you were And then there was yeah. something else that happened way back in the day. But bingo. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> we're going to the head coach uh, to sign him to the biggest deal that has ever been kind of public in the NFL, the head coach. That's how big his brain was. He goes to Carolina. It doesn't work out. Will anybody work out in Carolina? We mm. have no idea. Now he's back at Nebraska, leading the Cornhuskers in a brand new era of college football and Big Ten football. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach Matt Rule. Hey, What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for waiting through the technical difficulties. That's 100% my fault. I do apologize for making you wait. How are you, coach? How's life? We feel good back in college ball again? Back on the 24-7 grind of college football? Man, I, I, I love it. I love, uh, I, love, I love game days in college. Um, recruiting's gotten a little different now. Now you're now you're recruiting uh, your team, another team, <laughs> high school kids. So it's a little different recruiting, but 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 the the players are awesome. You know they're they're all here for the right reasons, man. It's been a lot of fun, and Nebraska is a special place. Go ahead, AJ. Coach, how do you find those those players that are right like a, a good fit for you and your program? We're always hearing about yeah, you got to worry about people entering the portal and all of that. But how do you now, especially with how recruiting is? How do you know like, now that you're back in the college game? Do you look at it any differently than you did before? Yeah, I think I think you have to. I think you have to uh, find players that are coming here for the right reasons. Um, I don't think you can recruit them. You can't do a sales job. Um, you have to tell them exactly what it's going to be like. I think nowadays, uh, young people want transparency. They want to know what it's going to be like. Um, and so you better you better just keep it very real with them. Tell the parents. Tell them this is what it's going to be like here. Uh, have conversations and relationships with them. Like the, the, the gone are the days of like you show up and there's five other linebackers. You know, and you're like they're they're going to know every player that you're talking to, and it's it's what it should be. Be honest, um, and I think when you find that, when you find someone that really wants to be at Nebraska, you take them, and uh, you know you you have them for four or five years because it's hard to win with guys for only a year or two. Yeah, building a program is going to be tough, seemingly, in this modern transfer portal era. I think there's over a 1,000 guys in there right now, and you talked about how you got to recruit high school guys, other teams, and your own team. Each year, you kind of have to make sure people stay as Nebraska Cornhuskers. Sound like you're trying to recruit out of high school that way. Now, there's headlines being made right now about you having massive success Coming out of high school, congrats. Okay. Here you go, Matt. Congrats. Hey, you're not allowed to talk about it, I don't think. I know the NCAA has really strict rules that are all really good and fair. You're not allowed to talk about it. And then also Transfer Portal, there's big conversation happening about you. How involved in all of that? How much are you preparing for the future with Transfer Portal guys, like for two years, potentially signing a free agent first, building the roster? And like, how, how do you kind of balance the modern day of college football recruiting now that you're back in it and expected to be great in college football. I, I think each team's different. I think for us, we'll be like 90% high school and high school recruiting and high school development. It's it's kind of who we are. I mean, when you, when you win at a place like Temple, when you win at Baylor, you like getting guys in and practicing them and developing them and, um, you know, and, and you want them to, you want them to want to stay. So, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll augment it with a player here, a player there, someone maybe you have a connection to or a relationship with, but, um, even even in my time in the NFL, both as an assistant at the Giants and then our time in Carolina, it was really important to me. Like in Carolina, like I wanted to re-sign Christian McCaffrey. I wanted to re-sign DJ Moore. I wanted I wanted to be the guy that was taking care of his own guys in the locker room, not always going outside the locker room. And I think at this level, it's important to me that our locker room knows that you know what uh, the coach cares about them. He's not always you're not going to bust your tail for three years and all of a sudden the coach is going to bring someone in ahead of you. Um, so that, that, that's really important to us. Try to do as much high school as possible, but 
when the time comes and you can get a difference maker, like you better go get them. And uh, there's some out there. Yeah. And how do you, you said, uh, we have your press conference actually two weeks. It was a big deal for me because I too, now you've been in a long time, but I'm getting like baptized in college football. I obviously followed college football and like knew what teams were good and everything like that. But I grew up in Pittsburgh. So like I didn't fully understand college football as a whole. And then now we're in this massive transition era. So this press conference that you had just a couple of weeks ago was like very eye opening, I think for me and a lot of people about the state of college football. Here's you. Looking incredibly handsome, by the way, oh, yeah. from a few weeks ago. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. My favorite line in there. Not only the information, because that was certainly mm-hmm. information I think a lot of people were excited to learn because we hear the chatter. But basically when you say, so that's what, just so we know, like that is what life is. It was almost like you were explaining to people like, hey, this is what college football is right now. That, that really needed to be said. Thankful for that. Is there like just a slotted amount seemingly already made for different positions? And is there like, do you? Is there somebody that manages the amount of money that you, like how, it's professional, right? Mm-hmm. This is like professional ball all of a sudden. Yeah, well, you know, and and I, I took some people were not happy with me. I've had some other college coaches kind of get on me and say, "Matt, you know, you reset the market." Um, <laughs> but I do think it's important that people know, right? Because a, what what I'm afraid of is, you know, and like you know, like you said, I went to the NFL. I'm, I'm I, like, I don't care. I'll, I'm going to say what I think is right, and when people like it, they like it. They don't like it, they don't like it. Like I'm going to say what's happening, and um, at the end of the day. There are no contracts. There are no, this is, and Charlie Baker from the NCAA is trying to make it where the college is like, we can't even have the conversation with the players about the money. So now you have all throughout college football, you have players getting agents. Sometimes they're great agents, NFL agents. Sometimes they're not certified. There is, there's not, there's no like NFLPA regulating it. They're dealing with third parties for each school. Each school has a different amount. And um, it's, 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 there's no system to it. I had an NFL GM text me this week. And he was like, bro, how come you guys don't just make it binding? How come you guys – I said, I said, we can't even have a conversation or else we get in trouble. So it's them dealing with a third party. They can tell a kid, hey, you're going to get a million dollars, and then they can show – you can transfer from Nebraska, go somewhere else, and then they say, hey, you know what? We don't have that money anymore. And oh, by the way, once you transfer, you're stuck at the second school. So you actually get penalized. Like you get penalized for recruiting a kid out of high school. He can leave for more money somewhere else. But if he goes somewhere else, he's stuck there till he graduates. So there is no system, and I think it's important that people know that. I because you know what, some good Pat, some good coaches are losing their jobs, and some good programs are they're 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 building players up, and then players are leaving. And I'm all for players. Let me just say this: I'm all for players making money. Absolutely. I'm all for it. I just don't think you know people should be walking into your program and and offering a player on your roster money like that would. That would never happen in the NFL. Like you know, you got to trade it. You have there, you have you have rules. There's conversations that have to like. There's a little bit of like some morality to this entire thing. Yeah, and so I, I worry about the players. I mean, some players are going to get a lot, but a lot of players are going to enter the portal and end up with nothing. A lot of players are going to be told they're getting X, Y, and Z and get nothing. And at the end of the day, not everyone goes to the NFL. So I think we have to have the conversation about it. We have to talk about it and not talk about it to get rid of it. Just man, like make make it competitive and make it real.
Yeah, and the issue is it would have to be collectively bargained is what everybody says. So who becomes the players' union? Who represents them? Because those people have to be good. But what really legitimately sound person that is a good business person wants to take that job Mm -hmm. instead of what they're currently doing? Like, it is – it's almost – Seemingly looking ahead, I've thought about this a lot too because I feel like NIL deals are a lot in the world that we live in. And like, I'm a former player who has always been like, hey, Pat White deserved to get paid whenever he was at West Virginia. Steve Slayton deserved to get paid whenever he was at West Virginia. I watched a couple guys build up an entire campus, like change an entire university over a four year run, pretty much. And they didn't see any of it. And it was like, so I've been pretty wide open about it. But it's like to sign up and do that would be a tall or an mm-hmm. impossible task almost. It, it's like, it's an interesting time here because how everybody agrees that there's a problem. I think everybody. Every coach we've had on, every commissioner that we've had come on, and I'd assume players that are getting screwed and fucked with, for the first time in their life, realizing that these deals aren't real, they probably would like there to be some sort of binding guidelines in this entire thing. But how's it happened, Coach? Have you thought about that? Have you have you given a take on how we figured out? Because I don't know what the answer is, and I've tried to figure out what it would be. I think, and I, as I said, Charlie Baker at the NCA mentioned this week about letting schools pay the money themselves. Because to your point, Pat White and Steve Slayton would have ended that year, and they would have had every school in the country saying, hey, come play here. We got guys playing at three schools now. You know, you got guys playing seven years. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about any one situation. I'm talking about in general. Um, There's guys playing you know, like, yeah, like uh, eight I, years. They, yeah. 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 They, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have, they would have been, they would have had a lot of temptation to leave West Virginia. And, and again, every situation is a little different, but like, I think the school should have the opportunity to engage in communication and negotiations. Like, like, in a, you know, you're in the NFL. You're, you, what does your agent take? 3%, 4%. Max three. You know, yeah, three percent, right? So these guys, you know, because it's marketing, because it's nil, but guys are giving away twenty percent of what they make, and to, to agents that are working with. And so now you're talking about twenty percent after taxes, which is really like thirty five percent. You know, I, I, you know, who's helping? You know, who's helping these guys? We're really lucky in Nebraska. We have an amazing collective eighteen ninety. Like they do, they, they they do tax work with the kids. They 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 help them with all the, all these things because they. People don't understand capital gains. I don't even understand. No way. I couldn't even commit to it. So so I I just think there's a a way bigger thing out there that's gonna happen. And right now people have COVID years. People this is all gonna change in a couple years. And there's gonna be a bunch of guys as 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 the numbers go down, there's gonna be a bunch of guys that went in the portal, they're gonna have to walk on somewhere. And um I just think at the end of the day, like we should be fighting for players and we're fighting for players to make money, but also not to not to get screwed along the way. And uh, I think there's, I think letting the schools be involved. You, like, I didn't take this job till they handed me a contract. Well, I'm pretty sure I saw your deal, Pat. You're talking about my deal at, at Carolina. I saw your deal. No, I'm sure you guys signed nobody's a contract. No one has seen right? my deal. Yeah, no, people think they've seen my deal. They have. <laughs> They have not, you know, they have not, <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Yes, you're not doing that until we have a, a gr- like, hey, who's paying? When are we paying? How's the money coming? What do I have to do? What do you have to do? What's expectations? Okay, now here we go. And then there's lawsuits that come on the other side if the, either side doesn't hold up the end of the bargain. Now, nobody wants to sue anybody. You hope to get into business with each other for good reason for a long time, want to be great partners. But in college football, we've seen there's over a thousand shit doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Some Sometimes. And it's like, what happens all that? I haven't even thought about that entire narrative of like deals not being paid. And then those agents that are taking 20%, where do they go? Oh, they got another client, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And uh, 
What a scene. What a scene in there right now. Go ahead, comment. The kid from Florida last year who plays D-line with oh. the Bears now, his deal was 25% of his career earnings for the rest of his life. Jesus. Hey, Coach, we'll figure it out, dude. Come on. Figure, <laughs> hey, figure it out. And it's, let's, uh, let's skip that whole conversation, though. Let's get past that. Let's talk about your team now. How do we feel? How do we feel about the team? We got to feel pretty good after the first year, right, with where Nebraska had been. And obviously, I think what I've learned from movies and watching on the Internet and watching games, great fan base yeah. over there in yeah. Nebraska, right? Bro, it's, it's, it's outrageous. Like, I've never been somewhere where they are, the people are in the stands to watch warm-ups. Like they're, 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 the the stadium is full forty five minutes before the game because they want to they appreciate their Cornhuskers so much they want to watch all the players warm up and they stay till the end and so you know we had we had we had a fun year man we were up and down we were five and three at one point we lost the last four all by a field goal or an overtime we got it we got a great young team we'll be a team I believe in the in the coming years that everyone in college football is going to have to deal with and uh, I think it's great what's happening with the Big Ten. You know, we're, we're, we're a national brand now. We're like, you know, we're like the, a mini NFL. I mean, we're going, we go from Oregon and Washington, USC to Penn State Rutgers. And then here we are in the middle of the country, just kind of sneaky, quiet, <laughs> with an amazing fan base, elite facilities. We can, we can fly wherever we want to recruit. Um, I think we'll be pretty good. Okay, I love that. That's probably the reason why you took the gig, right? Because a lot of places want a Matt Rule whenever you're out of the Carolina Panthers back in college because of your success. I assume you experience all those things whenever you're doing your interviews and in, in sites? Yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, it wasn't cool to get fired. That, that wasn't fun not to get fired in the middle of the season, but I, it gave me time. So my wife and I, we flew out here. We, you know, we flew out here on a game day weekend. We we wanted to see the town. You know, I, I didn't have a great picture of what Nebraska was going to look like. like. I thought maybe like a campus and, you know, some farms and, you know, a small little town. I got here, man. It's a huge, huge city. I mean, not huge, a really nice sized city. I drive 45 minutes to Omaha. It's unbelievable. Uh, country concerts, college world series, unbelievable. Jeez, you so fell in Ju- love. Julie and I, yeah. Well, Julie and I were like, you know what? Like, like we wanted to raise our kids somewhere nice with nice people. Um, these people here are nice. We want to live in, you know, in the middle of the country in the Midwest, good, good values, good people, good everything. And, uh, Trev Alberts was a former football player, the AD here. And when you have a guy that understands what it takes to win in the office above you, you have a chance to win. And I've learned that. I've learned, like, I have to have a great partner. And uh, Trev, Trev's a great partner. So I, I said, hey, let's do it. And I've loved every minute of it since I got here. Congratulations on finding a home. Now, Ty has a question for you on that note. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned, you know, in like a couple years, hey, I think the whole country is going to realize like Nebraska is kind of a team to be reckoned with. And as an Iowa alum and an Iowa fan, like right when you got hired, I was like, oh, shit, Nebraska is going to be good again in a couple years. So I'll, I'll echo that sentiment. But to what you said and like you look at Nebraska's fan base, like granted they haven't been good for a while now, but in terms of being like a blue blood national program, you know, like they expect to win. How and considering what you've done at Baylor and Temple, how long like do you estimate like it takes to actually kind of like rebuild the program and get guys in who you know you're going to be able to compete in the Big Ten every single year, especially when you know like that allure to just go in the transfer portal and get guys right away and and try to turn around in one season? Like how how long would you guess like it actually takes to go from where you guys are at right now to where you want to be where you're contending for Big Ten championships? You know, it took us it took us three years at Temple and it took us three years at Baylor. So when I got here, I thought, you know, we, we would be relevant the first year. And I hoped in, you know, year three, year two, year three, year four, that we would be contending. Um, the, the, the unique thing with the portal is 
um, a lot of other coaches, and I mean this with the greatest of respect, they left another job. They were in another college job, and so they brought part of their team with them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I left Carolina. I didn't get to bring Brian Burns. I didn't get to bring Stephon Gilmore. I didn't get to bring Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, I wasn't bringing anyone that was playing for me. But, you know, you look at you look at the great job that, you know, like Coach Sanders has done at Colorado and obviously bringing his son and bringing Travis Hunter. And, you know, he brought great players with him. You know, Lincoln, who was a great friend of mine, goes to USC. He takes Caleb Williams with him. You know, we just came in and we started, you know, we started differently. So we just said, you know what, let's do it like we did at Temple and Baylor. Let's recruit young players. Let's play them. Um, you know, we, uh, we, 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 fe we felt like we would be in every game this year. You go back and look at it. We were in every game. You know, we lost five game five games by three points or less. You know, we got beat up by Michigan. Michigan got after us, and and uh, Colorado got away from us. But we'll, we'll we'll be in every game next year again, I believe. I love that thought of building it because you love coaching, I assume, right? That's probably – you just love coaching. I love coaching. You know how proud I am? Like, how proud I am when I turn on the NFL and I see, like, Deion Dawkins and Tyquan Thornton and Tyler Matikiewicz and, uh, you know, Jalen Petrie, who was, like, a no-star recruit, who was the only guy left over at Baylor, and he's one of the dominant safeties in, for the Texans now. And – um, I love that. I love that relationship with the players. And so, you know, when I got fired in Carolina, two things happened. Um, a couple of the players on the team came over to my house afterwards, which normally doesn't happen in the NFL. And but what else, the second thing that happened was a bunch of my old college guys that I had coached. It was almost like I was dead. Like they were eulogizing <laughs> me. They were like, coach, man, this is what you meant to me. And I was like, bro, I'm not dead. I just got fired. But but it was like, you know, what? I'm getting back into college because I, we're talking about the portal. But Young people still need adults and they need coaches to believe in them and push them and help them. And, you know, we first you know, we, we need to we need to have first generation kids go to college and graduate. And we need all kinds of things to happen that isn't always being talked about. But we're going to try to win at the highest level and still make sure guys get an education and make sure guys lead, lead good lives. And you know what? If we do that, we're doing something right. And, uh, you know, coaches probably change your guys lives at some point, oh, yeah. you know, good or bad. We just want to be one of the good ones. Yeah, hey, there has been bad, obviously, but yeah. the good ones do affect your life forever. I love the thought. We haven't brought it up yet, you know, because you're at Nebraska. You never going back to the NFL? You think never? I, I, you know, the hardest thing about being an NFL head coach coming from college is that you're coming from college. Like I would do, like you know, you start off and you do something, and they're like, "Oh, this college guy." Even though you, even though you took it from Coach Coughlin, who's a Hall of Famer, you're like, "That guy's." I mean, I, I uh, Pat Stewart, who I think AJ might know from Ohio State. Pat had been at. Had it been in New England, he'd be like, hey, this is a great idea. Or Matt Lombardi would be like, hey, we did this with uh, Brian Flores, and you do it. And everyone's like, oh, this college guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not my idea. But, you know, you know, I mean, I hit it a really weird time. And I came in. COVID was really hard because they didn't really know me. I hadn't, yeah, and so all of a sudden I show up, and I'm a college guy, new staff, and, and we're, we're meeting over a Zoom call. Like that last year, um, you know, I was already on my way out. But I was really proud about the guys. The guys battled, and you know, and and so. Um, but I don't think I think I think this is where I'm supposed to be, man. I think I'm supposed to be in college. I, I love this, and uh, I'll just I'll just hopefully turn out a bunch of pro players from Nebraska and watch uh, watch uh, watch great coaches like you know Kevin O'Connell and Sean McVay do their thing at that level. Yeah, and raise your kids out there. Go watch a volleyball game, a women's mm -hmm. volleyball game in front of a sold out stadium, and then go see Luke Combs at night, Ooh. and then just probably low taxes, <clears throat> if I had to guess. Yep. Yeah, live, yeah. live out there. You haven't seen anything until you've seen Husker volleyball, and they play this Thursday. They're uh, they're outrageous. They're they're such amazing athletes, and yeah, you know, to your point, it's pretty cool. I have two, I have ten and eight year old daughters, man, and I I take them to the women's volleyball game. I take them to the women's basketball game, the men's basketball game. There's something about being on a college campus 
that's pretty cool. And, and yes, the taxes are pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. and there's great concerts, man. Old Dominion and Chase Rice this past weekend came to town. So we always have something good going in Nebraska. Chase Rice, good luck to your North Carolina Tar Heels in the Mayo Bowl, pal. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. time we met at that particular stadium, Chase Rice played his last football game. They win? No, they lost to West Virginia Mountaineers. Oh, okay. Yeah, by one. You know what I mean? By <laughs> oh, one. is that right? Yeah, it was a good time. Anyways, AJ has a question for you, Coach. Coach, after uh, your time in Carolina, was did you give any thought to maybe taking a year off? I know Coach is Coach. You want to get right back into it, but what was your thought po- process after that? Yeah, I was absolutely, uh, AJ, going to take a year off. Um, I uh, I was tired. You know, I was, I was beat up. And I was like, hey, I'm going to take my time and find the right job. And uh, I think two things happened. I got fired so early that I had the rest of that year, which was almost kind of like a year off. And uh, like my wife and I traveled, we went to Ireland, man. We first bar we sit down and I'm like, I just want to be away. The, 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 the gentleman walks up to the bar, you know, we order two Guinness and he's like, are you Matt rule? I'm like, Oh my gosh, man. Was like, he was like, he's like, I love the red zone. I'm a jets fan. And, you know, and it, it, I mean, it was just, it was just like, you know what? I'm a coach, man. Let's go back. Let's get back to work. But I wouldn't have taken any job. Um, I wasn't going to coach. I was going to take, a year, you know, on my contract, I had to find a job. So I knew I had to honor my contract and um, I wasn't just going to take any job though. And, and Nebraska came open, as I said, Trev, and it's one thing to go to a school that's never done it before and try to be the first to win a championship. Every day I walk through this building, I walk by five national championship trophies. Dang. You know, I, it's another thing to get a place back to where it was. I walk by three Heismans. I go out to practice and I have, I have, you know, Frank Solich and Tom Osborne at practice watching. I got Eric Crouch and Tommy Frazier. I mean, it's a pretty cool place, so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have coached had it not been for this. Um, but yeah, I, I really thought about taking a year. Um, but you know, my, this is what I do. I'll, I'll do this till I die. Guinness, we're beer. Beer is that? That's the, we'll go to Guinness Beer. Is that what we're drinking? Yeah, it, it, I, if I'm if I'm in Pittsburgh, I'm going to have an icy light. Oh. If I'm there, I'm going to have a Guinness. Um, I, I'm, I believe in I believe in regional beers. Living. I believe in. I'm at Eastern PA. I'm going to go get a, have a yingling. I believe in, you know, yeah. sampling what's what's happening, you know, where you are. What's there in Nebraska? Well, they got some corn IPA. Yuck. Yeah, there, there, there's some good things. I, I, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to like. anything out because I don't want to get in trouble here. Um, I don't want one one brewery mad at me. What I will say is there's elite bourbons here. You, you have access here to some of the best bourbons. So if you like to slip on a little bourbon every once in a while. It's a great place to come. Yeah, sounds like I mean, you're selling the shit out uh, of this thing. Yeah. Getting the job. Darius has a question for you. Yeah, uh, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get game day soon. Hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, Say that one more time. You weren't on the camera there. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get, we had game day at Temple. We had game day at Baylor. We'll get nice. game day here soon. Okay. Hell right. yeah. Clip. Boom. Bang. <laughs> Let's go. When this happens, you know, in the next year or so. Pretty sweet. It'll be a sweet clip. It's like. This fucking Matt Rule guy. He knew. <laughs> he knew what yep. was going to happen. I'm sorry. Go ahead, D-Butt. Now, Matt, uh, I got a question. You obviously have uh, been into some, a few different colleges and obviously had a head coaching job as well in the NFL. How uh, similar or different are those interviews during that process uh, on, on, in NCAA and in the NFL? Yeah, they're, they're, that's a great question, man. Because I, you know, I think in my time, uh, before I took the Panthers job, I had interviewed for like two or three jobs the previous couple of years. And so each one was a little different. You know, some it's an owner, some some use a search firm. Um, you know, the, the the jobs are so different. So much of the NFL is economics. It's money. It's, you know, how are we going to allocate this? How are we going to allocate that? How are you going to work with the GM? I really, you know, people don't understand, like to me, the salary cap uh, person is as important as the GM. So a lot of it focused kind of on those things. 
Um, as in college, you know, your conversations are about recruiting, about academics, about discipline. You know, you certainly didn't worry about academics and really even discipline in the NFL. So it was much more of a, hey, you know, is there something special we're going to do here? Like if you're in Indianapolis, hey, are we going to play fast and have great pass rushers try to get a lead and because we're playing in the Dome? Or, hey, if we're playing in Green Bay, are we going to play a little differently, you know, with the weather? So there's there's a little bit of that, I think. But a lot of it to me is the NFL is about player acquisition and player retention. And it's 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 all economics. It's about it's about who's willing to pay the sign and bonuses, who's willing to trade, you know, who's going to make the right moves. And so a lot of that was you talking with the owner, talking with the GM at all these places about how do you see it? How do they see it? How, you know, and so um, yep. it's, it's a little bit different, you know, still your core philosophy, maybe, but a little bit different in terms of the actual like do's and don'ts. You said something in your answer uh, about the interview process and drinking and somebody calling you out. You said because your contract one year you had to or something like you had to coach or you had to attempt to coach. Is that what? It, is that what? It, what? Yeah, I think you know, I think in all you know in, in all contracts, you know, if, if they're paying you multiple years, got it. And you know, if it, there's you have you usually have a duty to try to mitigate and go oh, find another job. Good so, business, try um, to do a good business. Yeah, you could, you know. So I, to me, it was really important to me that you know, hey, I wanted to coach. You know, the year before, I had some opportunities to go back to college with some really lucrative jobs, and you know, just in our discussions, you know, my family and I. You know, while it wasn't going great uh, in Carolina, I never wanted to quit. You know, I didn't want to be one of those coaches that just quit and ran. I didn't want to show my kids that. Like, my whole goal in Carolina, besides, you know, I wanted to win, obviously, and, you know, uh, win a championship. I wanted my son to finish high school, and uh, we weren't able to, you know, he's, he, he's actually living there. He doesn't live with us anymore. He's finishing high school his senior year there right now. Um, but, you know, so I wasn't going to quit. But there, there were some different things that happened. So when I got this job, I was like, you know what, I'm going to – I'm going to, uh, when I, when I got fired, I was always going to look for a job and just had to be a good one. And this was a great one. Yeah. It seems like you're building up a, a beautiful thing. Over there. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine yeah. he does a temple Baylor and then also Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So he walks past five national championships over there. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, those trophies got to look good. huh? Those are uh, yeah. That's got to look sweet. Pretty they look good. good bro. Yeah. I could imagine. I could imagine. That's good motivation. Uh-huh. Also, whenever the guys get in there, you said you didn't know much about Nebraska. I like to think of the thought of you and your wife, by the way, at Nebraska game with a hat on, just being like in the student mm-hmm. section, in the, in the <laughs> tailgate or something, being like, place pretty sweet, <laughs> pretty sweet. Well got good energy here. The whole, the whole thought of you building another, school back up to a place is like you'll go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time but like that is that's a big deal right i, I mean i don't know your age i don't know your age right. how old are you 48 yeah so 48 oh yeah you got what like another 30 years at least of coaching. i'm gonna coach for a long time i'll i'll um like like if i if i wouldn't have gotten a job i, I would have coached like a, i would have been a high school tight ends coach in charlotte so i'll, I'll always coach I, I i love kids i love i love young people so i'll always coach but I, you know, I think the big thing for me was it's not just winning. It's it's the way that we do it. And that's why Nebraska was important to me because Nebraska believes in player development. They, you know, they were when when Coach Osborne and Coach Devaney had this place rolling and then Coach Solich, it was, you know, they were the leaders in the weight room. They were the leaders in really sports science. They were the first ones to have a study hall, a training table. Like they were the Georgias and Alabamas of that day. And so we came back. And I'll be honest, I was very blessed to to be around Christian McCaffrey because my time with Christian, I learned more about sports science, more about recovery than I ever could have. And we came here and we took out a bunch of recruiting stuff and we put in, I mean, our our our, our building here is state of the art and it's state of the art for development. And so I, to me, it's about, it's about, I, I want us to win, but I want us to win in a way that honors the state of Nebraska and honors college football, where it's not a quick fix, where we're where we're recruiting high school kids and developing them and growing them. And if we can do that, then it's three places that we went to 
and it's not me. It's all the whole staff that's with me. You know, I got 13 former players working for me in different areas, you know, from Carolina to Temple to Baylor. So to me, it's about like, hey, we went to three places and we left them better than we found them and we built them from the ground up. And so I'm proud of Temple. I'm proud of Baylor. And I love what we're doing here so far. Um, we just got to we just got to get over the hump and, and, and get to where we're winning championships. 13 X players tells me the players love playing for you. Yeah. you know, once you find your people, you got the people that want to stay in there. And if they can make a living off of continuing to do it, yeah. you're a good man for that entire thing. AQ has a question for you, coach. Coach Roll, what's up? Uh, got a big it's question. A I, was, I was a little offended that you didn't mention offensive line. You mentioned Scott Frost or Eric Crouch and Tommy <laughs> Frazier, all these former guys, skill guys coming out to watch practice. You have offensive and defensive linemen scattered all over the NFL from everywhere you've coached in college. You just re-signed Rayola to us, an extension coaching on Who's the that? offensive line. What's his name? Uh, Rayola. What's that, Coach Rayola? Coach Rayola, yeah. He has a pretty good lineage of, uh, yeah, quarterback in his family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. That. Anyways, he's offensive anyways, line coach. Anyways, he's the offensive line coach. Got it. How important is that for you to build up Nebraska among the offensive and defensive lines? Yeah, it, it's the heartbeat of of it's the heartbeat of this place, and it's the heartbeat of how you have to play here. Like, um, I would say, AQ, there's there's two quarters a game in most games where the wind is 25 miles an hour in your face, no. or 15, 25 miles an hour in your face, and so like we're not, you know, I watch, you know, you portal, you're watching kids in Texas, you're watching kids in Florida, like it's 26 degrees and the and the wind's blowing right at you, so you better be able to line up and stop the run, and you better be able to line up and run the football. And, in the heyday of Nebraska, obviously defense, the black shirts, and obviously the offensive line, the pipeline. And those guys, you know, those guys obviously come around. Brendan Stye, so many of them, they, you know, he, he works here. They, 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 they care about the program, but we have to be able to run the football. In our, in our first year, you know, we were, we, I think we were first or second in the league, in the league in rushing. Uh, we, we, we fixed our run defense. We were one of the top two or three run defenses, whereas the year before had been the last. So there are such big people out here in the Midwest. You know, to me, it's about, getting them here, getting them in a strength program. And we want to walk out on the field and you to know that that's Nebraska. Like, like, Oh, they're all six foot six, 315 pounds. They got abs. They, that, like, that's what Nebraska football is. And so look at me talking about abs, but that's what Nebraska <laughs> football is. So, you know, we want to be that, you know, your temple team. Remember? Oh yeah. I mean, your Baylor team too, but the that, whole, yeah. that temple team, I got to see a couple of the, of them. Uh, um, they were all mm-hmm. six, three, four, four, Absolutely stropped. Jeez. Just like won the game before the game even. Like, look on the field. It's like, oh, that team. What are those? What is that? That team is huge. You. That is a goal for you. That is something that you actually like. Hey, we need studs here. We need to make them though in the weight room and everything like that because eighteen to twenty-two is quite a development stage for the human body. So that is a focus of yours. Okay, I, I, that makes sense now. Thinking back to the teams that you've had. Yeah, so much of recruiting is like who, who matured early. But, you know, you, you look at the, those teams you said at Temple, like, you know, Hassan Reddick walked on. And Hassan did it all himself. I don't take credit for Hassan Reddick. But Hassan went from a walk-on to a first-round draft pick in the weight room, in the way that we practice. Deion Dawkins, you know, we Deion, you know, starting left tackle with the Buffalo Bills, someone I'm really proud of. Like, he had just gotten dropped by Cincinnati, had nowhere to go, and we stopped at his house. And we were like, you know what? It was like a, it was like a romantic comedy. I walked out of the house, and I stopped. And I walked back in. I said, you have a scholarship, you know, be there, be there Sunday. It was like Friday. I said, be there Sunday. And he showed up and now he's making millions of dollars in Buffalo and impact in the community. So like that was that type of place, man, where you had to, you had to build your team in the weight room and you had to build your team on the practice field. And again, that all goes back like that team after we won 10 games in 2015, 
would have been hard to keep together in 2016. You know, they would have had guys would have had offers from all over the country nowadays. They come play for us, uh, play for us now in 2023. So, but I was proud of those guys. And so when I came here, we said Nebraska will want the type of team that we had at Temple. Defense, run the ball, play great special teams. And that's what we're going to try to do. Yeah, you talked about 26 mile an hour win. Ain't no punter or kicker signing up to go there. <laughs> nope. Gonna have to get a real mentally tough guy. Gonna have to get a real man. Hey, I'm pulling for you. You'll find him. You'll find him. Connor has a question for you, coach, about making people run through a damn wall. Yeah, coach, one of my favorite parts of this college football season was waiting for that Sunday or Monday release video of you getting the mm-hmm. boys ready to play. I think you, you're like McGuire in the 90s, just hitting bombs every week without for the your ster- team. Without the, without the, the steroids. BDs, yeah. Although, who, who knows? But we don't know. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He might be squatting 800 pounds, but uh, how how do you plan those? Or, or is that something that you go into the week like, hey, I got to start thinking of things I'm going to say to the boys to get them all revved up? Because I think it was a three and a half minute speech you gave once where it was about, you know, mothers and people who yeah. have helped your team kind of get to where they are. And I don't know if it was like a team mom at the end, but it was someone who clearly didn't swear very often. And she might've said a swear and you guys muted it and the team went ballistic, but what goes into those? And did you ever try to do one of those at Carolina and they just didn't really hit because it was the NFL? Yeah, you know, I, I certainly don't do that every week. I, I, I don't plan it. I, I kind of go with what hits me. and I kind of go with, you know, how I feel. And, you know, the obviously the NFL is a little different because the season's longer. But, you know, even you you watch Hard Knocks, you hear people talking with passion sometimes and energy sometimes. And, you know, um, we were at a point this year, like that that game was really special to me. Um, you know, my mom's a breast cancer survivor. My wife, Julie, lost her mom to breast cancer. So, you know, Julie invited all the moms, grandmoms, aunts, sisters to line the, the tunnel on the way out to the field. And, um, you know, we're a young team. We're trying to figure out how to win. You know, nowadays everything gets evaluated. Guys are nervous about making a mistake. And, and I just wanted them to, like, I wanted them to recognize because you sit guys in a room and then we all look at each other like, well, you know, I'm white. He's African-American. I'm old. He's young. I'm from the East Coast. You're from the – we find all the stuff that divides us. You start saying, like, hey, who, who, whose mom had cancer? Whose dad had cancer? Whose grandmother? And guys start raising their hands. And what we find out is that your worst day was also my worst day. And it's not about from that point on what divides us about. It's about what unites us. And so for me, that was a way to honor all those moms. It was a way for me to honor my mom and for me to honor Julie and her mom. And um, what was great about Mrs. Piper was her son, uh, Ethan, uh, tore his knee up every ligament in his knee the week before mm. and couldn't be at the game. And as we were marching into the stadium, we saw her. I said, hey, would you please come down with us? And she came down and uh, she got the boys ready to go. And uh, we went out and we won that game, man. So, but yeah, I I, I don't ever plan it. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, like sometimes they might fall a little bit flat. Sometimes maybe they hit with the guys, but I want it to always be authentic. And I want it to always be real because players know if you're fake and they know if it's real. And that 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 game meant a lot to me. And I will say this, I've had more people reach out to me uh, who've had loved ones uh, harmed by cancer, who have someone in the throes of it. And for them to think about like, hey, you know what, like it's not, it's it's me every day of my life honoring the ones that I love who are battling cancer by the way that I do things for me to be a weapon and not just, I think um, that, that if we did anything good this year, that was kind of a cool moment. And, you know, it wasn't about me, it was about our team, it was about the moms. Mega viral. Mm-hmm. Great message. That's a good thing. I appreciate you letting whoever let that out out, you know, because that's a decision that has to be made as well, especially in the modern era. What what does, doesn't deserve to get out? What should get out? What helps the team? What helps the world, though? And you let us in yeah. on a little bit of that. We appreciate that, Coach, genuinely. Thanks, Go ahead, AJ. Thank you. 
Coach, what's it like going into someone's house, say, when they're 16, 17 years old, you're recruiting them, and then bringing them into your program and watch them develop and become a starter, say, make plays, go to the NFL and kind of develop as a man? I would imagine as a coach, that's what you're, you definitely miss that in the NFL game, but in college, kind of mold these guys and help them in this pivotal part of their life. Like, what is that like for you as a coach? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's vital. You said something there that was really important to me too, is go into their homes, you know, like, um, I go into every, you know, when you, when you start recruiting, I try to go into every person's home if I can, because I, you know, I want to see their home and I want to see what's important to them. And, you know, we recruit people all over the country. One thing you learn is there's great people everywhere. And, you know, my wife, and, and you know, she did this in the NFL every Thursday night. Uh, it was Friday night in the NFL. She has a different position group over to our house. And at the end of the day, like the players love nothing more than hearing Julie, you know, I'm the head coach, hearing Julie yell at me and call me Matthew. And they all think it's nuts. And, I mean, even the NFL, man, I had, I mean, I had, I had Stefan Gilmore sitting on my couch, playing with my dogs, hanging out with my kids. I mean, like life's about people. And so I like that part of it and seeing where guys are from. And the thing that's cool about college, AJ, is not everything goes like this. Not everything's like a linear equation, right? Like you go through ups and downs, highs and lows and guys, you know, they, they hit a pitfall. They hit a distraction. Something's going on at home. And we've always wanted to be the staff that helps them through that. And, you know, I tell them right now, like, hey, guys, don't worry about what you're doing as a freshman. Let's worry about as a senior, if you have a degree, if you won a championship, if you're going off to the NFL, if you're going to be a doctor, like, let's worry about that. And that's what I struggled with in the NFL was you build this great relationship with somebody and then the GM walks in the end's like, hey, we need to let them go. And all of a sudden, boom, it's transaction. They're gone. And maybe they're back on Tuesday. And that's just not me. I mean, that's just that's just not who I am. I like having those connections with guys. And so. I obviously did it and I didn't always do it right because it was so hard for me. And so I like this. I like watching those guys grow and develop. I like, you know, I'm starting to get to the age now where I'm starting to offer guys that I coached as a young assistant. I'm offering their kids now. Oh, and so, oh yeah. 48, oh, yeah. 48. 48, you know, you know, they, they had, they had a kid at 21, 22 and yeah. here we go now. So. Oh, it's over. Trust me to coach them because I coached them. To me, that's that's pretty cool if we can do it right. We don't always do it right, but we do the best we can. A lot of trust there from the players to you whenever they're freshmen. And you say, let's worry about what happens senior year because, you know, we're just uh, – it seems like in 2023 it's vastly different. You know, it feels like this year from what we've heard and what the national narrative is about college football right now, it's not about, hey, two, three years from now. It's about right, right – hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now, which leads to this from Tone, which is a wild thing. Yeah, Coach, I don't know if you've had to deal with it yet or if you've planned on how you would deal with it. Like, have you had any players like 19, 20-year-olds who come into your office and say, hey, I want X amount of dollars or I'm going to hit the portal and I'm going to go try to find more money at a different place? <laughs> like, have you had to deal with that? How how do you deal with that? Like, if you let them go out and bring them back, if they don't find it, like, what's this, what's the process there? Yeah, man, it's I, so I've definitely dealt with it. I've had guys come in and I've really had guys say to me like, "Hey, coach, so and so from such and such schools reached out. You know, they've got this amount of money, or the quarterback from this school, because a lot of it's going through like the quarterbacks are doing. Hey, this quarterback from this school has offered me this amount. And sometimes when the amounts are like it's eight hundred thousand dollars, I'm like, bro, you should take that. That's <laughs> a lot of money. Like, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's that's fantastic. Um, I just try to make sure that they understand. Like, hey, guys, listen. Like going back to what we talked about. Words are words, you know, once you transfer, you're locked in there, you know, and I'm really proud of the fact, you know, we went five and seven, it's year one, you know, we had one guy go in the portal the first day, you know, wanted to go down and play FCS football. We had another guy, two other older guys went in the portal and because um, they want to be starters. I mean, we, we haven't lost anybody. And I think it's because, I hope it's because 
the things we've talked about, you know, hey, being the team that's trying to develop guys, trying to help guys, I, th- I hope that they feel that way. And so, as I said, we have a great collective. We have a great NIL set up. Um, guys want to be here. They like being at Nebraska. But, yeah, that's definitely the real world now. That's definitely the real world now. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, you can time it any time you want. You can hit free agency, and you can go out and test the market. Um, I, I don't mind if a player says, Coach, I'm a backup for you. Can I go in the portal and see if there's a place I can start? I've let guys, if guys are going to go out and see, you know, hey, coach, can I see if I get more money? I think they probably, they probably don't need to be here. But if, if it's, if it's because they want to play, I mean, I was a backup. I was a walk on at Penn State. I understand that. I, I'm always going to help guys if they want to play somewhere. Um, but we try to manage it just honestly and straightforward. And uh, thankfully, we haven't lost anyone. We are Penn. Stay. Can't say it. Can't do that anymore. No, nope. yeah, I saw me almost. Yeah, he was close. <laughs> I'm scotch ass. I'm scotch yeah. ass. <laughs> no, I, I love Penn State. I love Penn State. I love James Franklin, the AD at Penn State. Pat Kraft hired me at Temple. I love Penn State, but go Big Red. <laughs> that'll be a big one for you. You know, that'll be emotional in there. Mm-hmm. Hey, future of the Big Ten is changing, right? Everything's uh, every, oh. yeah, it's great. Do we like this? We wow. like this. We, there's no more divisions, right? We're kind of. What do you think? Yes, I, I, I um. I would love to see a day where it's like, you know, four teams in the Big Ten all play a playoff to determine the league champ, you know, and I think that the SEC did something similar. Oh. Um, I, I wish I, I just think college football like should get very – I think college football, A, I think we should have the same rules as the NFL. We should have a two-minute warning. Like, how are we playing college football and pro football and we have different hashes? It makes no sense to me. Like, down, by contact, down by contact, too. Down by contact. Down by contact is a tough thing to watch. Change it. Yeah, two feet. Tough. Yeah. I don't understand, like, no, no technology. Like, you know, we go to a high school game, they have huddle on the sidelines. They got iPads. We, you know, we're, we're holding up signs and boards. We don't have – so, I'm, and I think they're working on all this stuff. But I, college football, to me, could be really healthy if we got the same rules as the NFL. We implemented technology. And I think um, if as they go to the bigger playoff, I think it's going to be hopefully really good for football. Like, I'm, I'm up the other night till like, 1 o'clock in the morning watching Albany play whoever in I the know. FCS playoff. You know what I mean? I'm watching Furman the other night. I love Montana. college football. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. What a great I mean, what great games. And so I I I think the Big Ten will probably have this league will probably have four teams in there every year. You know, that's South Dakota State's world down there. Uh-huh. They've won twenty seven straight games, South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I gave the other team <laughs> that credit that stat up. I messed up bad there, but I Hey Pat, in my in my negotiations here, I was like, Hey, listen. Fred, I know you handle it, but can we keep the word Dakota out of our scheduling? I don't need to play it. <laughs> North Dakota, they, South Dakota. South Dakota State, those guys are tough, great coaches. I I respect the heck out of them. Man. Yeah, we don't need to be, you know, in those early weeks scheduling uh-uh. any potential, whoa, what was that? What are we doing? And also flying out there to the entire place, which is one of the weapons of Nebraska, getting there. But once you get there, you're going to fall in love with it. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for spending time with us. This is a great conversation. I assume you had numerous things you had to do, and we just blew right the fuck through it. <laughs> so that's on me. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Man, I love this. Thank you very much. I, I got a lot of family and friends that were like, when are you going to get on the show? When are you going to get on the show? This was, now my kids are going to think I'm cool today. So thank you. Me and AJ called, what was that, AJ? What are, that was the first time me and AJ were ever, I think. Baylor, Texas Tech, I believe we worked yeah. the game. Yep. Yeah, Baylor. Te- oh, with Cliff. Yeah, we actually talked to you. We interviewed you. Uh, we also Charlie talked, Brewer. Charlie Brewer. Charlie, man, what a football player! Oh. He had a jug of water with him, like yeah, a full he, thing. It was the whole the whole team was doing. We got a chance to really, yeah, dude, you were very kind to us, and you got a huge win. Yeah. Beat Cliff. That that that, that got us to bowl eligible year too. That, that was a huge that was a huge day, and 
Yeah, Charlie Brewer, a wonderful football player. He's still I love playing in college. He might. He yeah. He was playing like six <laughs> no, he's, years. He's done. No, he's done. He's done. I think he's probably, I think he's probably hopefully playing, trying to play in the XFL or USFL or kind of cool. They have those leagues now, so guys have a chance mm-hmm. to put some tape out there. But Charlie, man, he could play football. Certainly could. Just like a lot of the guys that you've recruited and brought into your programs. Good luck out there in Nebraska. Until the next time, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers football team, Matt Rule. Yeah, that was a long time. Long time. That was a good conversation. Yeah. Good conversation. I did not expect that. I At thought it was going to be a 10-minute conversation about that fucking press conference. Yep. And look yeah. what we did. Yeah. Well, that was a nice little surprise. Journalism. journalism. That is journalism. How about that? I feel like we just learned a lot about that guy. I'm big, Since the first day we talked to him down there at the Baylor, Texas mm-hmm. Tech thing, I've been a big fan all the way since. Remember he, he said something to us, and we were meeting with him the day before the game, and he said, like, he said, I'm like the least fun coach out there. He was, we were all talking about like music and different things, but he even said like, he was basically saying he didn't have, I think he may have changed, but he didn't have music and warmups back then. But then he said like, he said it in a way of like, yeah, but my guys get it and they have a lot of fun still. Like, yeah, he's I don't just, know. Was, he basically just loves ball. He, like he, yeah. uh, ball it's, coach. it's just yeah. ball. That's yeah. it. That's why him going to the Carolina Panthers, it was like an interesting little, will it work, will it not work? Because mm. the development of it all is really the big part that he seemed mm-hmm. to showcase today, obviously. Mm-hmm. The college coach thing is hilarious, though. He's like, I got all these ideas from NFL coaches, but because I'm a college He's on a Zoom team. call saying, yeah. all right, this is what I'm thinking. And guys just like, yeah. okay, bub. Never going to work, college guys. <laughs> yeah, I, that, works, that works against uh, Connor Campbell yeah, <laughs> playing, uh-huh. okay, linebacker. I don't, I don't know if that one's going to work for us, but this is the men's league. You're on a Zoom too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we can't even like brutal. Guys, there isn't even like an like. But come on, no, listen. This is what I'm trying to do. Not even a chance of that. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it. I, I got to unmute. Yeah. All right, yeah. Hold on. I, does anybody else have, before I and then somebody else starts talking? Yeah, I'll yeah. About, no, this is dumb. He's like, boy, guy. Uh, fuck, Brandon Staley, same way, right? Yeah. Didn't that end that how he started yeah. over there? Oh yeah, yeah. during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the hard knocks. I would like to see how many coaches that started during COVID make it. Man, it's a tough task. Tough task right there. You're trying to implement your culture without even being able to be around anybody. That had to be a pretty. Was MCDC the year after? Yeah, he was the year after. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how things would get changed too? Like day to day, they'd be like, oh, uh, everyone got sent home. Meetings are strictly virtual today. Like Mm -hmm. that would happen all the time as well to where, yeah, how how do you coach, especially being a new guy? That would have been very difficult. Very difficult to bring your culture in there. You would have had that would have been. It's like legitimately impossible. It feels like. Yeah, I, in, in your meetings, remember they're having meetings in parking lots. Yep. Where they would have a Madonna speaker. Yeah. Yep. On a microphone on their faces, and then your offensive line is potentially seventy yards away in the back of the room where speakers are sending the speech to. It's like. Mm-hmm. Are those motherfuckers paying attention back here? Ah, no. That's going <laughs> to be it. tough. That's going to be – now, obviously, the offensive line all pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Always in there. But you're like 30 yards away from the coach. Like it's That would be a tough way to build anything. Now he's back at college. He loves the Brad's Yeah, game. he yeah. loves it. He loves the Brad's. Did you mm-hmm. hear that? That's what I heard out of that whole thing. Yes, absolutely. Loves everything about it. It seems like he, he enjoys the recruiting part of it, too. And I understand they talk about how tough recruiting is, but – all the college coaches seem to kind of thrive on that. They, they compete with other coaches to try to get people. I think it's probably fun for them. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we got a lot to talk about Titans and Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got the road to the AFC number one seed and the road to the NFC number one seed graphics mm-hmm. that everybody would like to see. The whole thought of music's off. Music's back. There mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> 
The whole thought of a schedule being easy, though, I think is kind of bullshit. Because yeah. we see last night happen. No, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. Eight underdogs won this weekend. Yeah. Massive. It's a lot. It's a ton. So the schedule, whenever you look ahead, you're like, when, should, when, should, when. It's like, who the fuck knows? Yeah. We don't know. Nobody. You might lose five players in the first three minutes. Tommy Cutlets and Will Levis. That's well, what last night does. Yeah. yeah. That's what last night does. Yeah. Any given Sunday. Or- All right. We'll look at the road. Or Monday. Mm-hmm. Or. Saturday. Thursday. Saturday. Hey, or Saturday Friday. this weekend. So yeah. pumped. Super wild card weekend. Yeah. Me. We're Triple here. header. We're going to be at the second one. Mm-hmm. Good luck to your Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Gardner Minshew off a loss. You ever seen those stats? Undefeated. I assume, I assume they're terrible, but... Um, go look them up undefeated. if you haven't seen them. I thought he was like 0-14 or something like that. Yeah, you should go look them up again then. Mm-hmm. I think this is the year that the Colts uh, beat Steelers for the first time since 08, I believe. All right. I just heard Gronk and Julian Edelman talking about it, and now yep. we got Steelers people talking Enough about it. This shit. We're a good team. That's why everybody's talking about it all the time. That's right. I was not part of a lot of Colts wins, though, against the uh, New England Patriots up there. No. To Gronk's and Julian Edelman's point. Yeah. No, no. you're not. Nobody no. was. No that team. Yeah. To be fair, everyone hates us. AQ. I was on the wrong side of both. In fourth and two, I was on the Patriots. That was that awesome. Melvin Bullet, big time pick. And came to the Colts and. The fight gate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were, I just watched Gronk and Julian Edelman say the players were complaining about the ball. I don't think it. No. I don't think any player. Especially after the game. We we certainly understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was a lot of other people doing a lot of talking mm-hmm. yeah. different. And you've talked about it, too. Every time it got brought up, I think a lot of the players were like, can we fucking stop? <laughs> stop saying 38 to 10. Can we stop talking about this? All right. It was a bad game. Yeah, it was a blowout. Who's up there? Competitive too. first half. Was it? What? Oh, yeah, really? It was. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had three and out. We had a muff punt early. Yeah, kind right of changed the. What was the, the Revis pick six? That was early, wasn't it? I don't know. Probably like 17, 10 or something. Like that. I don't remember anything about that game except for Danny Amendola was fair catching everything. And anytime the Patriots start doing that, that means the game's over. Just get the ball back. We're good. <laughs> don't need to return anything. Nope. Helped my stats. Yeah, that was what? a hell of a conference championship game, though. You guys on that banner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is still up. Oh, still yeah. up. That needs to not That's happen. Not what does it say exactly? Don't. 2014 AFC finalists, motherfuckers. Fuck. <laughs> oh. it really say AFC finalists? 2012. <laughs> oh, Four, it was 14. It was 14. 14. Yeah. 12, we lost to Baltimore. Oh, yeah. First round. <laughs> and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. So we yeah. basically uh-huh. won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Year, yeah. BA yeah. was Congrats. sick that game. Sick that morning. Woke up. Yep. Yeah. Bruce Arians in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. 2016, Ravens almost got it done. That's so close, AQ. You on that team, Phil? Oh. You got it down in Tampa, though. Yep. Bingo. Oh. Yeah. My rookie year, we beat the Patriots on that Melvin Bullet play. Yes, you did. That was cool. Then you went on to lose the Drew Brees and the Saints. And then also I'd play my role on a team as not important as everybody else against the Patriots a lot. Yeah. You know. Too often someone's. Yeah. I don't know what, you know, how Matt Rule just said, let's not be scheduling any of the Dakotas. Mm -hmm. Somehow the NFL for, I don't know, like two decades straight, they were like, you know what? Patriots, Colts. Let's make sure this happens. No matter what. Had to have one-on-one. You had an onside kick that got. Yeah, overruled. Yeah, yeah screwed. Overruled. Yeah, Patriots. That's Belichick, baby. That was in Indianapolis. Told they the said right. it was our ball. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's not our ball anymore. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> How's that even? 
Well, it's an onside kick. Once you say, yeah, that's the person, that's, mm-hmm. the, per- that's the ball. And then, no. Interesting. It's not how it works. In our house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the lot house. In the fucking lot house, Lucas Oil <laughs> Stadium. Before, before people knew that you guys were pumping in noise. It was <laughs> There's no noise coming into the lot house. No, no that was the RCA. Uh, that was RCA. Organic. I, I've never uh. seen the Loud House, you guys think they're pumping in sound? Is that what you think? Well, Have you ever been to another no. like, venue? They make noise. There's noise. Just a little yeah. baby sledgehammer thing before pregame that you guys it's have. It's not a yeah. baby oh, thing. Did you see Vinatieri? Well, I mean, it's a, a miniature sledgehammer. Vinatieri would make a, a full full length sledgehammer look like a miniature one. That guy's absolutely jacked. He was swinging. So were uh, you. That sledge. Thank you. You're swinging too. Yeah, you from are. what we've heard. And he, you have a swing, actually. But the is that soaking thing real? That that thing from Zach Wilson is that a real? What do you mean? Quote? You know, we do know that Zach Wilson's a good boy. He's a sweet uh, boy. There's no way. He's got a good personality. We've learned he does. Zach Wilson has good personality. He does. I'm yeah. I'm guessing this is uh, Fugaze, but pretty funny. It's a damn shame because from my conversation with uh, Zach as a journalist, he's a good boy. A good personality. He is good a boy. good boy. He's a handsome boy. Handsome, handsome boy. boy. Yeah. He's a handsome boy. He's kind of a big boy, too. Yeah, yeah big much bigger because his baby ass face yeah. makes yeah. you think, oh, he must just be a little thing. No. Uh, that, that sweet boy is pretty big. He's a big yeah. boy. He's a pretty Burley. big boy. The journalist that I was with asked about the coast of Carolina. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. The pick, and then mm-hmm. he got yeah. double teamed yep. dumped. on national TV during the potential. Zach Wilson is the best player on earth. Chose mm-hmm. to go there to play. Yeah, that wasn't scheduled. Like, nope. yeah, let's go play Coastal yeah, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Zach, well, let's keep the teams on TV. Coastal Carolina having a year. BYU, hey, let's go. Let's do it. And then, oh, yeah, you threw a pick. Good news. That means one thing. We can fucking kill you. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. We asked about it. Mm-hmm. And he was nice. He was. Well, he's a sweet boy. He said, you know, it's just football sometimes. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a cool comment, sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. Thank you, sweet boy. <laughs> did he do that right after he said that? Did he do that little? Yeah, he did. That little bow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he, I don't know if he did or if that was just my interpretation of looking at him saying he's fucking much bigger than I thought. Hey, might have been that big boy, big strapping dude, yeah. big sweet burly boy. Ah, uh, bad news. Oh no. On a day we learned that Justin Herbert's out for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh no, oh, come on. And we learned Malik Cunningham has gone from the Patriots sure. to the Ravens. Yes. Seems like a perfect fit, by the way. Yep. He's probably going to do really well there. Two oh. Louisville quarterbacks. Yeah. No crush. A, a sweet boy. Oh, what? Oh, no. Okay. Who was at the same gathering as uh, oh, geez. good boy. Oh, no. Zach Wilson. Mason Crosby has been cut from the Los Angeles. No Bring him home. Way. Bring him home. Whoa. What? What? Bring him home. Did they, what about did they activate him what about Durs? Or no? No, they, they were thinking about activating him allegedly, and they stuck with Haversick Lucas, and then he goes three for three, including a game tire to send it to overtime as the clock is basically expiring in the fourth with that weather and conditions. He had, like, his best day. Good for him responded. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Good for him responded. That's not easy, you know, especially when a legend shows up like that. But I think what Mason proved was that his leg still – Still got it. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that was proved in this entire thing. Him just being a free agent now with a playoff run about to take place. And if you're a team, you know, that maybe has a couple question marks at the kicking position where it's like, are we going to allow this to be a reason why we don't, you know? And if you can 
If you can say, yeah, and just move along, okay. But if you say, no, we're not going to lie, it's like signing Mason Crosby, not only PR-wise, it's like you tried. Yeah, you said mm-hmm. one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. But also probably going to deliver. You think back at his time in Green Bay, he had like four bad games, five bad games. They were yep. bad. A lot oh, yeah. of games. They were bad. But he was there for a thousand years. Always mm-hmm. bounced back, too. Yeah. Always answers. Mm-hmm. Athlete. Huge leg. Mm-hmm. Makes kicks. Kicked in Green Bay. That's a... Mm-hmm. The entire time. So, like, him at SoFi, it would have been, like, a dream for him. So, I'm excited that Mason Crosby is potentially going to find another home, is go. what I'm thinking is going to take place. But also, I'm excited that that Lucas Haversick kid answered. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Congrats to him. <laughs> Mason Crosby on the streets again, though, AJ. I did not expect this, pal. Yeah, it would be interesting to see as the playoffs go. What, How is he still available? I don't know. Yeah. You want him at Green Bay, you said? Yeah. Carlson's a good boy. He is a good boy. He's a sweet boy. He's a young boy. But uh, in just in terms of consistency, like because of, like four weeks ago, you know, it was like, hey, the Packers aren't going to make the playoffs. So like, who gives a shit? Let this guy kick. But like missing one last night, I don't think Crosby misses that one. Just, it just, I mean, him having played in Green Bay that long, like the way their offense is, like they can't afford to be missing kicks. And I know it's tough because I don't think Mason's probably kicking off anymore, and I don't. I, I'm pretty sure Durs is the kickoff guy. But bring Mason home, Durs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anders Carlson, Durs. Okay, you call him Durs. Mm-hmm. DC Carlson kicking family, yep. obviously one mm-hmm. that is very noted and successful. I couldn't believe that Mason Crosby what like openly wants gig, can't get one right now. That's wild. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, there are. Kickers are weird like that sometimes. All of a sudden, he's he's not in. Then say someone signs him, he does well. He could kick for another two or three years. Like that's what's weird. Ten, if you really. Yeah. I mean, who knows yeah. how long Mason's going to last? But yeah, that's like Graham Gano. Graham Gano was on like four or five different four teams, I think maybe five teams, before he gets to the Giants, and then it's like, all right, Pro Bowler, yeah. here's the spot. Yeah, guys, they get into this like kicking carousel where you go, where you'll make a couple kicks, so you're on a team, and then you'll miss a couple kicks, and then the main guy gets back healthy, or maybe they release you and sign somebody else. Then you go work out for another team. Then you're up for a few weeks. Do you make? Do you miss? And then if you get hot, it's like, all right, now you got a job for the rest of your life. Like you have a job for as long as you're hot. Go ahead and do it. Congratulations. It's a really cool thing, but it can also be incredibly stressful. But, like, it happens on a very regular basis. So the fact that Mason is in this kicking carousel and not getting picked up is alarming. To, mm-hmm. It's wild to me. I'm like, yo, let's fuck. You know, we got Matt Gay, the highest paid kicker oh, yeah. mm-hmm. in the NFL. And there's been a lot of games this year. Not this past one, but he just had a baby. So, you know, there's probably a lot going He's on. tired. He's tired, probably. And Cincinnati, not easy to kick at. But, like, that motherfucker did not miss. Right. And it was fun. Yeah. Like, that, that's a really fun thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever the kicker goes out there. Like, right now for the Browns, Dustin Hopkins, he's been on. A bunch of teams. Yep. And now he's potentially found, like, maybe this is his home, like Washington was for a bit before he went to the Chargers. Now he's there. You think about Joey Sly. Joey Sly's been on, like, four or five different teams. It's like, you just try to get an opportunity, and then when you get there, you just got to get hot. Mason Crosby, who went to Green Bay, was hot forever. And then now he's like, I would like to go. And they're like, can't find a gig. That's wild. Like, Houston. No that's, what I, that's what I was going to say. No offense. Amendola, who right. is a – same – has bounced around. It's like – you, you have a potential playoff team here, mm-hmm. and you got a guy, and in Houston, it's a dome. Yeah, proven. Is it the veteran men, maybe? Is that what it is, potentially, for Mason? Maybe, I guess, but if you, if you need weeks. a kicker, you do not mind paying veteran men. Yeah, it's four yeah. weeks left in the season. Especially those bubble teams. How old is he? 30. 38, probably, maybe 39. Oh, he said he's still hitting well, though. Mm-hmm. So that's all that matters. And he was pretty strong. Properly jogged. Yeah. 
he was a jocked boy. His, yeah. his, in his head, the way his fade was. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Huge. Big Salt neck, big pepper. head. He was having a good time, too. He was. He was, he was good to see. Yeah. He said he's still in his full work, still kicking yeah. the whole thing. All right, I hope he gets an opportunity. But congrats to Lucas. You know, because Mason Crosby showed up. And he had his best game. Yeah. That's a dog. <laughs> that is a dog. What? Mm -hmm. All right, we got everything. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We got in the trenches. Yep. Coming up on the other side. And we haven't talked about the Herbert news yet or the Malik Cunningham news, really. Yep. I'm excited to hear your take on Malik leaving town. Yeah. And also, there's been some posts from some Patriots players, I mm -hmm. believe, wishing him luck on the way. And then Herbert out. Oh, oh no. And Dolphin Center tore his ACL. Oh, oh that's huge loss. Connor Williams. That's a huge Connor Williams. loss. Huge. Huge oh, loss. Oh, my God. And they already have, right, some injuries? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big loss. That's not good. He's. I mean, he was playing very well, Absolutely too. massive. Yeah, that's it. That's all she wrote. Complicated me, too. That's it. No, he, he is whole. Oh, no. Oh, I no. am bummed out, folks. Bummed out. He's bummed out. This is this is what happens. I finally started believing in this team. This is oh, what happened. I started watching exactly. Hard Knocks. Started saying we're going oh, to the, the Super Hard Bowl, curse. and now here we are. The Hard Knocks. I forgot. Hard, Hard Knocks, Knocks curse. They don't get them all bitch. tonight. Hard Knocks is on. Yeah. Yeah, really, this is going to be watching. Yeah, it should be a great episode. Hope you like it, America. You shouldn't watch this one. Though. Can't wait to watch Hard Knocks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Sorry, yeah. Gumps. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Kush, before you sit down over there, what are we doing today? What are you doing? Putting. It's a putts. No. no. You've no. become, you know, this has become a thing now with you doing this thing. You the football? I mean? Just everything. There you go. Are you going to make it or you're not? Like, there's real, there's been a little Great. bit of a buzz in the air, you know, whenever yeah. you step up to the plate here. All right, let's go. Let's throw a football. Oh, man. All right. Don't hurt your arm for tomorrow. You're going to need a throwing arm for tomorrow. True. And you True. should get good vibes going into war games. You know what I mean? You he's got to be nervous. He's got to be nervous. He doesn't know what he's getting into. I don't Keep know the this, upper body. I don't know if this guy has the ability to be nervous. I like what you're doing for something like this. Honestly, look, he thinks he's good. He oh like, yeah, fucking. What if he's got a run hard? Right here. What if he's running ten miles through the mud? Like he could be then doing he, that. He's been training for hey, AJ. Then guess what? You run 10, 10 miles through the mud. That's oh! what you do. Good answer. Of course, you're an adult with three kids, and this is yeah, we're doing this. Duh. We're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Are you yeah. going to join? No. You want to sign up? What if they just I'm, do I'm not buds? I'm not tough enough for that. What if I'm you really just? Not. What if this is like play buds? Oh, you know what I mean. You're sleeping. Well, then we're gonna find out what I'm made of. Yes, we are. Real yeah. quick. At this age, too. Yeah. AQ won't hit that belt. I'm in better shape now than I ever was as a player. Yeah, but mentally, yeah. you got you know pretty good house life. Yeah, true. The whole thing. Bud. It's like the Conor McGregor thing. Now, now I'm feeling good about life. He's training at resorts. I if he yeah. wins. That's one of the most mentally tough things of all time. Because yeah. they're showing him like run sprints and circles at resorts. Yes. Like actually. I mean, he trains on his outside yacht. Outside of his yacht. Yeah. Outside of his yacht, he's yeah. working out shadow boxing on the dock. Yeah, he's working out like trying to get an actual workout. And people are like, Conor McGregor's, oh, yeah, you're Conor McGregor. They're standing like two feet from him. He's uh, trying to get a real workout. <laughs> yeah, sorry. He's like a real, I'm training for an actual fight. If he wins doing that. He should be as loud as he possibly oh, yeah. will. Is, yeah. is it a definite? Is he fighting Chandler? Like, has that ever yeah. been announced? It's definite? He's back in the testing pool, they said. No, I have no idea. Okay. I, don't know. I have no idea. Big but, one this weekend. There's no way he wins. Who's that? Covington. Edwards. Oh, that is a big one. Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Patty Pimblett. Oh, Patty Pimblett's fighting this weekend? Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I'll watch that. Kobe hasn't fought forever. Kobe's uh, been a couple Tony, of years. Tony Ferguson's been training with David Goggins. Oh, yeah. holy shit. He, is he going to be at your war games? No, I, I think he's out this he oh, all right, Okay, all right. Unfortunately, there is, uh, you know, Vikings lines is at 815 this weekend. Oh, well, speaking of Vi uh, Vikings, brand new quarterback this weekend. 
Mullins in for the Pastronaut. Announcement wow. made by Tom Pelissero, Minnesota native. So Nick Mullins is now the starter for the Minnesota Vikings. The Pastronaut story was a good one. Good run. It was. It was a good one. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was. Thank we you, had Doc. fun. Hell yeah. It was a good one. And NASA was involved. Yep. yep. You know, so like we even got others, members of society. Everybody enjoyed it. That was a fun story. It was. Yeah. Kevin O'Connell showcases coach AJ. That was fun when it happened. You know, it's over. A lot of fun. What, you think it's, you think it's over? You don't think he's going to get another shot somewhere? Yeah, it's over. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> get another shot. I, I hope he does get another shot. Yeah, he's gonna be, think we're finding he's out always going to be in the league, and whoever's <laughs> yeah, in front of him is going to get hurt. He, I think he's going to get another shot. Hey, Josh, let's go, bub. Let's go. He, said, yeah. oh, again, Josh. he just got all his furniture into his fucking house in Minnesota now I after getting it. pushed out of Arizona. Yeah, I know. Better get it back We don't out. appreciate that for you, Josh Dobbs, but that's life professional he's probably, he's quarterback. Probably smart. Right. He's, probably, he's probably kept it in the pod, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you gotta make sure you pay those bills because if not, you're gonna get auctioned off and it's gonna be on storage wars. Exactly, Big Daryl. AJ, AJ, you think AQ makes this shot or not? How many people you think we should give? uh, Should we give winners to? It's the holiday season coming up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. fifteen. I think fifteen winners when he makes this first. Like that. Okay, I like that. That was really that that was very reasonable. Yeah, right there. Fifteen people, five hundred dollars. All AQ's got to do before he goes to war games, put that football into that basketball (laughs) hoop right over there. He's had a great day today. He has great day. He's got a seal on his hoodie. It's not. Not yep. to save the seals from getting killed by whales. It's the Navy fucking seals. Amen. For them. The only seals. Well, well. There's, okay. There's, All right. There's, there's I mean, if you want to take a stand that seals aren't real, like the, <laughs> the, the uh, mammal, quantum, the wow. fish, yeah. whatever it is. Flex seal, not to mention. The mammal. Yeah. Flex seal. There's a package thanks, right over thanks, here. Thanks seal also. Seals. seals. But we're right. Hey, we fucking roll with the Navy seals. Yes, Hell we do. Yeah, brother. Finger seal. Don't let them down. Yeah. yeah. Good call. There's a couple yep. different seals. Presidential seal. That is a seal. Mm-hmm. That is. There's other seals as well, not just from the president. Vacuum seal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seal the uh, singer. That's what. Yeah. Kiss yeah. by Rose. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> good one. Oh, I heard him for sure. Seal on like a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one too. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Also, seal on goggles. You know, you got to get the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're talking. Water we're telling you. You're not Sealing. telling us. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, you said. I know there's no. Shut up. No, you you said there's only one seal that matters. Yeah, you meant. That. Okay, all right. <laughs> People are coming at me, huh? I don't know. I don't Here know. we go. Hold on. Nobody can come at you. Who's going to come at you? Yeah, you're about to go to GI camp. You want them to come at you. Yeah, you're pro Navy SEAL. Thank you for your yeah. service, AQ. Thank you for mentioning the Navy SEALs today. Thank you, AQ. Yes. Hero. All right. Who's right, going f- in? 15 people, $500. Make their dreams come true. 500 bucks during a holiday. He's too jacked up as a Navy SEAL. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, pretty high. good, though. High. That was a little high. He's a Navy SEAL for the next two days. Yep. He's already in the mindset. He's a method actor, just like Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's just got to be a regular-ass football player. And if he could do that, 15 people, $500. When he makes this football into that basketball hoop right over yonder, A.Q. Shipley heading off to war games. Ah, this is Trying to bank. That was bad. That was bad. That was bad. It was really bad. Hope you're not throwing any grenades this weekend. <laughs> Throw it like that way, right? <laughs> you can do it. Got to get close. Trying to get drop by your foot. Yeah, AJ, can... any final thoughts here for our war games competitor uh, over the next 48 hours? I like to I like to stay positive usually when it comes to these types of things, but I don't know if I'm super confident this third one's going. Wow. Right. wow. Thanks, AJ. The whole world's against you. This is what the Navy SEALs That's right. prepare for. Uh-huh. Exactly. Here we this go. type of adversity is what you've been training for. This is going to get you ready for whenever they drop you in the middle of the fucking woods and tell you to come find us if you want to yeah. eat breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's about to happen to you tonight mm-hmm. in a pitch black. And right. I'm ready for it. For good vibes, good mojo. This also, 15 winners of $500. Just put that football right into that hoop right over there. In AJ's face. Oh, yeah. 
Ooh. AJ, I think you were right. We all felt the same way yeah. you did. Yeah. What is your guys' problem? <laughs> I mean, you're not even getting it up there. I mean, that I was, was there. That was there. No, that was online. But it was, okay, see right? that? What I hear, though, is confidence. Yeah. 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 I, I hear a guy that hasn't lost it. D-Butt, anything to say to A-Kish <laughs> to make sure that this is the ball that goes home for not only himself, but the Navy fucking SEALs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about the United States of America. Exactly. That's right. Right. Well, said. well said. Why don't you get into character and serve? This beautiful country. Yeah. And the 15 people that win $500 when you put this ball into that hoop right over there. <laughs> this guy loves Al-Qaeda. <laughs> he never played for the He's those. going to SEAL camp. We don't need him. Well, yeah, we don't why need is he that making it for the SEALs? Nah, we don't want to do the Bama one. Hey, do Q, we? you already uh, Oh, and a donation. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Here you go, Akish. What we got? 15 people, $500. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also a donation... To this Navy SEAL Foundation. C4, mm-hmm. yep. C4 Foundation. Done. All you got to do is make the Duke into the hoop mm-hmm. and 15 people. Come on. Plus some good, feel good philanthropy. Hell yeah. Will happen on this glorious Tuesday, right, here we go. just hours before yeah. you're locked in the woods with Navy SEALs and Jack here Osborne. Boom. Here we go. Here we go, AQ. For the good of the SEALs. For the good of the people! Holy shit, the worst one yet. Joe, worst one yet. Took a good hack, though. You're already already stealing Valor this week, and now you're stealing donations. He's trying to earn a little Valor, I think, is what he's trying to do, but it ain't going to be. All right. right? The Bama one's usually pretty easy. Yeah, Bama one one? is the one. It's small, the hoop is bigger. Chuck's never missed it, so if you miss it, you're worse than Chuck. I watched Chuck Chuck miss. A lot last week, so I no. oh, geez, don't try to bring yeah. other people. Yeah. That is not the Navy yeah. Seal. I missed every week. I'm not. We're not bringing anyone. The Bama down. Ball, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold Slow on. Slow down, con man. Yeah, as a man who's wearing ten wolves on your chest today, sure, and obviously a man who has numerous friends that are Navy Seals. Mm-hmm. Numerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you have to say about this Navy Seal thing? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Doer. Yeah, sure. AQ Shipley and his next attempt here to win 15 people $500 and a donation to C4, a Navy SEAL Foundation. Honestly, I am very negative when it comes to this stuff, but I yeah. think this one's actually going to be the one for Okay, Con. I've also, okay. I've also, hold on. I've also checked the internet and people are calling you Osama Shipley. So if you don't make this, mm-hmm. that makes It's only going to get louder. Follow you forever. And we don't like that, mm-hmm. especially going into your <laughs> Navy SEAL camp. Yep. Yeah, right, here we go. Game. Here we go. Yeah. Well done. William Regal. Yep. That was well done. Well, that was great of me. Well, he's a part. Oh, I thought you were wow. Oh, my God. Hold Pump on. Me Don't have second guessing because yeah. there's a lot of positive That's energy good. there. Yeah. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Here we go. All you got to do is make that 15 people $500 and a donation to C4, the Navy SEAL Foundation, for a man who's going into a war camp here in about an hour or two. AQ Shipley, good vibes, good mojo. Represente. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I thought that was in. All right. Well, can't make them all. Or any. Yeah. Oh, hold the phone. <laughs> oh. Oh! Let's go! Oh! Let's go! What? Let's Swing. go! That was nice. the whole way. We couldn't eat. My hero. Of course. Count That was awesome. You don't Got it. throw. Got it. You shoot. Count it. All right. Good shot. Yeah, you're right. Navy Seals, Seals yeah. do. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. They shoot. Yes. His Boy first. Shot. That's on me. Was that? Take. Take and, and the activity. It went down too. Hey, that, that was good vibes, good energy there. Hey, I'm proud of you, yes. AQ. Way to bounce that back. Way to battle adversity. There was zero confidence in that basketball shot. 
That's what, the, that's what you need to go into war games with tonight. Yeah. All right, because that was the best thing we got. Yeah. AJ, have a good one. Mr. Rogers, thank you for your time. PK Subban, obviously, thank you. Can't wait for that game tonight. Matt Rule, what a time. Dog. What a day. We got a shot. Good work, AQ. Bang. Splash. Way to go, AJ, or AQ. You got a donation and 15. Mm. Splash, I think you're standing right in front of it with your head from the camera, but we saw it. We saw it. Perfect. Hey, I'm proud of you, AQ. Great work, AQ. Proud of you, AQ. Wow. Got a good eye on that. That's a good shot. Yeah. Good shot. Good shot. That's a Great tough shot. shot. Yeah, Look how is. fucking surprised I am. <laughs> I was so I was you yeah. were surprised. Yeah, I think we all were. <laughs> yeah, we all had no idea what was happening there. And you know, that's the funny thing about life. Mm -hmm. I love it. Sometimes the things that you have no idea about to happen turn into be great things. They're the best things. So just live in the moment. Mm -hmm. Don't try to forecast what the future will be too much because then you're going to find yourself worrying about what it might not be. We have no idea what that is. Nope. In the past, move past it. Yeah. Learn from it. Keep mm -hmm. it moving. Sure. And enjoy the hell out of right now. Because that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Amen. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice that might change your life. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, big one tomorrow. Massive show. Big one tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Very excited for it. Goodbye.